Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Take some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Tuning into the session, everybody. A very special session we have today because it is the return of John Chicken Boy. Please say, yeah. Back in the house, in the studio, Back in the house, yeah. at last. Nice to see you, Johnny yeah, P. It's been a while. It has been a while. Have you you've seen Studio D before? Right? This is D or B? This is D. We <laughs> named it after Dan. Okay. Because uh, Dan helped us christen it. You know, good old good old Dan Gordon. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we named it Studio D. We Perfect. skipped over B and C. Awesome. Yeah. It's brilliant. You've Perfect. seen it. You, I've, I've been here, yeah. You have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's... It's, uh, it's temperature controlled, so right. it's good. It smells just as bad as Studio <laughs> A, but it's temperature controlled. Well, it's Jason right here. <laughs> right. But it's you're good to see you, man. You too, bud. Glad you're here. Became a dad. Oh, that's right. Four You're months ago, yeah. I'm a four-month-old. What's this baby all about? <laughs> Tell me about this baby. The glory of my baby. Yeah. yeah. Is, is, Her name's Alicia. Alicia. Yeah. Alicia what? Alicia Sophie Plisse. Wow. Yeah. That's a sophisticated name. Yeah. I can't even say it. <laughs> Pretty sophisticated. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, Don't worry about young guys remembering her name. That's a good yeah. thing, right? <laughs> we'll call her Ellie. Yeah. yeah. Or something like that. Are you worried already about her reaching dating age? Oh, yeah. 
She's like a month old. <laughs> now, how old is she? Four months old. Four months old. Yeah. You're already worried. Yeah, really? We'll be Don't alone. look at her the wrong way, you know. All right. She's playing with the other babies on the yeah. floor. Yeah. Your boy baby just touched my baby. <laughs> just rolled into her. Two year old, like, what are you doing? I would like to know your boy baby's intentions with my boy girl. Yes. <laughs> my baby girl. My baby girl. It's not a boy girl. It's not a boy finger girl. Finger condoms right? that you get here. You <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, How do you like being a daddy? It's it's awesome. It's, you're all about it, aren't you? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I could tell. You yeah. wanted to get married too. You, you're you're a family guy. Family guy, yeah. Got yeah. married in 2009, September, and took a year of enjoying our marriage, and then, and then took us two months it. to get <laughs> to get pregnant. So right, you know. and then ruined it. <laughs> we enjoyed our marriage, and then we ruined it. We ruined it. You're gonna have a hundred babies, aren't you? No, we um, talked about another one, but it's one's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And once enough where you can manage it, and you're like, it's all love, and you're just staring at her, and you like give her undivided attention all the time, you know? Right. But two, whew. Two is like more poop than you can even throw away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And like, I, you don't have, like, I have that problem here with beer bottles. I fill, a lot up, of poop. I fill up the recycle bin every week, and I, I end up with excess beer bottles. Right. You would have excess poopy diapers. For another three years, four yeah. years. Yeah. You guys are going to have another one eventually, though. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have 18. Just, <laughs> Justin's convinced everyone's gonna have 100 kids. I just, you guys are gonna see that I'm right. I can tell gonna about the people who are babyish, and Sam and Bevo are babyish, and Johnny is babyish. You guys are gonna have a lot of babies. Yeah, uh, two would be good. Two would be all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, congrats, man. Thanks, bud. Good job. Yeah. And you're still at More Beer, our wonderful sponsor of this program. Still there. Yep. Every session is brought to you by More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com and check it out. They've been supporting us since day uh, negative one, and uh, we love them for it. And John's been there. How long have you been there now? Uh, ten years now. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and they've moved you around, though. Yeah, it's always movement, you know. You're not the showroom manager anymore. No, that ended last year. So What are you now? Product and sales management. So okay. Mostly all e-commerce and uh, bringing in new products, making sure bringing the market, having all the descriptions correct. <sighs> Working with all the uh, production department, making sure that they're released on time, stuff like that. So, you got a desk job now. Desk job, yeah. and actually now the irony of the whole thing is I leave my desk to go be like down in fulfillment to like just get out, get away from your desk, you know? Right, it's, just to get out of there. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I had my eyes checked out like two days ago, and I thought I was like going blind. Oh, from looking at a screen all yeah, day. You don't blink as much. I, I have that out. happen too. I yeah. think I need glasses now. What did the, what happened at your eye check? They uh, gave me Optive. They said visine is not good because it's a steroid. It gets rid of redness. But Optive, actually, this, um, it, it, it was your, uh, your tear ducts. It puts moisture oh. back in your tear ducts. You listen to this, Tasty? Yeah. I'm getting this. All right. Optive. So, I feel great. My headaches went away, and mm. my eyes are hydrated. Okay. Optive. And now you can see again. <clears throat> what was the problem? You were you were crying so much that your tear ducts were empty? Uh, headaches, dryness, and like spottiness of grayness. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I, so, I think it's cancer. <laughs> I don't know. Or worse. <laughs> Not the tumor. Glaucoma right. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have all that. I have, I I can't read things anymore. Now I'm like, I'm holding them out to there. Oh. I, have to, I turn them sideways as if that helps somehow. <laughs> Hold up a note right here for you. Yeah. yeah. It's, I can't, I have to go get them checked, here. I think. You want my you glasses? Know. I've tried yours before, but and yours was, are a little, oh. you're a little too blind. You broke my glasses, you have to paint for new ones. Because yours do help. Oh, shit. I can see everything. I can right? see John's here. <laughs> John Plissé in the studio. Hey! Welcome back. Oh. I was wondering why you're looking at me and talking to him. That was weird. <laughs> I haven't seen you in so long. You look good. Uh, these are good. Are these for when you can see things close but not far? Because Susie is a blurry mess, but 
everything in front of me is very clear and big. Yeah, I'm a little nearsighted. Shit, yeah. I need, gla- you need glasses. I'm really disappointed about this. Yeah. Well, you, you can just- get contacts. But see, I'll, oh, there's I'm a radio just- show. I mean, who cares? That's right. <laughs> That's Nobody- yeah, and everyone sees the back of your There's head some funny looking ones. Either. In fact, right. on you, they'll all be funny. They're all, yeah. yeah. All glasses are Get funny. the big clown ones. <laughs> I mean, except JP's. He looks great. Well, mine are very you handsome. Know, we're just and- used to it. You actually yeah. look pretty good in those, by the way. I'm just uh, kidding you. See? Do you think it's going to get me laid, Tasty? Uh, no, unless you're looking for smart chicks. They might think you look smart. As long as I keep my mouth shut, then maybe. Well, there you go. That's the trick. I'm really disappointed at how well these are working for me, actually. Wow. You're doomed. You didn't know till now? Well, I'll tell you what. I have to actually update this prescription and get new glasses. So when I do... I can have your old ones? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I do. I always had great vision, but the whole screen thing all the time. Yeah, it's weird. I think it's what it is. Well, I think it's jerking off a lot. Is that what it is? Well, you go blind. But I've always been doing that. I never went blind before. <laughs> but I think it it's a little bit. Yeah. It adds up. Yeah. I see. Yeah. At least it feels good. Feels well, good. today we are covering a very important topic with John Plissay, and his friend Aaron Wood has come in the studio. Aaron, welcome. Hey, thanks. It's, it's good, good to be here. You are our... Uh, today we are doing a show on gluten-free beer, and people have been asking us to do this show for a few years now. We just never had enough information and people who could uh, speak about it intelligently to do an entire show on it. <laughs> and we still don't. We still yeah, don't. <laughs> I don't think that's going to change tonight. It won't. I see. <laughs> well, there because there hasn't been a lot of research uh, before recently, or at least experimentation with it, has there? Yeah, it's, it, it's fairly it's, recent. It's small. It's, it's, okay. it's a huge topic. I mean, so we have avoided it because we felt we couldn't do the topic justice. Because I agree that there it is a significant amount of the of the population, um, but there wasn't enough information. We didn't know very much about it. But tonight we're going to get into it, and boy, do we have a, a plethora of information! Tons, yeah. First of all, Aaron over here is our token celiac. He's in the room today, and um, I've gotten him to agree to eat a loaf of bread and <laughs> right. the show. You brought the honey nut. Right? Yeah. Okay. I, brought, uh, I brought the most gluten positive uh, loaf of bread I could find, right. and with extra focaccia. Yes, uh, and Aaron agrees with me that for the sake of research, it's necessary to to show the world at home. Absolutely, what happens. and luckily the bathroom's just around the corner from the studio, so we're all set. Yeah, exactly. He won't be able to fit through the door because no. he will have, like, bloated, bloating so much. But uh, he has agreed to do that. And the no, we're not going to kill uh, Aaron, but uh, well, he is not tonight. Yeah. We will hospitalize the shit out of him. We're, yeah. Instead, we're just going to drink all of the gluten-positive beer we have and point and laugh at yes. Aaron, the poor guy. Yeah, But Aaron is a home brewer, which I think is, is a very ambitious thing to be as a celiac. Um, and so we're going to learn about how he deals with it and about homebrewing gluten-free beer and talk about that so that um, I, I think I would venture to say that almost everybody knows a celiac in there at, at some point. And you might not you know it to. yet, but it's common enough. I've just found out recently that a couple of people I've known for years are, are celiacs. Um, and it affects people in different ways. We'll talk about some things like that. And um, I think it's important, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is even if you are not a celiac, uh, you might have a friend or a family member who would love to try your homebrew if you could just brew them a gluten-free beer. Right. Yeah. Yes. Or you might have it and you don't know it. Right. In fact, the important. friend uh, that I have, yeah. uh, well, you know her. Uh, in fact, she was one of our BNA girls uh, at this year's BNA. Uh, Jocelyn, uh, my friend Jocelyn. Oh, wow. Uh, all these years, uh, uh, you know, she she just thought that she shit a lot, I guess. Yeah. And it turns out uh, she's a celiac. Really? <laughs> and, um, diarrhea a lot. Right. Uh, lovely girl. Lots of diarrhea. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, poor I'm glad girl. that's fixed. <laughs> uh, so was her husband, I, I saw her last night, and she was eating uh, these awful-tasting, gluten-free uh, chips from Trader <laughs> Joe's that she made me try. 
Sky. And they were not good. And uh, But these are things that we need to talk about and why it's important to talk about this beer uh, so we can figure out how to make good uh, gluten-free beer. So we're going to do that on the homebrew side with these guys. But also we've got uh, Mr. Sam Caligioni from Dogfish Head Brewing Company. Nice. And uh, he has a new uh, gluten-free beer coming out, and it's called Tweezin Ale. So we'll mm. find out about that. Um, he's coming on. And then, uh, not just that, we've got another professional brewery, um, and this one is called... Uh, let's see. Uh, how me out here, Moscow. Brasser uh, Sans Gluten. There you go. Actually, it is an all uh, gluten free brewery, so not just one beer, awesome. but uh, the brewery's gluten free. Sans gluten, I get it. Yeah. No gluten, I get it. In Montreal, I think, right? Canada. Canada. In Montreal, Canada, up in the hat. So we'll be talking to Gabrielle. Gabriel. Gabriel. It's probably not Gabrielle. <laughs> what do I know? I do the names right. I'm terrible well, with names. Well, the glass. Uh, if he goes, this is Gabriel. The glass. It's Gabriel Carboneau, and he's going to be talking to us about his gluten-free uh, project. It's gluten-free burr, I think yeah. is how it's pronounced. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> so we've got the pro side covered here at the, at, the, at the first portion of the show, and then we're going to talk to John and Aaron um, about, about homebrewing this stuff. John's got like a, a textbook in front of him of, of information. Yeah, he has a manila folder. He's got a manuscript there. Close Pretty enough. thick. That's how he used to come into shows, yeah. too. And clearly he's forgotten that I never let him get through <laughs> yeah. anything useful. I'm always ruining his I did his a checkoff thing. I'd be like, huh, I got three yeah. out of 15. We'll talk about what. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I guarantee you that John worked on this for like 30 hours over the last month, and I'm going to let him cover like two points. It's the, okay. It always happens. Yeah. Well, the benefit, he probably did it at more beer. So he got paid to do it. So it's fine. <laughs> exactly right. Well, it is research for more beer, isn't it? It is, definitely. Your gluten-free Whatever more beer wants, I get here. Now, more beer was going to release gluten-free kits, and uh, we found out all the research that Jason had done, and then we had done together, um, that the gliadin protein at the time, that we can't release the kits now because we didn't have the hoarding test done. So in the last three weeks, I've been researching the hoarding protein. So we'll get into that later, but long story short. But that's another uh, protein that that affects celiacs. Exactly. I see. So we had to go back to the drawing board right now. Wow. Okay. That's wow. pretty cool. And you've got a website now about do, yeah. uh, gluten-free brewing. Yeah, it's glutenfreecraftbeer.com. Awesome. So. All right. So check that out. And in the meantime, if you've got questions, it's 888-401-BEER. And the lovely Susie is in the chat room today taking your phone calls and uh, chat messages and things like that. Uh, just hit the chat now button on the homepage and you can join her in there. Uh, all right, let's get through some announcements so we can get on with things. You know, first of all, there's a new way to donate to the program. If you'd like to sponsor this part of the show, start bidding in the chat room right now. The highest donor owns the show. We'll announce your name at the beginning of the next segment. As the owner of the first segment, I will start the bidding today at $25. $25. And the highest bidder at the end of the segment. Just do it in the chat room there. Hit the chat now button. You could probably call in and, and tell Susie your your bid, too, if you're not a chatter. Sure. Don't like that whole chat thing. Eight 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 four zero one beer. And at the end of the segment, uh, that money goes directly to the staff of today's program. Uh, every cent of it, except for what PayPal likes to take, uh, goes to the staff to help them. You know, for their time, they've been working here for years and years and years and uh, hours and hours and hours and got nothing and nothing and nothing. So, uh, <laughs> what we're doing is this new program to try to, you know, <laughs> try to correct that. And you know, it, honestly, it, it, you know, we did really well the first week and we did we did very nicely uh, last week. And and really, what it does. 
does is it, it kind of covers some gas and the beer that they buy and bring over and, and what they do when they're out. Uh, you know, it's not making anybody rich, but it's very generous of you, and it, and it really does help them because it, a lot of times it turns out not only are they here doing it for free, but then they spend money during the week on the show, either brewing a beer for Can You Brew It, which they bought the ingredients for, or, or researching a beer that I want them to talk about, or you name it. So, you know, an extra 50 bucks in their pocket here and there is, is kind of a big deal. So you can own this segment by going into the chat or calling up 888-401-BEER and bidding. Highest bidder gets to own it. It's yours. Blunks you forever. <laughs> you like you can, it, like it or not. Re- Blunks you yeah, forever. Permanently recorded. Yeah. You can leave it to your kids in your will. All right. Um, all right. It's almost time for the Brewing Network Awards, our annual award show that we do the uh, first show of uh, every new year. So mm. uh, we'll be doing that uh, for you in January. And uh, we need your nominations now. There's a forum thread. You can go to the brewingnetwork.com forum and click on Beer Radio. And there you can send your nominations for things like Drunk of the Week. Uh, sorry, Drunk of the Year. Drunk of the Year, uh, Based yes. on Drunk of the Week winners. You right. have to have won Drunk of the Week to be nominated for Drunk of the Year. Right. Um, uh, there's those types of things. There is a Caller of the Year. Caller of the Year. There's Guest, guest of, of the, the year. year. There's um, New Character of the new Year. Character, yeah. um, uh, things like that. So all yeah. sorts of things. If you go over to the BrewingNetwork.com forum and you can uh, sign up for that. And do me a favor, don't PM me. With your nominations. Don't because pee I on have, JP. I have nothing to do with them, <laughs> so um, put them in the thread in the forum. Right. Please, thank you. Correct, and thanks. All right, uh, what else is happening? Our Winter Brews Festival is in the planning stages right now. The nice. uh, it's It'll be Saturday, January 28th, uh, hopefully in the same place it was last year, which was uh, Martin Luther the King Civic Center Park in downtown Berkeley. Perfect location, uh, which happens... <laughs> Which happens to be occupied right now. I, I drove by there on Thursday. To check it out? No, I just had me going it's down occupied. Martin Luther King to go to how, Triple Rock. How occupied yeah. is it? And I it? went like, holy shit, that's the park. Yeah. It's really is it, occupied. It's, I mean, Is it full? There's of tents tent? everywhere all over the thing. I thought we could like oh, no. say, well, you guys take that half. We'll have a fest over here and you're... I yeah, we'll know. give you a discount. Come I over. have yeah. to go talk with those guys and like offer them something. Because why don't we just get our here? volunteer staff no, from those JP, guys? You cannot Please? go with me because uh-huh. because I, I, this needs to be done diplomatically. <laughs> you know, I, so we're, we're he wants never, to run a film crew. I'm we're never going to get the part. I do. I want I want Moscow and I to go out there and, and just talk to these people. I went on the website the other day, uh, which is weird to have a website and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to see if they were if they were still there, right? And um, Thursday was a knit in, where they all knitted hats, hats and scarves for all the Occupy friends in colder climates. Wow! And I thought it was really adorable. That is adorable. Can and I go with in. you, please? That is getting ridiculous, yes. isn't it? A knit in. Can I? It's a gay in. <laughs> uh, so I have to figure that out because right because I have to like. Um, we're at the moment where I, I have to start ordering things for this yes. and yeah. spending a fortune. Yeah. Right. And I need to order our glassware this week. I'm putting it on my to-do list and going through <laughs> what needs to be done. And then I'm going, shit, man, I'm a little gun-shy about ordering this, this glassware yeah. when I don't know that we can use the park. Well, I'll tell you what. If, if, or any place on that date. yeah, Or you, any place, exactly. If you can find a place where we can have um, trucks, like food trucks, mm-hmm. I can get a bacon truck there. Ooh. Really? Can't get a bacon truck at the park currently. Um, but just keep that in mind when you're looking for a new place. <laughs> right. Trucks, bacon. I yeah. gotcha. All right. Well, so we'll see what happens. I will keep you up to date, and so will JP through our social networks about the uh, um, progress of the Winter Brews Festival. Yeah. But I'm a little... I'm, I wasn't nervous before. It was all funny to me before. And now, now that there are knit-ins, it's not so damn funny anymore. Shit's getting real. Getting real. 
right, there's a couple new links on our on our homepage, and it's ways that you can support us. One is, you know, it's Christmas season, obviously gift giving, and I know a lot of you use Amazon. Uh, I do, and um, you don't have to change anything uh, in terms of how you spend, except for if you're going to go to Amazon, go to the mm-hmm. Brewing Network first and click on the Amazon link, and then we actually get a percentage of everything you shop for. So if you click on the Amazon link right on our homepage, it'll take you through to Amazon, and you can go on about your business and never even know that we're there. And uh, but it does help support us. So if it's if you're gift giving through them anyway, we'd love it if you if you did it through us. It's pretty slick. Um, I'll do that. Also, if you own an iPhone, there is a brand new uh, iPhone case with a hop grenade on it. That's also right there next to the Amazon link on the homepage. Click that, and you can get your own uh, iPhone hop grenade case. Bottle opener hop grenade. Oh, that's right. It has a bottle opener, too. Mine's in the mail. Mine's on its way right now. Um, Don't be trying that out. I'll report back. Um, All right. And then, of course, as always, you can go buy T-shirts and books and hats and things like that in the BN store. Uh, there's a new iPhone and Android app, so you can listen on the go, both in the Android market and the uh, iTunes store, and they are both free, like my employees. Uh, I like my apps like my employees. <laughs> I like them free. Um, so go get it, and you, you get you get free uh, app, and you can take it anywhere. It works really well. And yeah. if you guys use it, I uh, use it a little bit for the Android. I was I I used it for the first time this week, and it, it sounds really good. The yeah. audio quality is there, and yeah. you can click through to our YouTube page and our Facebook yeah, page and our right. Twitter page and everything. Uh, right. I didn't know all that. I'll have to try it. Yeah, you can email us through it, which is not too great for me. Yeah. <laughs> I won't answer. <laughs> to hear the bullshit. No, I, I, I the app doesn't have past shows on it. It's only a live listening app. Where are the past shows? Can you please They're make it? They're on the website, you idiot. Make and by it. the way, if you have a smartphone, you can go to the website. <laughs> yeah, but it's such a smart. pain in the ass. It doesn't have everything I wanted in it. I wanted it to blow me while I was listening. Where are the show ha- names? Where's that? Fe- where's my handy? That feature. You just put in the HDMI port. That's what I have to listen to. How come it's always Moscow's mom that emails me? I don't know what to do. I don't like this app anymore. These apps are scaring me. Whatever happened to when you can just talk to people? (laughs) Just talk to me. All right. And also you can subscribe and join the BN Army. If you're a monthly donor, a recurring monthly donor, you're entered into the More Beer donation giveaway, which basically means there's a chance to win 100 bucks to More Beer every single month. And I know that Johnny P. sent out a bunch of gift certificates for us this week because I was a little behind on on giving him the names. But we're all caught up now, and we'll be doing December's uh, name at the end of the month here. And so um, if you have not gotten an email, you didn't win. But uh, make sure you check your (laughs) inbox, um, and, and, and you should have an email from more beer. For example, I know one guy wrote to me. He said, "Hey, I, I got a I got an email from from more beer, um, but I was real busy and I thought it was like one of their advertisements, like telling me about a sale or something." And he didn't delete it. He just didn't have time, so he waited like a week until he had time. He mm. opens it up, and it's none other than our friend Johnny P emailing him that he had won a hundred bucks. That's pretty nice. good uh, to more beer, and so you get that by becoming a, a recurring donor. How do you how do you have time to be a home brewer, but you don't have time to read an email? <laughs> I know. I'm like that, though, because I sign up for, like, different tech bargain uh, yeah. emails and stuff like that, and I'll put them all at the bottom of the queue just to move on to something else, yeah. you know. Uh, like, I have other things to do. I don't know either. Fucking hell. And you're not a home brewer. Right. I'm not a home brewer either. That's a good point. <laughs> Barely. I'm, like, on the fringe. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is a home brewer? Is that, how often do you have to brew to be a home brewer? That's true. Good question. Um, great, I would say once every two years makes you a home brewer. Why two years? Why not three years? Well, it could be more. I'm just saying something. I'm exaggerating. So, yeah, I'll go three. (laughs) So much. I did it 
twice this year and once last year. Well, so I'm you good. Totally home- you're yeah. a homebrew. Yeah, I'm great. Yeah. No, perfect. You actually have homebrew points to give to someone else if you wanted to. I'm more like those married homebrewers with shitty wives, though, who like don't yeah. let them ever brew. And they're, you know, we get emails from them, so I'm not making this stuff up. But they, you know, they write in and they go. And their tail, you can see their tail between their leg in the email. Yeah, so and, wrong. And they're like, um, yeah, I, I, I can't right now. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that, that one time we did a show on like how to fit brewing into your like family life, uh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We should do another one. What how it to, came like, down to was get divorced. Yeah, get rid of your wife. <laughs> right. And your family. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah. we should have another one that uh, talks talks more about like how you can convince your wife you need to brew beer more often. It's like, right. what, it's what she needs, you know. <laughs> you know, you, you need do, more equipment. You load them all in the minivan in the garage and you get one of those <laughs> self-starter, remote starters. <laughs> And then you go and, and you, before host. you start the car, you be like, "Hold on, I'll be right back." And you go in the house, break. start it remotely, and then in like fire an up hour, the fire up the kettle. In an hour, yeah. you, you fire up the kettle because you know everything's great. <laughs> you got no family. Yeah, uh, I didn't know. Time uh, to draw. You want? God darn it, uh, sir! That's the third marriage that's happened to uh, this year. It's the mo. I, I'm so forgetful with that. God, I just I just it's probably on right now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so. For- yeah. Anyway. Oh my God. All right. Uh, get all these updates over on Twitter and Facebook. Also, you can send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. He's available at Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. He's doing a great job booking. And if you have homebrew topics that you want covered and things like that, don't just complain about it. Send a email to Moscow, and you know, yes. chances are uh, he'll go find us a guest to cover it. So. That's uh, true. This and, is your show, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, make it work for you. I start to think that all the complaining is just like because people have nothing better to do because yeah. we never get better ideas, you know. <laughs> right. I have gotten a couple ideas, but the key word being better ideas. Right. People uh, know what they don't like. They're not so sure what they do like. Right. Exactly. I know I don't like this. All right. And then you can send feedback over to feedback uh, at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yes. Feedback. Are we on TV? Not can you brew it ideas. Feedback. I think so. Is everything working? Is everything working Everything's working. working. Everyone's looking at Jonathan Plisse's smiley beer Smile gut. to the camera, John. Yeah. All right. You can go to justin.tv slash brewing network. You can watch the live studio cam and see our old friend Johnny PP. Oh, yeah. By the way, that's Stare a, at him. a reminder. Yeah. The uh, um, <laughs> yes. the uh, justin.tv channel has a chat room. When we say chat room, join in the chat and hang out, that's not the chat room we mean. So go to our uh, website, thebrewingnetwork.com, log into the chat there. The chat on justin.tv is just a bunch of people going, is this the chat? And there's like four people in it. So that is yeah. not the chat to be in. Folks. That's where you want to make your bids, on not that chat, the other, this one. Yes, yeah. yeah. Make it in the, the yeah. They won't let me get rid How of we that doing chat. Over? I wrote to them about getting rid of it, and they said, we don't do that. But I was what? certain that I had seen another Justin TV site that didn't have a chat. So I went looking. It was like another big radio station. Station, yeah, and it didn't. So I wrote back and I said, "You know, I'm like that little kid. Yeah, yeah. but that other station doesn't have one. He has it." And they it ignored me entirely. Yeah, yeah. well, they yeah, totally what they meant me. is we don't do it for you, right? Well, I wonder <laughs> if we can just get the feed, the video feed on our website, mm. and then we don't have to go to the other website. It is actually it is. If you yeah. click the TV thing on our website, it's it should be right there. Let's find out. Well, don't do it on that because then that audio will Shit. will fuck things up. We'll have to check. Uh, uh, but Suzy Q could do it. Suzy Q, go to thebrewingnetwork.com, and on the homepage, there's a little TV on the right. It says, like, BN TV or video or some shit. Click on that yeah. and see if the video goes on that page because that one should be embedded with no chat room. Then if that's the one, then we should point people to that or have right. it, its own... Um 
Yeah, Paige. Thing. Fuck Justin.tv. Wait, what did thing. I say? That? Don't say that. They're, they've been good to us because it's, it's expensive to stream. No, they've been great. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, they just won't take a, the, they won't get rid of that stupid chat room. Yeah, and it confuses. It legitimately yeah. confuses people because they think it's our Brewing Network um, chat well, room. Well, maybe a few listeners could go over there once a show and then post it. This right. isn't the rule. Yeah, we have a couple that float in okay. every now and then, but it's not enough. All right, hey, fellas, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom or have been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, here's an offer you can't resist. You can go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time, you get 50% off any item. And then when you get that item, you also get three free DVDs and a free gift that we can't talk about. And uh, what else? Oh, and free shipping. Yes, that's right. Free shipping. One thing better than a 50% off dildo is shipping it for free. <laughs> it's true. That's Hopefully you can get it in time for Christmas, I think. You should be able to. So. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, order now. Yeah. You can go to adamneve.com and use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y and get the whole deal. And um, it also helps us because they stay on as a sponsor and things like that. So yeah. if you're going to get all that dirty stuff you get anyway and lingerie and whatever else you freaks are into, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Please, just left the room. Yeah. Sounds like I'm a, he's like, already? Oh, Again? <laughs> We got to go with the dildo jokes already. <laughs> I was prepared. I get it. It's funny. Five years ago. Okay? The best banner ad you have. There is also a mobile site, so if you just can't wait to buy that special gift, you can go to m.adameve.com and get the mobile site in order there. Use coupon code BNARMY, right. and, and then the, and that would be good. Do it. Do it. Uh, do we have Twitter Game of the Week? We yeah. do have a Twitter Game of the Week. What do you have? Twitter Game of the Week. I would like for our great BNARMY listeners to... Own the term beer farts. I want you to rename it. I don't want to hear the term beer fart anymore. I want you to come up with a more clever name than a fart that makes that a beer that makes you fart. I like this because I, I first of all I don't like the word fart at all. For what? Like this sounds a little weird. I don't like it. It's yeah. a stupid word. Yeah. It, it makes me. I'm comfortable with all sorts of other words that we probably shouldn't say on a beer show. That I, I don't care about them. You know, all of our dick jokes. That's fine by me. But fart is just a stupid word. <laughs> it doesn't. If I feel like I feel like I'm, I have special needs when I say it. And so I like this game. Jim. Don't we all have? Um, <laughs> right. But I don't want to feel like it. <laughs> uh, so I like this game. So uh, c- does it have to be one word? No, it could be, a, it could be uh, anything. It could be you know two words, five words, whatever you want. Okay. You know, um, you know, uh, bottom burps. I got one. Okay. Which is a fart. Go ahead, Johnny. Uh, beer muffler. Beer muffler. I'm going to put that in the game. Put it in John, the game. John okay. might win. All right. You never know. <laughs> All right. So you have to tweet those to our Brewing Network feed, and JP will go through them. Then we'll vote on the winner at the end of the program. That's our Twitter game of the week. And uh, winner always gets a prize. That's right. Don't really tell you what it is. It's so sensual that we can't <laughs> we can't talk about it on internet radio. It works well. Yeah. It's a canning jar of your farts. <laughs> it's <laughs> so random. <laughs> I we... sent I sent a bunch out last week. Actually, I heard from a guy in the chat room today. Nice. That got their package. So right. it does happen, ladies. Okay. Well done. Thank you. All right. Thank oh you. my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by the 21st Amendment Brewery in San Francisco. You can go to 21st-amendment.com and check it out. They do that canned beer, that craft beer in cans. I've heard of this. Yeah, they're doing a good job. One of uh, Jippo's favorite new uh, pale ales, he calls it. Yes. Is what? Uh, Bitter American. Bitter American. You know, pale ale is pretty broad. I know it's not technically a pale ale, but I don't care. No. 
Are you I'm just it. are you just now discovering that you like that? It's been out for a while. Though. No, I just uh, recently declared uh, declared it my uh, my top three. One of my top three pale. I love that beer too. Good beer. All right, thanks to 2NA for bringing you this feedback. First of all, this one's kind of weird and misspelled, but I'll try to get through it. Uh, (laughs) Happy holidays, all. Do you get it? It's like happy, but it's hoppy. And I'm like also beers never a fan of that. Like, how come every <laughs> beer guy in the world has to get happy birthday on their Facebook page yeah, when it's their birthday? Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Go away. <sighs> My buddy does that. Dave, how's you unoriginal asshole? Happy Thanksgiving. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Suck it and think of something else to say. Oh. I don't like it. Oh, Dave goes, happy birthday. Which is, I guess, uh, a, no, I don't like that. It's that's, a one step beyond. I mean, come it's on, one step, step, stupider <laughs> is what it is. And things, hoppy, any, just take it out of your. <laughs> stop saying it altogether, just to practice not saying it in stupid occasions. Don't be such a hop hole, Justin. <laughs> See, <laughs> and fuck you too, Moscow. <laughs> hoppy everything. All the hoppy beer names. Oh my God! Go hop Look, yourself. What? Why don't you just? Yes. Yeah. Why don't you just beer lax? <laughs> okay. I mean, come on. We're getting a little too hot motional. And then, and then everybody goes on talking about how we should be elevating craft beer and not making it stupid. And then the next day, they post "Happy Birthday" on somebody's page. I'm an evangelist. <laughs> get it? <laughs> Do you get that shit? Exactly. Oh, oh my uh, gosh. All of them. They're stupid. <laughs> it's not like Brewcaster. That's, that's no a- Brewcaster is <laughs> fucking original. That's, that's intelligent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, makes me sound that. like I'm fishing for fat people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, this is from Death Rider in the form. He goes, uh, uh, "Happy holidays. I love the happy holidays. I love the new app." I can go to your website, go to the YouTube videos of the BN, call you, and even send this butt-kissing email from within the app. Good job, Justin. Suck it tasty. Ooh, Death Rider ooh. in the form. Got some love, finally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, what else here? Uh, hey, Brewcasters, just wanted to let you know, I effed 17 girls in a row last night, and 10 of them gave me... Uh, what is this, from the uh, Steel Panther song? Yep. All right, that's enough of that. Anyway, oh, I love the show. Moscow's doing a great job, and Nicole should be the permanent chat moderator. Oh, shame on you. Susie's doing a great job over there. Yeah, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Cheers from Juice. P.S. Suck at JP. Wow. Uh, Everyday Normal Guy writes in, F my life. I was waiting to see the BN iPhone case go up in the store to order a few things all at once. And now, all the large hop grenade shirts are gone. Damn it. Any ideas when you'll get them back? I was hoping to represent my networks over the holidays. Um, they're in the mail now. I got a tracking number this week, so uh, they should be up in the store next week. JP will ship out promptly if you, if you make an order when they come in. Fuck and yeah. Real quick, just about the case being in the store. I've heard that question a couple times. It's not in the store. You just click the link on the homepage, and you go to their store and do it. Right. Okay, great. Correct. All right, Billy from Jersey writes in, I just enlisted into the BN Army and wanted to thank you guys for being such a great resource for craft brewers. Urge all listeners to either buy some merchandise or make a donation. Don't be a cheap F. This is valuable info, not to mention funny as shit. Funny as S. Funny as S. 
I'm a cop and I work midnights. I listen to the archive shows all night in the patrol car and smack my chops thinking of that first homebrew I'm going to get when I... I'm going to chug when I get off duty. That's awesome. Unfortunately, (laughs) drinking on duty is frowned upon. So I enjoy you guys uh, in between dealing with the asshole public. (laughs) Keep up the great work, Billy from Jersey. uh, Patrolman for a living, but corporal in the BN Army. Is that not the best fucking email? That's Testimony from Jersey. Right okay, I'm gonna go roll with that guy when dude, I go out. For sure, See, I'll do a ride along with that dude. It's guys like Billy that uh, makes me not like the song "F the Police" because <laughs> I take I, they should take that back after listening to Billy. Good cop, right there. Or maybe it's the beer lease. <laughs> yeah, he's not a cop. He's a hop. <laughs> I thought it was the hop police. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somebody else whose name isn't here writes in, Hi, asshats, hope the planets align. And Oh, this is a whole thing, asking for a uh, recipe from Caligioni. I'll see what I can do. Find out if he knows anything off the top of his head. Doubt it. Uh, Hop the police. <laughs> Elliot writes in, I just wanted to throw in a thank you to the PN for having <laughs> the better beer scores folks on a few weeks, yes. ago, a few weeks ago and offering up some sweet discount. Uh, I've been thinking about taking the BJCP exam for a while, and this pushed me over the edge. Also, it's good to hear that Chicken Boy will be back on the program next week, and I'm excited for the topic, as my sister-in-law has celiacs and cannot imbibe my gluten-rich swill. So thanks to you and the crew at the BN. Cheers. Um, I like that gluten-rich swill. <laughs> pretty good. And uh, let's see. P.S. After I get my scores back from this exam, I'll be more inclined to tell JP to suck it. Oh, what the hell? There's lots of respo- uh, reason to do it right now, so why wait? Suck it, JP. Yeah, remember when that was Suck It Schumann? Right. And, and you started that <laughs> to do it move. specifically to Suck It Schumann? I know. But I didn't ask for it to become Suck It, JP. It, just, it, just I know. Natu- it evolved. Yeah. Like which is, Ebola. Which is weird. Right over to you. Did it beer evolve? Oh, God. <laughs> beer That's the question you have to ask yourself right now. <laughs> so witty. Uh, oh, my God. Happy beer day. Happy, happy beer, happy birthday. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. God. I'm sorry, David. That was beerlicious. <laughs> uh, somebody in this room posts that on a regular basis, and they're like, fuck, I'm that guy. I just, I just, I just taught you something. I just taught you that you're that guy. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, you are welcome. It's even weirder when like a crap brewer does it. You're like, whew. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Marketing is lost on some people. All right. Feedback's brought to you today by the 21st Amendment. You can go to 21st-amendment.com. Check out their beer in cans or go down to the brew pub at 563 2nd Street, just uh, two blocks from Giants Park. All right. Thank you. Thanks okay. Much. Thank you. Right. Thanks a lot. Uh, all right. So, like I said, we got a big show for you today. 888-401-BEER is the number. We got uh, Johnny P. and Aaron Wood, and then we're going to talk to Cal Joni uh, on the phone. And we're also going to talk to a Montreal brewer on gluten-free, uh, Brasser's San Gluten, Sans Gluten. Where's Blobber Gloopy Glop when I need him? We should have had him on to help me pronounce all these names. Mm. He's hanging around somewhere. I'm sure he'll... Isn't Blobs um, not drinking or something, or is he? Did he fall off the wagon? He, I think he was all done with with whatever meds they make French Canadians take, and then I think he went back on them. Got it. Okay. Uh, we got to take a break. Before the break, I wonder if there is a short definition to what celiac disease is that we could do. Do we need to come back from break and do it, or is there a quick like what is essentially celiac disease so we know what we're getting into here today? Celiac disease is a... Celiac. Uh, so it's not celiacs. It's celiac. It's celiac. Need to get that right disease first. is the full name. Celiac. Sprue. 
Okay. Yeah. S P R U E. Uh, it's oh. it's a dietary intolerance of the proteins that are in um, the grains wheat, barley, and rye, and they're very close relatives. Okay. It's all in the same family. Got it. Yeah, it hits your your uh, intestine, and when it gets there, it sets off an immune response right in the intestinal lining, causes your body to attack that and destroy the cells that you use to di- to digest food. Yikes. Yeah, and from there it can set off secondary effects, but the actual disease is just that effect right there. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> Does it have anything to do with getting sweet chops on your face like that, Aaron? I can't <laughs> no, these are a bonus. Like that. These that's are a bonus. That's yeah. a bonus. Although, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe there's a special like gene or something related to this that means that you can grow sweet serious chops. mutton chops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my my mother has celiac, but she doesn't have mutton chops, so maybe it's in a, it <laughs> yeah. might be a sex-linked <laughs> gene. So I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I'll give her some time. We'll, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll give her some time. <laughs> See, because I would almost want it then, because yeah, I can't grow chops like that. It'd be I, worth the wait in her case, I think. She looked really good with some mutton chops. When did you realize uh, you had the disease? Actually, uh, about 11 years ago, I, um, after a false negative on a test two years before. Okay. You know, tests were really bad back in the day. How fucked up is that? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so you, you were having problems, and you went to the doctor, and they said, we should test you for celiac. Yeah, basically, I went in and said, hey, can you test me for this? My mom's got it. You know, there's a chance okay. I've got it. Yeah. And they said, okay, sure. Tested it. Nothing. You're fine. I'm like, damn. You know, that, that would have explained a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to get chops. <laughs> no chops for me. Yeah. So you sued them for malpractice, and then what? You know, that's actually the next step now, so I'm going to go get a lawyer, and, you know. Yeah. This, this is chops that I was denied, so, you know. Were you, brew, were you a beer drinker at this time? You know, actually, I did like a few brews, mainly uh, um, Guinness, and I grew, uh, really like Harp Lager. Okay. But other than that, I really wasn't into too many beers. And I really wonder if it was sort of a defensive move by my body to just kind of <laughs> make you not yeah. crave it. Yeah, yeah. Keep you alive longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We'll learn more about uh, celiac disease when we come back. And we'll also hear from Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head. 888-401-BEER is the phone number. You can also, uh, you know, hit the chat now button right there on the homepage and be able to communicate with us that way if you have questions about this beer and how to brew it. You're listening to the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. 
Danica, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold right now. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. Today we are talking about gluten-free beer and uh, why it's necessary in today's 
celiac infested society. Everywhere. You guys are everywhere. It's craziness. <laughs> it's uh, like one out of 125 people. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. That really is a yeah. lot. That's, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's like tens of nine out of 125 Most don't of them know. don't know it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I see. Maybe I am. I, I tend to shit a lot after a night of drinking but too. Is that the only? Um... We'll find out. The other, the only symptom. Yes. I think there are more things. I think it can get a lot worse. In fact, Aaron, who's our guest, uh, I'm told we'll, we'll find out more a bit later or as we go. I'm told it has it uh, pretty severely. Yeah. Yeah. Not too lucky that way. Yeah. Yeah. Some some people are pretty much asymptomatic. Okay. They don't really have any issues per se. Okay. They just get swept up in a, fam- a test when some family member gets tested. You know. Gotcha. I would argue if you don't have any symptoms, you don't have anything. <laughs> I, I, hear that, I hear that about STDs sometimes. Like, oh, you don't, they don't know they have it. There's no symptoms. I'm like, oh, well, then you, there's nothing there. You don't have <laughs> you it. You don't have it. <laughs> Good point. All right, let's talk to our first guest today, our old friend Sam Calagione from uh, Dogfish Head Brewing. How you doing, Sam? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's doing great. Here we go. Sam, you with us? I'm going to go through this again, aren't we? With it, where he can, where we can hear him, but he can't hear me. It was on our end last time, wasn't it? Uh, let's have a look here. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, I should be able to hear me. Yeah. Everything's right on my end. We, boy, oh boy! We could have crazy Sam come. <laughs> Do your thing, Sam. Oh, I see why he's wanting to show me video. I'd like to look at his face. He wants to have an introduction? He has an introduction for you, dude? Hey, Sam, can you hear me at all? I can see his face. Poor guy's looking to uh, get connected. But, I think uh, he's on line one. Uh, he's on the hard line. He's on the phone, too? Yeah. Mm. You sure? No. We're, we're looking right at him. Did he call you? Yes. Does it say it's from Delaware? No. <laughs> it, it is. Susie. <laughs> it is. <laughs> hey, Sam, are you on the telephone instead of the Skype? Hey, Justin. How you doing? This is Sam. Thanks, <laughs> Oh, it's the wrong Sam. Hang on a second, Sam. Just hang on there, will you? Hey, you got it, whatever you need. <laughs> I think that one's evil, Sam. Well, I can see Sam on my Skype, and I can hear Sam, but Sam can't hear me, which is which is always a problem. Mosk, I want you to just give him a call. He did there. He said, Sam, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, he can hear me. Mosk, I'll give him a call. Tell him we're going to use his cell phone or his landline or something, please, quickly. Uh, all right. Hop to it. <laughs> Not again. No, wait, that doesn't work. Not again. Technology is retarded. It is retarded. Well, can I just... I feel like an ass right now, because I just drank out of uh, Aaron's uh, sorghum <laughs> beer. He's like, well, now you can have it, because I can... I contaminated his beer by drinking from my mouth on his glass. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's that sensitive yeah, that, that even bad. if you drink another... Uh, just a sip... Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. A crumb is enough to get me sick from, from bread or something. That sounds yeah. incre- That sounds like you would crumb. be sick all the time, because uh. isn't bread just everywhere? It's all over the place. took me years to learn how to avoid it successfully. Can you even eat out at a restaurant? It's getting better now. Actually, now, especially in the Bay Area here, you go to a restaurant, a lot of times they'll have heard of it, they'll have plans to deal with it. Some even have gluten-free menus. John and I actually went to a restaurant to talk about the show on Friday night. They had uh, menu items marked <laughs> gluten-free and whatnot. Yeah, GF right next yeah. to it. It was uh, awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's better. Yeah. But I would worry, if it's that sensitive, I would worry even that, like, you said no bread that comes with your whatever you ordered, and they mm. put it on the plate, and then it got taken off the plate at the last minute, so you never even knew it was there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I have to worry about that. I do have to worry about that. And I, so I tend to frequent places that aren't like a Denny's. They're more like a sit-down, right. nicer place. I see. Yeah. Where they wow. pay a little more attention, take a little more time. I feel like I would just want to live in a bubble 
Yeah, yeah it gets like that. It must be. <laughs> I'm being. Honest, it must be very frustrating mm-hmm. that I, I would really feel like God. I, I have to be worried about everything. It's, it's par- you get, learn to be paranoid the first few years, and then after that, you kind of learn how to deal with it, and then just stops being paranoid and just kind of an awareness. So, if if you are contaminated, mm-hmm. what happens to you? Oh boy, for me, uh, it's a whole cascade of events. But the the main things are I um, get all kinds of digestive problems. Um, you know, everything runs the gamut from diarrhea all out to constipation, and I start losing weight because my guts aren't absorbing food very well anymore. Um, I get horrible migraine headaches, horrible, almost from the within an hour or two of the uh, the initial event and on for months and months afterwards. Wow. Yeah, I I think that I probably must be having some kind of secondary response or something in my body too because I really get it bad. Most people are done in a week or two, you know. I see. But if you if you keep doing these things over time to yourself, and you have celiac and you are symptomatic like I am. It's just going to wear you down and take you out eventually. Wow. Yeah. What did you say about your pancreas? Oh yeah, yeah. So years ago, um, when I I just recently learned that I had this and was just trying to get um, healthy, uh, I was kind of starting to waste away, even though I wasn't eating gluten that much. And I eventually found out I have to had to take uh, artificial enzymes that your pancreas normal, normally makes to break down fats and proteins and things like that. Wow. Carbohydrates. I had to take those or I just wasn't holding my weight, much less gaining anything. And I was real skinny. Uh, and that wasn't ever supposed to come back. I was supposed to be on that for life. <laughs> I see. Somehow it came back, though, after taking good care of myself for a few years. And okay. I got really lucky. Thank God. Yeah. What a serious. Yeah. yeah. All right, I think we got Sam on the line uh, this time. We went for the old traditional way. Hey, Sam, you with us? I'm here. How are you guys doing? There he is. Sorry about all that, brother. No problem. Glad to talk to you again. It's been a little while. I saw you at GABF, but we haven't talked to you too much since. So. Yeah, good talking to you. Who's there with you, Scott? Justin? or? Uh, let's see. So we got, yeah, Scott's in the room. We've got John Plisse and uh, another home brewer, Aaron Wood. Aaron is our token celiac for today's uh, conversation. Um, and he's just kind of educating us a little bit about the things that can actually go wrong when you have this disease. Um, and then a little bit later, we're also going to talk to a brewery in Montreal. Have you heard of this brewery that's all gluten-free uh, up there called uh, Brasser's Sans Gluten? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we got them on too, and uh, we'll be talking to them in a little while. They've got a gluten-free beer. Um, and then, of course, we have you on here because uh, you've got a product called Tweezin Ale uh, that you yep. put out in limited supply. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, we basically uh, did the test brew, I guess, in June or so. Um, we threw our, what, our brew pub in Rehoboth, our original location. Right? We have a brew pub with a five-barrel brew house restaurant and a pot distillery in Rehoboth. And between people coming in there and people sending sort of un- unsolicited emails to info at dogfish.com, we've learned over the last like year that the number one request that we had for something we don't do is a sort of off-centered take u- using you know more exotic ingredients than, than what's normally found in that category uh, for gluten-free beer. So we said, nah, it's not on our radar a bunch of times, and then the requests were so kind of loud and, and mounting that we said, ah, oh, screw it, let's, let's do a test batch and not thinking we'd do anything more than one little batch for a pub, but we really liked the way it came out. You know, I did, you know, a lot of research on what ingredients I thought would work well, knowing that we couldn't do, do anything with wheat and, rot, wheat, wheat and barley, and uh, so we found a pretty interesting way in to, to, to do this beer. 
Honestly, that's kind of the same uh, cycle that brought us to do this show, that we kind of heard some murmuring about, please talk about doing gluten-free brewing a few years ago. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of information. It just seemed like a couple of people. And it's really, the murmuring grew into kind of a roar recently. Um, And then, of course, we found some pros like you that were brewing the beer to give us something to talk about and some examples of it. So is it just kind of, and maybe Aaron, you could help with this too, it is it an increased awareness of the disease now that is making this become more apparent to everybody? Absolutely. Uh, the, the thing is, there's so many people out in the population who have this. And when I was diagnosed, they were estimating about 9 out of 10 didn't know it. And I think that number has gone way down. I think it's gotten much better. And an additional thing that's helping, frankly, is, is that it's becoming a fad diet now. You know, people who don't have to avoid this food are doing it because they, there are other health benefits to be had by it. I and see. they're doing that for for that purpose, and those people tend to be very good at demanding things, you know. <laughs> right. Whereas the rest of us kind of feel like, well, can you help us out because we're you know kind of screwed here. Sure. Yeah. The trendy health freaks are the ones that go right. and make things and happen. Normally, you yeah. want to smack them upside the head, but frankly, it's because <laughs> yeah. of them I can go to a restaurant now. I can. I mean, I used to have like two in the whole Bay Area I could go to and still okay. shake the dice each time. Now I, there's yeah. probably a hundred at least. In wow. Okay. That have items. Okay. I'm on the paleo diet. <laughs> What, you eat dinosaurs? What is yeah. That? Well, I awesome. eat plates. I'm, I'm half, you know, I'm half Greek. I see. So, it's the... Uh, so, Sam, what are the ingredients uh, that you can use, and what did you decide on? Well, I mean, I, I just did some research out there when we were working on this recipe, and we brew a lot with, with a bunch of different honeys, like wildflower honey and orange blossom and this crazy rough, unfiltered, like, Ethiopian honey that we use for bitches brew. And a while back, I'd gotten a sample of some buckwheat honey, which was really super dark and malty, and I just kind of made made some tea with it and tried it and was thinking about it and forgot about it. And then when we came back to this gluten-free project, I, I remembered that because when you're doing, like, the tests we did with just the straight sorghum base, and I know other breweries use some rice and there's some other ingredients that can be used, um, we just the, the sorghum base works well as it's highly fermentable. It's got some malt uh, contribution or, or, or components to it, some malty components, but it had this weird kind of lingering bitterness. And and it, and so we learned that by using that with the, the buckwheat honey, the buckwheat honey sort of magnified the malty component that we thought was missing from a lot of the the sorghum based beers we tried, and then. We uh, a significant fraction of the of the fermentables comes from strawberries as well. So really, the three main ingredients are sorghum at about fifty one percent of the fermentables, and then the the balance is split between the uh, strawberry puree and the buckwheat honey. And there's a tiny bit of hops in there. I think it's only about ten IBUs uh, and six percent alcohol. A six percent still. That's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Got a lot of malt out of that. Probably very honey-like. Even celiacs need to get a buzz, dude. That's <laughs> That's <right>. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and now let's just be honest about uh, uh, gluten-free beer too. I, I think that the reason that beers like yours are important and, and kind of a buzz right now too is that the rumor kind of says that the beer just doesn't taste good without barley-based products in there and wheat-based products. So. I think that that's something that seems to be changing and that's on everybody's mind when I say, well, a, this commercial brewer has a has a gluten-free beer. I think a lot of brewers go, well, but do they have a good beer? You know? Right. Well, I, th- 
I think a lot I bet of Aaron can talk to that about that more than <laughs> I can in terms of what he's what he's tried out there. Right, Aaron is is this a, a, a consensus or just a weird rumor? You know, there's a lot of truth behind that. Um, the the first one I ever had was absolutely horrible, and I hadn't had a beer in like you know eight or nine years at that point. So I'm like, hey, it tastes like beer. All my friends were like, this is horrible. Then I had a few others um, that were better and went back to that and was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> you know? what, is, what might I pick up? What would the taste difference be? Uh, the, the sorghum a lot of times produces this really nasty sourness um, okay. that you get as like an aftertaste. And it's just really, pretty bad. And there's not a whole lot of character beyond that with just sorghum a lot of times. You know, I, it's, it's, I, I don't find as much with the stuff I make myself, which is still sorghum. And maybe that's just a homebrewing advantage. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, there are some other commercially available ones that are pretty good. Um, there's like Greens is really good. They have a triple as a dark. That's pretty good. Okay. I like that, um, but it's expensive. It's like five fifty a bottle. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, Lake Shore, I think it is, makes a decent one. And then there's a new company. I think it's New Planet. They make a couple of a couple of my two of them so far, and the, the raspberry one's actually really good. So, Sam, in developing your beer, did you find some flavors that you really had to deal with and kind of change things up? Especially in terms of sourness. Have I lost Sam? You there, Sam? Yep, somehow I got knocked off. Ah, I I got you back. Um, (laughs) Susie, careful which button you push over there. You're on the bottom row. Remember that. Uh, So... What kind of uh, problems did you run into? You know, did you run into anything like a weird sourness and things like that that you had to go back to the drawing board with this beer? Yeah, we did some forced ferment tests with just straight like sorghum stuff. What Aaron commented on is a sourness. We got sort of a lingering sort of metallic bitterness that was not a hit, a hot bitterness at the end. And at first, we thought it was like a yeast bite, but in future iterations, we kind of learned that was. Just kind of the, the quality that you get with so, uh, quality you get with sorghum, and by bumping up the ratio of the buckwheat honey and bumping down the hop bitterness, down we dropped it from like twenty bees to ten. We think we found the, the the right balance where you don't have that typical uh, sorghum bite to it. Okay. Well, I think a lot of the 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 problem that you were saying a little bit ago, Jay, about uh, you know us beer drinkers are going well. Have you found a good sorghum beer? It's different. It's a completely different thing. It's another beverage. You know, like yeah. Beers. It's, uh, you know, it's it's for people who aren't used to drinking the stuff that, that, that we're used to. Right. Um, you know, not not that it that it, it it's going to have to be a low quality and it's not going to be good. You can still make a good it's beer, but different. it's not going to be like this 1500 that we're drinking right now. Okay. It's just not going to. Yeah, beer becomes an umbrella term. It's just yeah. different adjuncts, different paste malts. I see. It's not traditional. It'll yeah. still be good, but it'll be different. Right. So you can't you can't compare it to the beer you're drinking now that's made with malt. It's just you know it's not fair to the to the not to the gluten free beer. Okay. And Sam, how about the strawberry contribution? Is is that just a fermentable decision, or did it help with that flavor also? It also uh, just brought some a lot of complexity. You know, the, the fruit character and the malt character from the buckwheat honey are probably the most forward flavors. As you said, it's not going to taste like a, any beer style that you, you know, uh, you know, top 20 volume beer style from a lager to a double to a white beer. It's, uh, you know, but it, it tastes as much like beer as, say, you know, a Lambic or a Berliner Weiss. It's not as sour as, as those examples, but it does have a little bit of a, um, uh, like I said, that metallic character is just, I think, uh, part of the sorghum profile 
Mm. But it's interesting, you know, we how much we learn in the process of this with uh, when we submit, if breweries submit to the TTB, the federal agency that approves our labels, and any beer that has a quote-unquote non-traditional ingredient, anything outside of, you know, wheat, barley, hops, uh, yeast, you have to first do something called an SOP or statement of process. So the TTB allowed us to go through the SOP process for tweeze and ale with all these ingredients, and then they approved our SOP, and then we went to get the actual label approved. Like, oh, we can't approve this label. This is not a beer. And like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> you just told us, you gave us all this feedback and direction on how we should approach the submission of the recipe, but then and then they said, but sorry, we're not the ones that can approve this. So it's pretty interesting. So what we did just to kind of cover our asses to make sure we do this right is we spent, I don't know, many thousands of dollars to get this beer officially certified as as uh, gluten-free. So we had this guy come through the first day, the big batch was brewed at the pub, and went through all of our equipment and all our floor space to make sure, you know, to, when we're brewing this, there was no barley or wheat in any of the rooms or any of the process p- piping that this would go through. So by doing that, we get to put the official, you know, gluten-free stamp on it. And our test came back. I think the legal limit is 20 ppm or parts per million. And we were, you know, less than 10, so less than half of even the minute quantities that's allowed in it to call it gluten-free. So that's an excellent point I hadn't thought about. Here we are talking about bread on your plate, Aaron, or or the fact that you've just shared a beer with John Plisse, who had a, a bar had a beer before this one, and now you can't have that. But the brewery contamination—I mean, barley's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a question. I mean, uh, it really comes down to uh, you know what kind of pro- cleaning they do. Uh, what kind of pre-processing? Uh, it's an issue I run into with food across the spectrum. You know, if I get something that's a gluten-free flour, and I use, I make great pancakes on a gluten-free flour. Okay. Uh, did that go through a mill that was made? Do they make wheat flour? Yeah. Um, and there are specialty companies that only do that. And and you'll see on food all the time things like also processed in a facility that makes products with etc. 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 And oftentimes wheat's on there. Um, if it's something where I think it's a mega huge run. You know, they're doing, like, millions and millions of units per run. Yeah. I'll chance it. You will. Okay. You know, if it's something where, like, they're making, we're making five bottles of beer this week in our regular brewery, no. Or there's pizza places in the Bay Area that say we make gluten-free pizza. Well, what they do is they make the pizza in a separate part of the kitchen, and they run it through the oven that all the gluten pizza goes through. I'm not touching it. I see. I'm not touching it. Well, so wow, there there are you know uh, there's different variations obviously of of you know people with celiac disease and how how much they can tolerate. So you're at you're at the low level, right? Uh, yeah. Would you do you have like a uh, Sam is saying you know his beer is coming in under 10 ppm? Is that too much? I have no idea. Okay, you so know, you honestly, don't know if there's like a like you know the exact ppm of gluten in no. a food that you can actually. The, the only way I could know that is if somebody came up with something and said, okay. This we tested it. It's exactly twenty parts per million. Give it a go. And I drank it, ate it, whatever, and see and what found happens. Out. Yeah, I've never, I've never calibrated like that. Wow. I have no idea if I'm two hundred or two, you know, or a thousand. I don't know what my limit is. This just in. I've just discovered that there is a god because <laughs> because if he if I were a celiac, no. I would think that there is no peace on this earth. I would. It would. This <laughs> sounds horrible to me. All, all of the thinking about the eating yeah. and the mm-hmm. not having beer and. Yeah. He's not your god, apparently. No, no, Aaron, my, my god's a very <laughs> different god. <laughs> he's he's he angry has, with you. He's angry. I'm a, I'm a sinner <laughs> dangling over the pit of hell. Yes. His god has peanut allergies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's definitely a beer dickament. <laughs> yes. JP, oh. go away. <laughs> Sick of you. 
Amazing. So now, uh, uh, Sam, are you getting some uh, some very thankful feedback from from people in your brew pub? Yeah, I mean, all we've done is the, the test batches at our pub, and I brought one keg of it up to Italy, the, the thing we do with Mario Battaglia in New York, and a few media folks tried it, and the feedback's been all really positive. So this is, a, you know, we kind of uh, said, all right, if we're going to do this, let's really do it. So this is actually the first new 12-ounce beer that Dogfish has put out since we first did Palo Santo, which is probably five years ago. So wow. it's, not some, it's not something that we're just doing a couple thousand cases of. I we're doing the, it's going to come out after sort of chicory stout, so it'll ship at the end of this month and really hit the shelves coast to coast uh, um, in early January, literally first or second week of January. And, you know, we plan to sell, uh, I don't know, I think uh, thousands of barrels of it next year, between one and two at least. Wow. That's great. Love it. Uh, question. Um, Question in our chat room uh, from D. Stokes uh, wants to know, uh, how fermentable is sorghum compared to barley? That's something you had to work with. I'd, uh, and Aaron, as a homebrewer, you can chime in, but uh, mm-hmm. we found it to be pretty close to the fermentability of barley, but not as high as something like honey. So barley's usually 75 80% fermentable, whereas honey's closer to 95%. So I, I found the sorghum was closer to barley level. That's pretty spot on. So about the yeah. same for you guys. It too. takes longer to ferment. It <laughs> takes almost twice as long as a normal ale. So it's like three to four weeks. My, my guess on that one, I'm wondering if yeah. the the um, yeast is so optimized to barley that it just doesn't know what to do with the sorghum so much. You know? I see. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's been developed all this time mm-hmm. to uh, you know from brewers just using it in in barley. It must react, and the different. proteins in barley and in mm-hmm. wheat are a huge food source for yeast. Yeah, so a completely different fermentation. Yeah. So yeah, something to take we, into as account. We brew, as we brew this beer, we also sent out. Uh, we we tested to make sure our ye- a yeast nutrient existed that had no sorghum, and we added a yeast nutrient just for the reason you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone working on a yeast that's going to be more specialized to sorghum? Just dry yeast, um, hydrated with gopherm. It's great for home brewing. So that I've had better results with that than just, you know, hydrating dry yeast by itself. It's best ferment I've ever had with sorghum. So go firm and dry yeast. You can use liquid yeast, we'll talk about that later, but dry yeast to be safe if you're Aaron. Mm-hmm. Right. So. You know, and if you if from just a sort <laughs> if of you're bio- Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, if you're Aaron. lucky enough to be me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from, <laughs> right. From a biology standpoint, I mean if you want to do uh you know, work on a yeast, you probably just keep collecting, you know. Right. Do some sorghum Collect the yeast off the bottom, reuse it. Sure. As long as you can keep it clean, you're going to end up with something that's going to be more and more and more targeted. It would evolve the same way yeah. as, as the barley yeast Absolutely. Did. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Great. And, yeah. In a thousand years? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We'd be right back in the same place. For, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I'll still be doing this shitty podcast in a thousand years, I'm sure of it. So hey, once that happens... Why do you have to badmouth our show? We can talk about it. <laughs> now, how about uh, how about cost for you, Sam? Is this a beer that uh, it has to be more expensive on the shelf? I mean, we, we are, you know, uh, since we opened in 95, we've kind of specialized in beers that uh, tend to have more expensive ingredients. Yeah. And we're, we're pretty democratic with our pricing. That's why people sometimes are like, oh, your beers are all over the place on the on the shelf for price. But we're pretty honest and democratic. And if a beer costs us 20% more to make, we charge 20% more. And I think that's a, one of the great highlights of the craft brewing 
uh, movement in general is, you know, where wine pricing is usually based on snobbery and scarcity. Beer pricing is, is truly kind of based on production cost. And this was one where we, it, was, it was certainly a little bit higher than our chicory stout. But what we decided to do is put it in the four-pack and sell it at the same price as our seasonal beers that are also in four-packs. So whatever you're in your market, things like Apricot or Festina Pesh or Pumpkin or Chicory are, that's what Please and Ale is going to cost. So not, you know, I'm guessing around nine bucks a four pack. Got it. That you know that is a benefit for you, I think, because like you said, you're using more expensive ingredients a bunch of times in your beers anyway. That you're, there's no there's no sticker shock when when people are going to see this from you. Yeah. But maybe another brewery might experience some sticker shock if they have to go through their brewery and pass this test. You know that you're under twenty parts per million uh, on top of everything else. Yeah, I mean, let's say I think I don't know how many thousands of dollars we spent on that test, but if you're a small brewery, absorbing that thousands of dollars is probably going to make a noticeable difference in your shelf price you know right sure absolutely well you know what i i think it's worth every bit of your time because i like i said this the buzz about it right now people are, are going to be thankful that you're doing this mm-hmm. well uh, we're, we're excited we're excited to release this and we encourage people to go to info at dogfish.com and, and tell us you know what you think of it once once you find the tweezing nail i should also say it comes out in january but we're going to do it quarterly so hmm. uh it'll be so that i think we I think the shelf life's, you know, probably five, six months. So by doing it quarterly, that was kind of our way of saying, well, if Felix really dig it, we don't want them to have to wait a whole year. They could buy it quarterly, and, and each quarter's batch will last well enough that they could keep a supply, you know, of, of this fresh for the whole year. Right. Absolutely. <coughs> All right, Sam. Well, it's good to hear your voice again, and thanks for telling us about the beer. Um, well, it's our pleasure. Thank you guys for... for educating everybody about this this uh, kind of booming niche within the craft brew niche for, for, for gluten-free beers. Absolutely. Are we going to see you on uh, on television anytime soon again? Are you going to do an HBO special next or what? <laughs> they, I know. They, I got a bunch of emails tonight because the, uh, the sixth episode that's still supposed to run on Disco- Discovery U.S. was running in Italy today, so my Italian brewers, friends were giving me shit on emails today about it, but uh, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I mean, Discovery, yeah, we talked to them every two or three weeks, and they just say, yeah, we're going to be running it in uh, four weeks, and five weeks, and change Oh, shit. I just dropped Sam. No, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Justin. How you doing, guys? <laughs> got, got Good, man. Sam here. I thought, uh, I thought we dropped you. No, no, I'm still here. I'm just getting pretty tired. It's pretty late on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what were you saying about uh, about your show? Oh, uh, you know, I don't know. I wasn't listening to myself. Uh, but I wanted to, to just continue telling, telling you guys about my uh, my newest gluten-free beer. So it's okay? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Hang on, well, you know, hang on. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Sam. Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, what time is it where you are, Sam? It's like uh, four in the morning. Quiz this Sam, this crazy Sam. Well, you don't think it's uh, you don't think it's Sam from Doctor? It's like three in the morning here. It sounds or like it's like two in the morning. Just <laughs> <laughs> went down two hours. Well, at least you're going backwards in time. That's pretty good. I think, it's like six in the morning, so I'm kind of tired. I think alternate Sam is is in is in Brazil. Is this, is this bizarre Sam? <laughs> it's bizarre like Sam. Bizarre Superman. A, uh, calling from an SR seventy one Blackhawk, so it goes pretty fast. So we changed time zones pretty fast. Is, is that where you're brewing the this uh, new beer of yours uh, from an SR71 Blackhawk? 
Well, yeah, that's, that's part of the secret to it, I think, is uh, making sure that it's gluten-free. You want to make sure that you keep everything in suspension. Uh, zero gravity, if you understand. That's what I mean. Uh, what's the ferment time on that? I mean, if, if all the yeast are in suspension the whole time, it must go pretty fast, yeah? Well, it actually it doesn't ferment uh, until I bring it back down to the ground, and then at which point we can control the fermentation using uh, small elves and, and uh, dog hair. Hmm. Dog hair. Did you get that from our, our very own Tasty Obviously Nicole? a long-time listener, yes. Well, yeah, it's, it's something that we've been working around in the DFH or Dogfish Heads uh, Brewery. Hang on, Susie, is that, is that him? I, I, yes, it is. All right. Sam? Yeah. I'm sorry, brother. That's okay. It's a goddamn <laughs> mess over here tonight, and I'm about to, I'm about to shoot myself. <laughs> and everyone no, in this I room. Just, I just didn't want anyone to think I just jumped off. I just wanted to make sure I got to say thank you guys for letting me chime in on this. And uh, and like I said, I think it's an exciting time to be a beer drinker, even now a uh, uh, one who, who ha- has to find gluten-free beer. It's an exciting time because I think we're going to see a lot more yeah. interesting ones hitting the market. Now you, don't, now you don't have to be ashamed of being a celiac. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that'd be yeah. a nice change. Well, and I'm glad we got you back on too. Not just to thank you for for spending a minute with us to talk about this, but um, you know, there's another Sam Calagione that calls us from time to time. An evil one. Um, oh, e- really? My Bizarro Sam. Your yeah, Bizarro Sam, uh, and he's on the line right now. He wants to tell us about his new uh, gluten free beer. I thought you might oh, want to hear good. it. Oh, uh, good. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, uh, Bizarro Sam, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. How you doing, Sam? Can Hello? You- <laughs> wow. That's, hey, that's sorry, I didn't want to talk like over me. you there, but I just wanted to talk about my gluten-free beer. Um, uh, of course, when I describe this to you guys, I want to make sure that you understand that I need complete and total radio silence, if you guys understand. Uh, of course. We'll let you uh, tell us all about the beer. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and read from our uh, press release. This is, uh, first of all, I want to be clear that in order to create this beer, we built an entirely new brewery that we obtained from a gluten-free dairy farm in upstate New Hampshire. Now, most people use sorghum in their gluten-free beers, but we went a different route. See, quinoa and buckwheat make up 54% of the grain bill. Wild rice is another 10%. These are all, of course, some of the most rich, versatile, dynamic gluten-free grains. To highlight a bold roastiness, we use coffee beans that were eaten and excreted by monkeys, uh, harvested from a remote westward-facing hill in the Yangtze province in China. In the mash, we use Cuban cigars that previously went through a specialized double fermentation process, similar to the rarest of the Chinese pu'er teas. Now, you may have heard that the Mangalitsa pig porter from Right Brain Brewery was the first to use pig heads and bones in their beer, but this was actually one of my secret recipes that was leaked from my brewery. You see, we used uh, six mangalitsa pig heads as well as a bag of bones in the boil. Of course, as you know, the subtle smoked pork notes run through this chocolatey roasty beer, but the swine truly shines in the finish as the glorious pork essence coats the tongue long after the beer's drying roasted malt's crust. I'm not finished. Oh, sorry. Now, that's okay. Can can you guys keep it up? Sure, carry on. All right, thanks. It's 6 in the morning here in the SR-71 Blackhawk. To get some nice complimentary, complimentary leathery notes, we purchased exquisite leather from every continent. Then our staff chewed it up, put it in a randall, and ran the beer through that. You may know the randall is one of my trademark designs. Yeah. Yeah, I Also know. included in... Uh, sorry, I'm not finished. <laughs> I'll let you know when I'm done. Okay, also, thank you. Also, Justin, in, included in the boil, you know, are um, the following ingredients. Honey from fresh lavender fields crushed up gluten-free crackers, energy crystals, black tea leaves, pink Himalayan rock salt, boiled wool, 
Tootsie Rolls. I'm sorry, I'm not finished. Tootsie Rolls, which of course are gluten-free. Human hair, which of course was shorn from the luxurious scalp of yours truly. <laughs> Acai berries. Non-wheat germ. Non-wheat sperm. Monkey hair from the aforementioned monkeys. Wow. And a secret ingredient that's so essential I can't mention it on the air. <laughs> Justin, finally, this beer is hopped with uh, warrior hops, cinnamon sticks, and hookah tobacco repurposed from an old sugar mill that has since been decommissioned due to a minor malfunction in its internal cooling system, all of which is added at the 350-minute point in the boil. This beer is boiled for 800 minutes. Wow. The beer is then, finally, the beer is aged on Dixon Ticonderoga Number no. 2 pencil wood for an approximately three months. At which point it is pulled out, filtered, and served to those with celiacs. Okay. Well. What, uh, oh, wait, wait. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Hold on a second. Okay, uh, I'm done. Okay. Go ahead. Bizarro <laughs> Sam is done with his new gluten-free. Those pencils have erasers. Bizarro uh, Sam, if I may ask, what what style of glassware would you serve this in? I would serve this in a wood flagon made uh, entirely from a single piece of wood that was hewn by a lumberjack up in eastern Maine. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Sam Calagione, there's your uh, your Bizarro Sam and his new yeah. gluten free beer. Yeah, my mouth is watering. That was uh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Peterman has nothing on Bizarro Sam. Shit, right? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, the the beer does sound better than Tweezernail. I got to tell you, <laughs> seems to have more going on for sure. <laughs> well, it's, it takes a long process, but I love it's worth it. it. And I think that once we quarter the market on this uh, beer style. We'll be able to uh, go into different beer styles, such as uh, human flesh beer styles, which I'll get into later. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, when do the monkey notes express in the uh, profile of the beer? Well, that's a really good question. The monkeys uh, have been trained to sit on a small perch up in a tiny Tibetan gong-filled uh, temple, in which uh, we like to go into the, the Tibetan temples and gather all the monkeys and uh, snip monkey hair from them as soon as they're in their third month of pregnancy. Uh, okay, Bizarro Sam, I have to go. I have another guest to get to, uh, but I did want to thank you for your time, sir. Hey, no problem. It's about 6 o'clock. We've got a touchdown, so thanks, Sam, uh, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> well done, guys. Uh, <laughs> who's talking? Hey, Sam, thanks very much, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Sam. My, my pleasure. Good time, you guys. The rest of the show goes well. All right, thanks. thanks you can bud. go to dogfishhead.com right now. Check out the Ale. It'll be on sale uh, soon. You definitely get it in the brew pub, and it sounds like it's going to be across the country as soon as they can possibly do it. Thanks to Sam Calagione and, of course, uh, Bizarro Sam. Thanks, guys. Bizarro Sam calling from the uh, SR-71 Blackbird. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not an easy task. <laughs> it's hard to get a ride on those things. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Sam right at the beginning he was like, Holy shit, it does sound like me. <laughs> I think so. He did say that, actually. I think he was thought he was talking, uh, hearing a recording of him. Of that was himself. an echo. Yeah. He's like, hello? Wait, what? Hello. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Do we still have Evil Sam on? Bizarro Sam? No, I... I couldn't figure out which line he was on anymore. I wasn't ready to risk dropping. All this we had again. two calls going at the same time. That's just too complicated. I was about to stab myself in the skull with this pen through this <laughs> telephone fiasco. In the meantime, our next guest has been waiting on hold uh, through this whole mess, uh, also, which um, which is not nice. Which is not a nice thing to do to our uh, Canadian brethren. Um, but on the line right now, I should have Gabriel Carboneau from Brasser Sans, uh, Sans Gluten. Gabriel, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Hey, thanks for hanging out. I'm sorry about the hold time there, buddy. 
No, no problem. I mean, I was listening to the interview with Sam, and um, I didn't lose my time, actually. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, I'm sure Bizarro Sam really helped you out at the end there, too. <laughs> Very informative. Yeah, at some point, I couldn't figure out which one was which, so... <laughs> well, at least now you know the full range of the competition in the gluten-free brewing world. That's right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell us about your, your brewery, Gabriel. It's an all-gluten-free brewery? Yeah. Actually, we started the project uh, around two years ago when uh, actually uh, two guys approached me. I was brewing for a bigger brewery, a uh, regular brewery, if we can call it, and uh, they were looking to open uh, yes, uh, all gluten-free brewery. And uh, actually, they didn't know how to make beer, so we kind of started talking. And uh, yeah, at first, I just said, yeah, it's pretty easy. You just do, uh, you just use syrup, like rice syrup or sorgo syrup. And no, actually, their idea was to start uh, an all-grain uh, brewery using only uh, gluten-free ingredients. So we kind of do R&D for a year and a half, trying all the um, different ingredients we could. Uh, actually, at first, I didn't even know what uh, gluten-free and celiac disease was, so I have to make uh, a lot of research about what the problem was and what the, the grain was, because at first I said, yeah, pretty easy, we'll brew with wheat. And then they say, no, <laughs> we'll brew with rye. Then they say no, and then say, oh, we'll try oats. And then they say no. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're it's like, like gluten-free beer with wheat and oats. Why are you guys making this so complicated on me? I'm trying to help. Yeah. <laughs> it's fermented water. Right. Yeah. So, yes, actually, we uh, we did some uh, tests, like, let's say, maybe uh, 10, 15, 50 gallons, uh, 50 liters at a time. Uh, actually, I have to admit that the first batch was pretty disgusting, like trying some new ingredients. But uh, we managed to figure out a way to... Um, yeah, to make a good beer. So then we started maybe, we started producing uh, eight months ago. Actually, no, six six months ago. Huh. And we started producing it. And then it's, um, we're, uh, we are, we answered that. So we're going to um, to do it for now. So did you have to uh, homebrew a bunch first, or did you just go right for it in a big brewery? No, at first I was uh, I was working in a big brewery, and I was on brewing at the time, So, but I'm still doing, but I was on brewing a lot. So we just... I just transformed. I just stopped brewing with uh, b- barley malt and just uh, start uh, on brewing uh, process. Let's say two, three uh, batch a week, and try different ingredients. Because at first, uh, the problem, the main problem with the uh, gluten-free world is that there's no malted products available. So at first, you can't get uh, if you don't have malted product, you don't have the enzyme that can get you the sugar you want to make beer. So we have to figure out first a way to get the sugar out of the grain. And uh, so it was really too risky to start and um, at a big level. So we really start on brewing uh, with the pilot system I had at home. So, yeah, this is how we start. We try a lot of grains, and finally we settle out for millet, which can be compared as our base grain right now, actually. Okay. And so, how much? Uh, how many? How many barrels are you brewing right now at your system? What, what size system are you brewing on all this beer? Uh, right now, the brewery we're producing uh, uh, it's twenty hectoliters, so it should be something around seventeen or eighteen barrels a week. Yeah, and we're just looking to double uh, this shift as soon. We're going. We had. Uh, we're going to receive new uh, tanks, so we're just going to double it as soon as we can. And That's pretty good. Actually, that is pretty That's good. That's a lot yeah. of volume. And, and do you have the same uh, kind of regulation that Sam was speaking about where he had to be inspected in order to claim uh, the, the gluten-free badge? 
Uh, yes and no, because uh, actually um, the, the gluten-free badge is like we can compare it to the organic one, which is actually a private, I don't know in the U.S., but here it's private organization that can kind of give you the, the stamp. So you have to go through them. Right now we don't have any like stamp like this, but we uh, put our beer in the independent lab, and we are tested at zero ppm. Oh. So we have the right to write on the bottle, let's say, gluten-free because it is at zero ppm, but it's not, let's say, approved by this organization or something. So every we do a test which we call ELISA. Uh, we do it on every single – actually, we do it on wort. We do it on fermented product. We do it on final product to make sure there's no gluten uh, in the product. And we send it every, um, maybe every month or something like that. We send it to an independent lab, and we kind of test it to make sure everything is gluten free. Yeah, just testing everywhere, make sure. And it's good, yeah. Yeah. especially and in this day and age of lawsuits. I don't know how it is in Canada, but yeah, zero in the U.S. You can think about doing that, and you'll get sued. And yeah. <laughs> of, of course, being a beer from um, from Montreal, uh, does your beer hate English speaking drinkers? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, let's say, a little fight between like French and English-speaking people, but I think when it comes to beer, it just the, the quality of the beer is just the only thing that matters. It's <laughs> fine, then. So all celiacs are welcome uh, in, in this brewery, Aaron. Glad to hear that. <laughs> Load off of my chest. There's a new god. <laughs> now, zero PPM, he said. There, is, there are no uh, gluten-positive products in his brewery at all, so mm-hmm. this is something that you don't have to do extensive research right. about to drink. For me, I would see that if I knew, knowing that it's a, an original uh, brewery with no, no other gluten products, just grab it off the shelf, you go, you're good. Right. And uh, nothing to worry about. Yeah. Right? So it was the thing because at first I was uh, when we first started the project we were because there's another another uh, gluten free beer here in Quebec but this is a glue, uh, brewery that produces uh, barley beers and they have I think two or three brands which are gluten free and at first we were thinking about doing something similar like let's say produce uh, some uh, brand that was regular ones and some gluten free and when we start to uh, calculate the risk that we could um, find by let's say introducing barley in the um, the brewery or other ingredients like that we kind of find it was too risky so we decide mm-hmm. to just be an all gluten free brewery mm-hmm. so this is why we can we are pretty sure that we are at zero ppm all the time is that is that a risky thing i mean did you have some uh, you know some reservations about just going all gluten free or you knew there was a big market for that. Uh, actually, um, I'm kind of a brewer, so I don't really did the research. At first, I didn't think there was a lot of people, but like you said earlier in the interview, uh, there's a lot of range between, let's say, people that have celiac disease, uh, people that have, let's say, a small to a big intolerance to gluten, and a lot of people that just don't know it yet. Mm. So according to the numbers uh, we have here with the research, uh, there's probably between like 8 and 10% of the population that are or will be at some point in their life uh, intolerant to gluten. So the market is pretty there. And right now we cannot produce enough beer to sell it to people. So we kind of Great. we're That's trying awesome. to keep up with it. a good problem to have. That's really our big numbers. We're going to need a very large island to move you all to one day. <laughs> it's going to explode. It's going to be strange, you know. Could it be in like the equatorial zone? Maybe? Yeah, somewhere nice. Yeah. yeah, well, listen, I'm not, I'm not heartless. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be no fields of grain. You won't need that. As long as it's yeah. beer. You're a, you're a beneficent dictator. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. And the sorghum grows to thigh high. <laughs> are you, uh, Gabriel, are you the only 100% gluten-free brewery that you know of? 
that we know of, yes, we know we're the only one uh, in Canada. Uh, I tried to do a quick research um, about the rest of, yes, in the U.S. and the rest of the world, and I'm not sure. I know there's um, a good and free beer in Europe that it's the family uh, maltsters, and they malted their own millet, and they produce a beer with it, but I don't know if they... Uh, if they have other beers. So I, I know in Canada we are the only one which is all gluten, but I cannot say for sure for the rest of the uh, of the world. Okay. So can you tell us about the specific ingredients of, of your beer and kind of go through what you guys are using now for... It looks like your, um, your, your flagship beer is Glutenberg. Yeah. Uh, can you Actually, tell us about we, that? Uh, we launch a... We can call it, let's say, a classic brand, which is... Uh, right now we have the blonde, we have the ember ale, and a pale ale also. And we're, at first, me being, let's say, like, I mean, because I like beer and all kind of thing, we decided to start the gluten beer as the, the classic style, which everybody from, let's say, the people that were used to drink blonde, gluten-free, or even blonde beer, and now they're stuck with the celiac disease, can enjoy. And we also have another uh, side of our brewery, which is really experimental project, so, like I said earlier, a lot of ingredients are really unknown to brewing, so we just try to experiment everything. Uh, like I said, uh, millet is really our main, let's say, you can compare it to two-row barley. It's really our main uh, grain we use to. Pretty much it's doing between, like, 40 and 50% of all our beers. Hmm. Uh, doing some tests, we kind of found it was the one that was, first it was the one that was the easiest to use. And it was also the one with the the best results um, when it comes to tasting, actually. So the first problem we have when using millet is probably uh, the size of it. I don't know if you... It's kind of look like uh, really... It's maybe an eighth of a malt grain. So it's really, really small. And at first I was using a normal uh, barley crusher to try to break <laughs> the, the, the millet, and I just broke the, the mill because we uh. have to set the gap so close, it just destroyed the mill. So right now we're using um, a coffee crusher <laughs> to kind of break everything down to make sure we have the, the starch exposable. Yeah, why not? So that's the first problem. <laughs> yep. What about laudering? Is that an issue with the millet, or do you have enough uh, fiber there to, to create a lauder bit? One of the problems right now is that uh, there's a lot of companies that's making great uh, beer equipment and beer systems, but none are adapted to gluten-free brewing because, I mean, I don't know a lot of people that are doing all-grain beer on a commercial scale, so actually their answer is no. <laughs> uh, for some people, stuck mash is something that happens once in a while, and it's really a pain. Uh, for us, it's something that is really common. <laughs> it's part of the process. We call it brewing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we call it brewing, actually. Wow. We have to use a lot of rice oils to try to survive, uh, but no, it's really a lot of, um, of work. Gosh, what would a vessel look like that could accommodate that? I mean, it's it does seem your, like an extreme problem. Yeah, your mash screen would have to be so small, the holes for it to drain. I mean, an eighth not of an only inch, the I screen, mean, but I almost picture like a, a cool ship sized vessel, yeah. very shallow and enormous in order to not get stuck. Like yeah. my ego. Like, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, just like that. Um, wow. So, what are you using in the in in the meantime? Then, just. Uh, Regular brew system, I guess, huh? Bad. Yeah, we're using a regular brew system. Actually, at first, what we are using is that um, we actually uh, a lot of brewery right now are using a single infusion mash. 
which we cannot do because all of our um, ingredients are unmalted. So that means that if we do a single infusion mash, we can get pretty much no sugar out of it. So we have a cereal cooker, uh, pretty much like the big guys are doing right now, uh, that are using like a lot of adjuncts. So we have to do a pretty long step mash and, <clears throat> and a boil to really um, expose the, the grain first, uh, which took us, can't say maybe like, if we compare to a one-hour infusion mash, we have to do around a six-hour mash oh. with all the steps and boiling. <laughs> uh, and then... Wow. So you're doing an acid rest, a protein rest, a beta rest, an yeah. alpha rest, a sacrification yeah. rest, and a mash-up. <laughs> Actually, all the rest you can imagine, we're doing them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a lot of rest. So, so yeah, what, what's your... Of, uh, pain. Yep. Your mash then, is that like direct fire? Or you got, like, what, how, are you, how are you doing those steps? That's steam jacket. Steam jacket, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. Indirect heat. So one of the funny things is that right now, uh, see, pretty much the second week that we start the brewery, uh, the cereal, the steam jacket cereal cooker broke, and so we have to use our steam jacket kettle to um, <laughs> to do the cooking. But if you can imagine, the cooker is pretty much, uh, the, the kettle is the last vessel you use, and the cooker is the first one, and we do two batch to fill a fermenter. So that means I cannot brew two batch in a row. I have to stay 20 hours in the brewery to make a complete brew day. Wow. Aaron, I'm sorry, but F you guys. I'm right about the island situation. The more I hear yeah. about this, the more it's so difficult. Yeah, we'll get you guys some good bourbon or something. <laughs> Just forget it. You don't get to have beer. The beer's not on the... Pr- yeah. Yeah. But I want it. Tough Fred, shit. I want some beer, damn it. <laughs> I mean, I really... Gabriel, I commend you uh, to, to really take on the endeavor. I mean, it's a challenging way to brew. No, at first, sometimes uh, when we were looking to it, uh, when we were doing the R and D, I was kind of. Uh, it was a great challenge for us, but at the same time, pretty much my, our thinking was, but it's so damn complicated to get a good beer out of it. And uh, we looked a couple of times about syrup, but then uh, some beer are good, some are not so good when mm-hmm. made with syrup. But the problem was that a lot of them doesn't taste like beer. It tastes like gluten-free beer, and uh, we really, ma- really want to make a product that tastes like beer. So this is why uh, we were going with all grain and with all those steps, because we want to nail down something that tastes like a regular product. And um, unfortunately, I think you didn't receive our beer, right? Is it possible? We, Yeah, I, we got to pick it up tomorrow. And I was just going to say that, actually, that uh, Gabriel sent us some of his beer, oh, and, wow. uh, but oh. FedEx did not <laughs> deliver it in time for the show. Oh, uh, so what we're going to do, Gabriel, and by the way, if I'll have Moscow communicate with you during the week if, if we have time. I'd love to have you on again. We're going to taste it on next week's show and just do a quick. Oh, cool. We'll do a quick follow-up segment oh, cool. to today uh, because I'm really interested to try this. Super fascinated. Yeah. Um, I know we have some homebrew to try here today that's gluten-free, but I'm I'm interested to try Gabriel's too. So uh, I'll have Moscow work with you during the week. See if you have any time next week, but we will taste it on air. So. Oh yeah, no problem. Good. That's very generous of you guys. Thank you. I'm sorry we don't have it for tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, uh, we uh, kind of heard it, I think, Wednesday that you were doing gluten-free shows, so it was kind of hard to get the beer to you. So You did a great job getting it to us, and then FedEx <laughs> FedEx failed yeah. you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Either that or Moscow drank it all, and then we have to just fake it all next week anyway. I'm not sure which actually happened. Oh, yeah, that uh, damn UPS, man, I'll tell you. They, <laughs> He's uh, such a jerk. UPS. 
Moscow is going to like bottle up some sweet wine into <laughs> into the bottles and bring it to us. Some MEAD. And then we'll go, wow, that Gabriel, that, that's something. It's it's sweet. It's certainly something. <laughs> it's uh, something. <laughs> right. Uh, wow. Well, I'm impressed to find that there is a 100% gluten-free brewery. Yeah. And I w- would not be surprised to find out that Gabriel's absolutely right about the numbers that he's going to sell. Well, like you're saying, you, you guys can't make enough beer right now. No, right now, no. We're just trying to reach out. And we're only selling to Quebec. We have been approached for the other province in Canada and a little bit in the U.S., which we are looking like in a couple of uh, months slash years, whatever. But, uh, yeah, the production is pretty much, uh, pretty much the problem right now. And uh, yeah. this and the brewery process. <laughs> I mean, 17 barrels a week. Yeah. It's not something to shake a stick at. No. Barely keep them I, up, I, sounds I like. Too. Yeah, I only drink like 15 a week. <laughs> yeah. So Well, you're just learning. I'm just learning. Yeah. just getting there. Yeah. Uh, what does the marketing campaign look, look like for an all-gluten-free beer? I, I, you know, especially... Tired of shitting yourself? <laughs> especially for, uh, for Gabriel's, uh, I really wish he would hire Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> to be the, <laughs> to be the Gutenberg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Steve Gutenberg, and if you're tired of shitting yourself, try Gutenberg. <laughs> you know? I mean, what I, I, it is kind of a serious question, though, is, you know, what does the packaging look like on the shelf? Do you have to put kind of a big, you know, gluten-free, you know, banner on the on the packaging? Um, we were uh, kind of questioning ourselves at first when we were, I mean, we didn't, we didn't do it, but uh, when we were starting to design the package and everything, whether we put, let's say, a big stamp like gluten-free beer. Yeah. Uh, but after what we found out is that there's a lot of uh, talking about that in the, um, the circles of gluten-free people, uh, intolerant people, uh, there was a lot of talking on the internet and everything. So people were already knowing that we were coming out. So we didn't have to, let's say, uh, put a big stem on it. It's, I mean, our brewery is called Brassard Sans Gluten, which is an English gluten-free brewers. So it's pretty obvious that we're doing gluten-free mm-hmm. beers. True. And, uh, Good point. No, we write it every time we have to put our logo somewhere or we have to make an advertisement. It's written somewhere gluten-free we have to because it's really uh, our main target is gluten-free people, actually. So what you're saying is that all gluten-free people know each other. There's a secret handshake, actually. Maybe not everyone, but... um. Yeah, they're just like blacks. Everyone knows each other. Hey, I have a black friend. Do you know Terrence? Yeah, I know Terrence. They all run in the same circles. Do they all look alike, though? (laughs) They're all gluten-free. Mutton chops. They all have mutton chops like Aaron there, yeah. Ah, that's fantastic. And they occupy. It's a good way to know about Mm. it. They occupy. (laughs) Right. Look at that. Gabriel, I wanted to to ask you a question about this millet. Uh, what what sort of points extract do you get? I mean, how does that compare to like, uh, you know, Western Canada two row in terms of like efficiency and stuff? Yeah, it's hard to get because uh, <clears throat> actually, we if you go to if you buy let's say a couple of kilos from a certain malter, you can have all the numbers, let's say the the, the, the potential of the grain and everything. Uh, but if you compare to millet, we have nothing. And at first, uh, this thing is all malted, so it's raw. We get it. Uh, we have a producer in Manitoba which just sent us pallets of millet, and whatever it is, we have to work with it. So it's kind of a, a surprise every crop. Uh, but efficiency uh, in terms of uh, potential can compare to, let's say, uh, unmodified to. Uh, and low quality barley marks we can compare it to. So I get a little bit lower of uh, efficiency out of it. 
And right now we're doing tests about is it the grain itself? Is it our brewing process? Because uh, because since it's on malt, we have to use external enzymes to get everything out. And uh, Or is it, I mean, the lottering is really a problem, so there's maybe a problem there. But in general, we get a little lower extract than if we were using uh, the same amount of two-row barley. Uh, but we need to figure out right now where the problem exactly is, because there's so much issues in brewing process that we really need to pinpoint everything one after the other to, to, mm. to get the numbers out. Well, is any work being done at any university in terms of gluten-free uh, beer that might help you guide you in terms of uh, adjusting your process to maximize the uh, extract? Uh, there's a lot of, not a lot, there's uh, some research that has been done, but the research is mainly concentrated in the uh, process of malting. So if you go on uh, the... Um, if you go on malted sorgo or malted millet, uh, there's a lot of um, information there. So what is the best condition? What is the best uh, humidity to use? What is the best temperature to use to get the perfect malted sorgo or malted millet? But uh, when you're looking to raw millet, there's almost uh, nothing there as information. Okay. Hmm. So one of the main thing we're... Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying that um, one of the main things we're trying to do to cut... I mean, hours of brewing and everything. Uh, we're looking into malting our own grain because it's really, I mean, there's a reason why uh, the brewing process um, includes malted barley because it's the way to do it. And so we're really looking into malted our own grain to kind of have more control on, on the, in the, the process. And I believe that after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about how home brewers can do their own malting with this kind of thing, too. Um, here at home. A question from one of our uh, Canadian listeners, our good old Blobberglop. Um, he's in the chat room, and, and he's got a question about um, gluten-free uh, with corn. Is corn not a gluten-free um, fermentable? No, it has no gluten in it. So it seems to me that there are other very large breweries in the world using corn <laughs> as uh, 50%, yeah. as uh, corn and rice, for that matter. Yeah. Um, you probably do millet, corn, and rice. To, to make, a, I guess, a very dry, light American lager type of beer, but it still could be a, a, a product. Have you, did you guys Hello. experiment with corn at all, Gabriel? Uh, yeah, actually, our, uh, our, uh, our blonde ale is pretty much uh, a blend of millet and corn, actually, uh, because, let's face it, the big guys use corn to get eye extract with low cost, uh, and low flavor. So when we start, when we first start to do all millet beer, it gives a, a really fruity, estery beers uh, that we really don't like. That was more on the cider side and on the beer side. So we kind of cut with uh, corn actually mm. to try to um, to make the beer more. I mean, taste like beer for. Sure. So we kind of use a little bit with it, but when the, then the problem, I was kind of happy because, I mean, it's really easy to brew with corn uh, because of the high potential, but then I found out that there's a lot of people uh, that are uh, have celiac disease are also allergic to corn. Wow, really? So, uh, Aaron, yeah, are you? So have to do. I'm lucky. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people who have celiac disease also have secondary allergies, like yeah. uh, corn, soy is a big one. Sometimes eggs or even orange juice is a problem. For wow. Jesus. And there's a protein in milk called casein that looks too much like gluten for some people's bodies. Okay. But I don't have any of those problems. You my, don't? Okay. My mother, on the other hand, ooh, she's got a lot of them. 
Thank God, Aaron. You have one thing that you can say I'm not, uh, mm-hmm. I don't have that. Right. <laughs> and those secondary diseases could have been a result of them beating each other, themselves up, mm-hmm. their intestinal lining over so many years they didn't know it. Not knowing, I see. And it led to those other diseases. Right. That's a good point. Or intolerance. That, that's one of the things with celiac diseases. It just leads to a lot of other, uh, it's an immune disease. And you're, the longer you go untreated with it, you know, treatment being just not eating it. The more you're raising your chances of getting other autoimmune diseases, I like see. diabetes, you know, all kinds of things like that. Yeah. I would guess it leads to depression as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As a, mm-hmm. having to deal with this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. See, and people say that uh, that this country oppresses people. Bullshit. Gluten oppresses people. No, this country. Oh, right. No, I'm saying it doesn't. No. Gluten does. Well, no. yeah. Well, no. Well, <laughs> Jim, what? you're saying we're, you we're, ruined it. You're saying we're falling all over ourselves to accommodate them. Yes, we 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 are actually over accommodate exactly. people yeah. because t- at some point I would think like if I had if I had celiac disease, please God don't let me have it. But uh, if I did, I'd be like, okay, well I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I, you know I, I would feel bad if I went. Well, can you really just separate the the bread? I mean, I want a coke that won't kill me. Yeah, I want to do a lot of blow. But I don't want to die from it. Can you make that happen? No. Well, then that's not for me. I see. But this isn't our country. This is Canada who's making all this. Well, I'm talking about our country. (laughs) (laughs) I see. (laughs) All right. Okay. Look, it was funnier in my head, okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. All right? Good try. All right? I laid an egg, and, and I, you let it just sit there, and everyone took a step back and looked at it, scratched their chin, and went, oh, all right. Not yes. me. I was on the same page with Thanks, you, Scott. It's an egg. We need yeah. a laugh track on this show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, Gabe, we do. Gabriel, I had a quick question. We have like 12 people in here. You think someone oh, can oh, muster oh, up yeah. a, a chuckle, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a real chuckle for me. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Did, Happy days. I was just curious. Did the corn help convert the uh, millet? The enzymes found in the corn? Um, but at first, we were using um, flaked corn, which are pre-gelatinized. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so actually, they don't contain a lot of enzyme by itself. But uh, the sugar are easy to access. But the problem is that uh, when we want to bar to buy a large supply of flaked corn, they were produced in a non-gluten-free uh, plant. Mm-hmm. So we have to switch to uh, corn grits. Which are uh, which actually doesn't actually we have to gelatinize it ourselves and so actually no it doesn't help at all to uh, convert sugar we really have to use external enzymes to get everything out. Gotcha. That's all. Okay. It's a lot of work, man. Yeah. Yeah, the more I know. Yeah. But he had to he had to yeah. source it and make sure it was non it was gluten free before he ever used the raw ingredient. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later. But yeah. So much. There's so many steps. Okay, Gabriel. I got to take us a break. Where can people go to find out about your brewery and your beer? Uh, actually, you can go to Brassard Sans Gluten. Uh, this is our, actually, you're going to find out on Google. It's our website. Uh, and for people in Quebec right now, we have four products, which is the Amber Ale, the Blonde, the Pale Ale, and we have a, called the Gutenberg 8, which is an experimental project made with, uh, I can name it because it's really fun. We made it with buckwheat millet. We made it with quinoa, tapioca, teff, amaranth, wild rice, flaked rice, date, and candy syrup. Uh, I feel like a Sam Kelly Jones with his <laughs> human <laughs> hair, toenails, bizarre Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Sam yes. <laughs> wow, tapioca and quinoa, huh? Yeah. Wow. Actually, one of the main problems of gluten-free beer is that the problem with egg retention. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, one of the main protein that helps with egg retention is ordein. And we find, we, with a little bit of research, we kind of find that it's the same protein that could or maybe cause some problem associated with celiac disease. So 
with a little bit of research, we found out that in quinoa, there's some protein that kind of help with egg retention. So we kind of try, try to spread a little bit of quinoa in every hour of, of our beer to make sure we have some decent egg retention, actually. Wow. Quinoa I, don't, is, I don't know what that is. It's a famous, like, rice barley that the Mayans were known for, I believe. Oh, okay. it's, yeah, the Incans, it's from South America. Yeah, it's yeah. very old grain. Uh, it's like, I don't know if it's a cereal grain, but it's just like a small, flat. It's tasteless. Looks like sesame seed. Yeah, and, yeah. and finally, there's a good use for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Help, help celiacs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, it's no, there's no flavor. It's just, we, it's just filler. Okay. In my opinion. Thank God it's 2012 next year. The world's over anyway. I know. Such a mess. (laughs) Well, but in December. (laughs) So, which is kind of fucked up, right? Gabriel's still got to make a shitload of beer between now and then. Got to go with the night thing. Everybody survive. (laughs) Until then, please. (laughs) You're a clue. Help us out. (laughs) Right. Okay, so you can go to Brasseur Sans Gluten to check it out and find out about all the different products. And I am uh, very much looking forward to trying them uh, on next week's show, too, Gabriel. Thanks again for sending that out. Yeah, good. Um, okay. we'll, we'll do that, and I'll have Scott contact you. You know, if you're available to talk, I, I really would love to have you back on the line while we're tasting them, so I can ask you about some of the different flavors and things like that. So, yeah, no problem. I have some kind of party, but I guess I can be like not drunk enough and call you. So, probably good enough. We don't even care if you're drunk; it'll be yeah, fine. We prefer yeah. it, actually. although we don't <laughs> drink here much. More funny, so. Yeah, when I drink, I can understand French, so we'll just do the uh, do the interview <laughs> however you want it. You know. Oh, at that point, that's a good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. All right, Gabriel, thank you so much. I appreciate your time with us, man. Okay, thanks to you guys. Okay, take care. All right. Uh, Gabriel, uh, Carboneau, he's from Brasser, Sands Gluten. Uh, Glutenberg is their flagship, but it sounds like he has uh, about four beers that you can go try out, Ambers and Pales. And, that eight sounded pretty tasty. I mean, I, re- I kind of want to try it. Yeah, I hope know? that's in our gift pack. We can, oh, that'd uh, be good. Check it out. Uh, yeah. It is too bad we didn't get to try it with him on today, but hopefully he has a little bit of time next week. We'll try to make it happen on his schedule so that we can do that with him. Uh, next week's our uh, last show of the year. It's our holiday show. So... Um, I don't. Do they celebrate Christmas in Montreal? I, um, I, I think so. Happened. Yeah, it's the third world. I know that, so I don't know what happens up there. I think they just all stand around and, and they they draw a Christmas tree in the dirt and they just look at it <laughs> and, and then they click a lot, yeah. <laughs> like that. So is that what happens in Montreal? <laughs> well, look, that's a little racial, but <laughs> click and snap. Yeah, mainly their plates click together. <laughs> all right, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about home brewing uh, this beer. John has a lot of information. I've got your questions in front of me from the chat room, and John, there's a lot of them, which is great. It's just that a lot of them, uh, you know, in fact, we, we, we probably could have talked a little more to uh, to Gabriel about them, but um, they're, they're mostly about the brewing process and the different things. Uh, so I know you've got that in your outline, and we're going to do that when we come back. So we'll talk gluten-free with John and Aaron when we come back uh, after this quick break. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zainashef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of $7.99 Bruce 
shipping, superior customer service, and the finest selection of home-brewing goods for the future. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. What's funny is brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer. (laughs) (laughs) The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Sloppy drunk. I've been anything I know. Oh, you know, and I'd rather be sloppy drunk. I've been anything I know. You know, another half a pint. Mama, you will see me go. Nine, I. 
the rubber beach, sloppy drunk. A sitting from the can. You know, and I'd rather be sloppy drunk, sitting from the can. Now I'd be out in the street, running from the main. Check in here. I took a chance, I tried to dance, I threw up in 
piss my pants Tomorrow I'll call one beer Yeah, tonight I'm only having just one beer At least that's what I said when I got here It felt so right, but it was wrong I know that I've stayed too long Think I must have drank a hundred beers Well, I wished I'd only had one beer Thanks for sticking with us. I want to thank Sam Calagione for spending a little time with us from Dogfish Head Brewing Company and also Gab- uh, Gabriel Carboneau from the Brassers Sans Gluten uh, and, and spending time with us uh, from Montreal. Good stuff. That was cool, man. Good information. Uh, I'm looking forward cool. to trying that beer. Uh, and then, of course, Calagione's got his br- uh, beer coming out called Tweezin Ale. So check that out. Uh, hopefully coming to a store near you. We'll see. Those breweries have so much opportunity right now just to expand the market to educate people you know I, yeah. I hope they keep pushing that i'm sorry did you say opportunity <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> lots of a uh, hopper asshole opportunity <laughs> brutastic yeah it's a brutastic <laughs> opportunity I'm, uh, I'm hopping he stops pretty soon i don't know these, these puns are pretty <laughs> these puns are pretty brutal if you ask me <laughs> so we're going to talk about homebrewing uh with um uh, well, uh, not only homebrewing with having celiac disease, uh, but also different ingredients that we can use. Uh, but I, I thought that just for a second, I was talking to Aaron at the break, and he was telling us about um, there's a difference between allergies and something like this. And I'm, I'm really glad that you, you were talking to me about this, because I think it's a common perception mm-hmm. that this is akin to an allergy, that you're allergic to uh, to these things. But right. you were describing to me that it's it's different. It is, and it's it's actually a lot of times we'll tell people I have an allergy because people understand that word, right? We're all, we all know somebody's got a strong allergy to something. Yeah. And they think, oh, God, this guy's going to die if I poison him with this stuff, <laughs> which I actually won't, but I might wish I was. <laughs> so it's not so, that bad. You you couldn't really die from this. Well, I'm not... See, if you think about it, the, the allergy thing is you get really acutely screwed up for a few hours or a day or something, and then you get better, you know? Yeah. For me... I'm going to get screwed up pretty bad for months. But it can't be lethal? No matter how horrible you feel, it's not lethal. It's more like if I get it enough times over time, I won't be able to digest food, and I'll just waste away. At all? You won't be able to digest food at all after a while? Yeah, there's an extreme form of celiac disease called uh, refractory celiac disease where everything makes you react. Okay. You know, we're talking corn, air, water, you know. Doesn't matter. It hits your guts, you freak <laughs> out. You're, you're allergic to life? You're allergic to the world, yes. yeah. You're allergic to things that you take into your intestines. So, um, okay, so that's one thing. Yeah, so so technically, going back to the question, what's the difference between an allergy and a... a anyway, an allergy is a specific uh, immune system reaction to just, like, 
a signature in food or anything. You get it on your skin, you get it in your mouth, you get it on your mucous membranes, you get it to where your body can sense it, you react. Okay? Uh, an intolerance like celiac disease is much more specific. For, for someone with celiac disease, you have to get these specific proteins, gliadin, hordine, and there's a third one I'm forgetting that comes from rye. Okay. Gliadin's from wheat and hordine's from barley. I think it's called avine or something like that. Something like that sounds right. Um, it has to get into your intestine. It has to get into your small intestine. The first foot or so of your small intestine locks into a cell, and it sets off, at that point, an immune response right there. Okay? Okay. It's very specific. And there's other types of intolerances, but they're they're all more specific like that. And where the way this plays out a lot in life is, you know, people will ask me, I go to a restaurant, they come back after the food's been served a few minutes later, they say, how you doing? You okay? Everything okay? And I go, yeah, it's great. But I'm thinking, well, of course it's great because there's nothing, you know, I'm not going to know for a day or two, you know? Okay. And, um, oh, it does take a little bit of time. Right. We got an allergy, you start swelling right away. Sure. You know, you boom, you're like, oh crap, you know, where's my EpiPen, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's different. Okay. You know, it's different. All right. And it, and it'll take, see, now that's kind of dangerous too, the, the whole taking a little bit of time. You, yeah. 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 Don't drink in, that, by in, the way. In my opinion, gonna, yeah. okay. <laughs> in my opinion, you'd almost, you'd almost wish that it happened immediate, mm-hmm. like, like an allergy, so that you could know, great, I better go do something about you this. You know, I feel that exactly the same way. I mean, it, I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, um, I have a daughter as well. Going right on, John. Daughter buddies. <laughs> yeah, two and a half, two and a quarter year old daughter, and uh, we took her into to show off at work and everything. And my coworkers, uh, great people, they made this big party for us. And one of the ladies there, she brewed a uh, brewed. She baked a batch of cupcakes that were gluten free, and she baked a batch of cupcakes that were not. Okay, and I didn't read the signs close enough. I had one of each, oh. and they tasted the same because gluten free cupcakes are awesome. Okay, it's fantastic. My my girlfriend who's sitting over here in the studio makes them. Makes lovely cupcakes. Stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Clever. Um, I didn't realize it. You know, it wasn't until like an hour later somebody pointed out to me and said, no, actually, those aren't... And I was like, oh, God. Oh, here <laughs> But we there go. was nothing happening you to me that would known. tell me. I had no idea. You know, no idea whatsoever. And you're thinking, what an idiot. How wouldn't you know? No. The, yeah. The, the, the consistencies were similar. So what happened then? Like a couple of days later, you, you had to be hospitalized or what? No, I, I don't actually have to go in the hospital, but uh, I basically end up spending way too much time in the bathroom. Okay. And then I've got months of being like dehydrated all the time. Like I drink gallons of water and it's all coming out. Months? From one cupcake? Oh, yeah. Months. Yeah, yeah. Two or oh. three months later, I start feeling better, but it's still not good. Yeah. 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 That's and, incredible. From yeah. one cupcake. Yeah, from one cupcake. And in fact, I mean, a cupcake, I used to... Before I had that, I was thinking that if I had that much gluten, I'd be seriously hospitalized. Right. You know, but I, for me, I think it, my response is probably a, kind of the same between, you know, a crumb or two and a cupcake level. It doesn't wow. make too much difference because my body just kind of freaks out the same each way. So I, I want to get into brewing, but I'm, I'm fascinated no, this by this. I have to ask more about sure. it. So how, what about a... How do you keep a job? I don't. I don't mean that mm-hmm. as a rude question. That's a really but, good question. Because this could happen yeah. accidentally mm-hmm. at any time, yeah. and then you're kind of stuck at home. I'm well, well frankly, all the time. I'm very lucky <laughs> that I work at a place where you know it's it's sort of a safety first, take it easy, take it slow kind of mentality. But even so, you know the fact that I'm in the crapper, you know, way too much for three months. Yeah, you know, it does impact my work. It, it also, I get, I get stupid. Frankly, okay. Parts of my brain kind of shut down during that time. Well, you're dehydrated mm-hmm. and uh, all sorts of other things happening that there's like a chemistry you. going on. Like I noticed yeah. when I was younger, going through school, I couldn't get through mathematics beyond the level of like advanced algebra. Trig was forget about it. Okay. A few years ago, I started taking night classes. I went to a trig class, and it was like review. It was the easiest thing. I no see. problem because I was clean off of gluten. 
Interesting. You know, it's just this whole section of my brain. I was clean, man. Clean and sober. You went to GA. Been 11 yeah, years. GA. My name's Aaron Wood. I'm a celiac. Um, I don't know. I find it. Like I, candle, brother. I, I find it hard to <laughs> find it hard to relate when you can only get through advanced algebra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a first world problem. Well, uh, we're yeah. talking I about algebra two in high school by yeah. algebra, advanced algebra. I took algebra one twice in high school. <laughs> I took and it barely four. passed because I'm an idiot. I Maybe took I it should... four times. And in uh, junior well, college, I went on to algebra two, got a D, which oh, was man. passing for that. So I was good. Yeah. JP, let's figure out a disease we can claim we have, so we have a reason for sucking at math. Stupid idiots disease. There you go. No. We can I have idiocy. We can work on this after the show. I need it. Aaron, I don't even know how many people are in this room. <laughs> Aaron's like... Uh, well, you need glasses, uh, so we've already <laughs> been over that, covered that in an earlier that. segment. So. I appreciate that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Aaron's like, I couldn't even operate on a baby's brain. I was so affected by yeah, this. I, you know, I wasn't able to uh, figure out the trajectory of the Mars lander in, <laughs> right. in five seconds. You know, it was terrible. And, but uh, what really what I am getting at is... is I. I really believe you that it, it it would affect your entire body chemistry and yeah. make even uh, doing normal things like mm-hmm. having a day job very difficult. It is in fact I uh, this my current career is about my fourth, you know. Okay. My career before that, I was a uh, apprentice plumber and pipe fitter with the United Association of Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, Steam Fitters, etc. Ironically enough, are they uh, <laughs> do they sponsor the show? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just thinking that you're shitting all the time. Plumbing yeah. is a fantastic absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, passion for you. Yeah. The show These guys sponsor Union everything, 13. so I wonder. Right. No, uh, seriously, uh, it was it was a real problem. I, I was um, 100, I'm 160 pounds right now. I've gotten up to that weight in the last year, thanks to really being good on my diet, um, getting out of a really horrible uh, marriage. Okay, having a fantastic girlfriend who feeds me wonderfully. Nice. Let's hand. Man. Yeah, I like it's to hear awesome. all this. This is yeah. good news. I think the beer's helping too. Right. Um, Absolutely. But <laughs> when I was doing the plumbing, I got down to like 130 pounds, and I was doing construction, like heavy construction, industrial yeah, I saw construction. Him at that weight, it was not yeah. good. Okay. He saw me actually 145. And then, and I was <laughs> concerned too. I was that. like, Aaron, yeah. you're all right, bud. What's yeah. Going? No, my eyelids were sunken in in weird ways. It was Damn. bad. Wow. So yeah, I had to quit that career because I was just too sick. You know, okay. and I was getting sick every three, four, eight, ten months. Okay. You know, if you have a severe celiac reaction, life is very difficult. I knew a lady who almost died from just wasting away before she found out finally. Just because she couldn't eat. Just, yeah. Whatever she ate made her sick. So, all of this is happening to you, and then at some point... You have the stupid idea to become a home brewer? <laughs> I don't get so, that. So, uh, yeah, I basically got into a situation in my life where I've been gluten-free for years. Um, I've always been interested in the idea of brewing because it just seemed like, you know, wow, it's an interesting concept. But it wasn't something I thought I could do. Um, I remember being uh, in college and just learning what uh, mead was because one of my hobbies is Renaissance fairs. Okay, yeah. Mead, and like, oh, this is really cool. And then I saw some recipes and was like, oh, that'd be fun. But I never went for it. Then, uh, once I was, you know, thoroughly ensconced in my gluten-free lifestyle, um, just kind of kicking back, getting settled in the world, it's like, I should try and make some beer. Wow. Because I liked a few different kinds of beers, but not many of them. I wonder if I'd like it more without gluten in it. So, um, first, uh, my wife at the time and I started messing around with ciders and so forth, but eventually we wandered into more beer and conquered and ran into this dude named Jonathan. Yeah. Sitting over there. Yeah. And, uh, he just... He, it just so happened they'd recently sourced some uh, sorghum extract, you know, and had he had a basic idea how to use it. So we started talking, and uh, kind of it turns out I also went to school with his uh, cousin. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you have a cousin named Emil? Yeah. Yeah. So we just kind of became buddies and okay. worked with it. You know. Got it. 
and decided to go with it. He just decided to go with it, and uh, you know, my first batch was uh, it was an up and down experience. The uh, fermentation kind of got stuck, and I w- woke it up again because it was too cold in my apartment. You know. Yeah. And um, when it came out, it was drinkable. It was pretty good actually, especially once I let it bottle age a little bit because it was a little too sweet at first. Okay. And it was fantastic, mm-hmm. and I just got so excited. This worked. This is great. I just kept going with it. You know. I see. Yeah. It's like a. I, I could see that. It's a victory for once against this. Uh, this thing's been effing with you for so long yeah. that you get to actually enjoy a product mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to be able to have anymore. Right. Now, in all these years, you know, there had been a good interim between when I could drink beer because I didn't know better, and when I couldn't, and when I finally made some, where everyone around me is drinking beer all the time, having a good time. It's convivial. Just pop open a beer. It's cool. Sure. You go to Renaissance Fair like I do, everyone's got beer. Yeah. One of my main gags was to run around saying, I need more beer. Oh, yeah. And then people would offer to me, like, oh, no, I can't actually have it. Well, well, keep that shit away from me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to kill me? Are you nuts? Give me some beer. No. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a whole different thing. It was was cool. Now, I've got another buddy at Fair. He and his uh, fiance. They're making all kinds of cool meads and whatnot with hops in them and everything, and they bring in all kinds of wild beers and whatnot. And okay. We're almost in a competition to see what kind of cool stuff we can come up with. You know? I like it. So it's, it's just nice. another part of the hobby, the same thing we do it for, really. Yeah, yeah pretty absolutely. much. Absolutely. And, right. and now he's drinking beer with us, too. His own That's true, yeah. He brought in his own beer. And in his own <laughs> aluminum canister that cannot be contaminated by anybody's touch or mouth. Or <laughs> Don't pass it to up me. to 500 degrees. Stay away. <laughs> yeah. It's, it lives in a bomb shelter below his house <laughs> the rest right. of the time. It's got a... I actually keep it in a stasis field. I don't right. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some specifics, and especially because I've got a lot of questions that I want to get to. Um, but let's let's do some basics, John, because we've we've heard a lot of thing, uh, a lot of different ingredients thrown out today in the interviews that I haven't really stopped us to talk about. So, okay. we've heard of of sorghum, yeah. and sorghum extract, uh, or is it all sorghum extract? It's all the same thing. What is sorghum? Sorghum's a flower. It grows about three feet high. You know, it's sorghum fields. It's just a beautiful kind of flower. And, and it's, it's a fermentable. It's fermentable. And so what is the form that I buy it in from more beer? It's liquid extract. Okay. So, so it comes it, in three-pound containers. Does it look the same as my malt extract when yes. I buy that? It it's actually just... tastes kind of the same, Okay. but the final product is like tart pepper. Yeah, so it's, it's spicy, com- man. It's totally weird. spicy. Yeah. All right. So. Is the extract coming from the flowers or the vegetation or both? I believe just from the actual the seeds, the seeds, yes, the seeds, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's two to three levabon. Uh, one pound per one gallon will give you a ten forty specific gravity. All right, just so throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I give a little bit of international flavor. I think they use it in China for a sorghum wine. I've heard of sorghum wine. Yeah. Too. Okay, right. and also I think in in uh, Africa it's used along with other ingredients for beers there traditionally. Yeah. yeah, and just so I can point, out, JP brought this into more beer, so he sourced it, brought it in, had it tested. Um, we collaborated on recipes. We worked with White Labs. He had them submitted, and then we had the, all the proteins analyzed, gluten free analyzed. So. Yeah, for like two years, you and I kind of yeah. ran this project, mm-hmm. and yeah. it just and it kind of just went to nothing for a few years, you know. But it's it's become more popular in the last year or two years. It's like the newfound buzz going on in the craft beer industry. So right, kind of like brought it back to life. So. Is sorghum? I'm drinking a beer of yours. It's a homebrew, John. That that John brought in. Uh, is this sorghum? That's, that is sorghum. Now that is considered low gluten because there's actually barley in it steeped. So we had that recipe uh, tested for uh, the gliadin protein found in wheat, and it was came below the detectable levels of 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 gluten. So it was actually considered gluten free. Now yeah. the gliadin protein is found in wheat. Okay, to be very clear. All right. Now, but that beer because it's made with barley. Barley has a protein called hordine. Hmm. 
So we were going to release this about three weeks ago, right before this show. And we had to pull it off the website because someone called in, hey, my neighbor is a celiac. What about the hoarding protein? We were like, oh, shit. Ah. So we technically cannot ever call that gluten-free, anything ever made with barley. And now we got to actually research. And ha- there's no known test right now that currently act- that actually tests the hoarding protein and an actual um, consumption rating of parts per million that mm-hmm. Aaron can consume. There's nothing known right now. Okay. Um, but there are some people with celiac disease who could drink a low gluten beer my like father-in-law this. okay mm-hmm. so he was diagnosed with uh celiac disease in his mid-50s and i met him you know about five years after that and he drank this beer raved over it and he actually was drinking the aaron's base beer too which is honey and sorghum and this one's actually got barley it's uh crystal 40 some 60 and some black patent for steeping grains all right and that that all became that all came back on the below the detectable levels of gluten and so I gave it to him. He felt great. He loves it. You know, I deliver beer to him, you know, once a month. It's like the best thing I could possibly do with my father-in-law is like drink a beer with him on his deck. Yeah. So there's like social aspect, you know, it's kind of like a motivational factor when you get into, you know, gluten-free brewing. You know, sure. And providing this knowledge for other brewers to brew for CVACs. Well, and the detectable level, at least the lab that we used, was uh, less uh, 5 ppm or under. That's, okay. that's really low. Yeah, so it could. I mean, it could be four ppm. It could be one ppm. But they don't. They can't detect anything that's less than five ppm. So mm-hmm. all right, um, right, which is pretty FDA, crazy. And the FDA says twenty ppm yeah. is okay it, to to right. be considered gluten free. Right. So if you think about that, you know. So Aaron, I imagine that you you can't. If it says gluten free, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can eat it, right? You know, if it says gluten free, I eat it. Oh really? <laughs> Frankly, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So probably I'm fine with the twenty part per million. <clears throat> Thing. It's right. been a few years. The FDA no, regulation what are you complaining about? is very recent. It's, the <laughs> FDA regulation is very recent. Yeah, nice. It's only about two, maybe three or four years old at most. And uh, before that, there really was no, you had no idea. Hmm. You know, if it said gluten free, you hoped that it never had any gluten ingredient at all in right. it. Right. Should be completely free. But you didn't know. Or but now, know. at least you know that there's yeah. a range. Right. So this one, John, is made with sorghum extract. Sorghum the beer and, and sleeping grains. I can taste a little bit of the, the pepper that you guys are talking about. Mm. Not in a, a heat sort of way or, or even an offensive way. It's actually really nice. To me, it's akin to uh, rye malt. It has a, that peppery flavor that I totally. perceive from rye malt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Which in low amounts like this, I like. It's nice. The right. problem that we always had is... Uh, it, it, it doesn't leave much, by the way, of, of body or mouthfeel. This yeah. has the maltodextrin. This does have made the from corn. Yeah. I think this has, has plenty of body, this one. Right, and there's eight ounces of maltodextrin in that for five gallons. I think it's a little... I mean, just from like switching from the 1500... The pale ale to to this beer, to that, I, I yeah. think it's a little it's a little thin. It's a yeah. little thinner than than you can know I than have, a normal beer. Can I have more? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, but on its own, not compared to an, not compared to the fifteen hundred. Right, it's got enough body, enough flavor, mm-hmm. a little low carbonation, but and and maybe, maybe that's some of it. Yeah. I think that might that be part help. of what you're picking up is the uh, is the carbonation. Yeah, it, but it, it's good though. I mean, you know, no, for for what you consider a low gluten beer, <laughs> it's like a, a really aged brown porter. Yeah. What's the ABV in this beer, John? It's about 4.5%. See, there's something to be said about sorghum, though, and its fermentability, is even though, like, the pound per gallon gives you 1040, I found it to be far, far less, and it takes twice as long to ferment out, Mm -hmm. and it's really, really dry when it ferments out, and like JP was saying, it's like there's no body to it. Okay. So even though, like, more beer wants to release these kits with six pounds of sorghum extract in it, I'm thinking about jacking it up to nine pounds yeah. and putting a pound of rice just to really just 
up the you know the ABV and just give it some more character. Yeah, and and I think honey is a great base for malt character. So maybe a pound and a half or two pounds or five gallons will kind of subdue it and give it some texture and some body. Does this have honey in it? No, well, and I think you could probably do a pound in it and it would just kind of complement it. You know, you know another yeah. uh, flavor that I think it's akin to is sake. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. like it has, and maybe that's uh, part of the thinness as well, uh, and and the alcohol part of it. But I pick up kind of a, which I also like in this beer that it has a bit of a sake flavor to it. Yeah. Hmm. So, what are some of the other ones? We t- uh, sorghum extract. You just talked about honey, uh, dry rice extract. Yeah, you can use that for sure. That's gluten free. Is that something sold at more beer now? Yeah, it's the DME form. It looks like <clears throat> you've got some here. Oh, it looks like DME. Yeah. So be careful, Aaron. Don't grab the wrong bag. That looks I exactly have to check. like I've noticed DME. that too. Yeah, dry right rice. Yeah, read the label. It's, unfortunately, it's really small. Yeah, so you're Justin. <laughs> I have that. So I been... can't. Don't let me go shopping for you. Yeah. I've, I've been brewing with the, the dried rice extract for about a year now. So and now and is dried rice extract something that you would want to use as a big part of the fermentable? Jack your alcohol up. So it's more of a supplement. Yeah, to yeah. to something like a sorghum extract. Exactly. And okay. the honey is as well, right? It's another right. way to bump up the alcohol. Right. And what Aaron's been brewing, he's drinking a blonde there, and that's a sorghum with honey and dried rice extract. But it actually tastes like a honey ale, you know, a little, little tart, but mm. they all work together very well. All right. So your and, sorghum is pretty much just fermentability. You're, you don't, you're not doing it for flavor. You're just doing it for alcohol and some base. It's like if I were going to p- uh, put simple sugar into my Belgian ale yes. to, to boost it up. Right. Okay. And then you can also use flake maize. You know, okay. So, so uh, which is it's a, a corn base, corn base. Yeah. And now, if you're an all grain brewer, you can use flake maize with buckwheat. Um, I brought some other samples. And, and flake maize is is also a supplement, not a not the real base. You you would use it in addition to 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 some other, or that could be a good. You percentage. probably could do 100 percent corn beer. You could really weird. We Maybe with honey. That. I'd like to. You know, it'd be very interesting. Okay. But you, you're going for sorghum for a little bit of color in the body. Okay. So. Let me see the corn maize. What else could we use? Well, and now for the advanced brewers, there's malted buckwheat out there, and you can get that from harvesthouse.com, celiac.com. you got to make sure when you find this buckwheat that it actually says it's gluten-free because depending on how they package it, there could be some cross-contamination. So it could if it could have traces of flour, mm-hmm. and if he was to get in his hands and, and touch it, and then he'd be sick. You know, it's ah. yeah. so there is malted buckwheat that is actually farmed and is gluten free. And what is buckwheat? Is that like a like a like a grain? It's a grain. Okay. It's actually a flower. It's a Sorry. fruit from a flower. Yeah, I see. So it's not truly a cereal grain, but it really looks like one. Seed. As far as we're it concerned, does. it is one. Yeah, and, no, th- I- and that is actually malted buckwheat from Harvest House, and I'm going to brew with that. And I'm actually going to brew that base 10 pounds of flaked maize and just make, you know, a, like a blonde kolsch. I see. That's a good idea. Now, I can see it. Now, Tasty, you know, you should look, I guess you've probably seen this, but, you know, Gabriel mentioned the size of it, like as a grain and how much it's in, about an eighth of the size right. of a barley grain. So I can really see the, the problem with this. And yeah. Gabriel was spot on. That is the best, the best base malt that's closest to two row. It is. Tasty. I see. But a bitch to use. Bitch to use. Now, remember, if you're a home brewer doing this, you have to use a completely separate mill that's never ever seen your grain. Okay. Ever. So you have to buy a new mill. I'm just saying that. You have to put that out there. Well, or a coffee grinder. Or, or a coffee grinder. <laughs> or a cheap, which will, sounds like we'll grind it better anyway. It's like it might be the better choice. Now, you'd probably, could you use something like a gigantic uh, coffee filter for your, for your millet? 
mashing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, just, 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 just you know, big industry ones. That's like, basically what you need. Is oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. 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 But you still, you, you that kind of covers the, the bottom portion, but you still have the, the thickness of, of right. an entire mash, especially if you're using kettles like my, my 1500 out there. With the, yeah. I use the tall rather than the fats. Ah. And so... So my, in other words, my liquid's got a long way to go. Yeah. So even though the bottom might be covered with something like a filter, you know, you're going to need, and this is maybe this is crazy, maybe it doesn't exist. A brand new system for more beer. Thanks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, something that's going to do like a little W type shape, so you catch all of your your particulates at the bottom here. And drain from center. Man, I don't know if that'll work because it kind of has to rinse through them, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you just let the water... Nah, never mind. Well, but on a homebrewing <laughs> scale... Well, this is something that we talk about anyway mm-hmm. uh, on, on the homebrewing scale is you don't have to worry so much about efficiency. So mm-hmm. does it have to go through every... You know, does the liquid have to drain through every part of the gr- of the mm-hmm. grains? Not necessarily. Not when you're doing 10 and 20 gallons at a time as long as you're getting enough fermentables, yeah. right? So I'm, I malted my own buckwheat at home. I did like... 10 pounds worth, and I found that I'd probably have to use about 15 to 20 pounds of buckwheat to make five gallons mm. just to re- reach a 5% beer. Wow. So it's a fair amount, when, you know, if, especially if you're malting your own, you know, and a lot of the malting process determines the amount of enzymes present, which determines the amount of uh, conversion yeah. and the efficiency, etc. So if you can find pre-malted buckwheat, mess around with it, but I would go very aggressive when you use it as your base. Just saying that. Uh, okay. Well, and that's the thing is 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 you have to find pre-malted buckwheat because if you don't, you have to sit there and germinate it yourself. Right. And you can a, order that online though, which is a pain in the ass. It is very yeah. <laughs> I had to do that. Uh, I did that in the and and John and I shared an office a few years back and uh, we sat there and and germinated like three one gallon jars full of but and it just it gets. I don't know. It gets this slime kind it's of like thing. It's a pink slime. It's real weird. So uh, get get malted buckwheat. Don't you know? Don't screw around with germinating. Right. So that's all pretty much available from homebrew supply stores. The malted. Uh, not, not really. Not yet. Yeah. Really not available. No. But you can what order on sites. You said again. Celiac.com and HarvestHouse.com. Okay. They sell gluten free malted buckwheat. I did a little of my own experimentation with malting, but I never got to use it just because of circumstances at the time. Mm. But what I did was I took the... Really Your wife sucked? Yes. Okay. Like, yeah, we'll, put, we'll, we'll go there and put the... I said it. You didn't have to. That's right. Um, <laughs> You're a good man. We uh, basically got some of the really big green steeping bags, and I just put them over the top of a big old bucket with a spigot at the bottom, you know, brewing bucket. And uh, after soaking them for God knows how many hours, I just put them, spread them out over on that, left them in the closet. It was around 70-some-odd degrees in my house. And I just come in once a day and just spray them off in the sink mm-hmm. through the mesh there and drain it off the bottom of the bucket there. Yeah. And let it drip dry. And about two or three days, they malted. You know, wow. You get a big tail, like one to two mm-hmm. inches. Oh, yeah. 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 Like one or two inches. The endosperm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get it looks this. like a giant sperm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been to, that's, I, I've been to a malting house, a couple of them now, and that's mm-hmm. a very similar, it's a low-tech, yeah, very, very similar process. Yeah. Basically but, did the research on what malting was like, you know, and then just tried to adapt that to this. Sure. And uh, I found one guy online, this is years ago now, who had done something along those lines too, and he had some suggested times and temperatures, and I fine-tuned them a little for, for myself to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. But I ended up steep or uh, killing them just at a base level for like eight hours, you know, a low temperature in the oven to dry them all out. Right. You know, and they came out nice and brown. Yeah. And then I was going to go and try and make all the different grades of malt after that, you know. But then he just got... I just... The suckage happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the trick to malting, though, See, that I, I found with buckwheat is, like, the drying process is a bitch. I did it once. In all malting, just, that is part of the, the, the skill. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah. And I did that, and my failed and turned the mold. I had my paper bags were fermenting. It's yeah. the grossest thing I've ever smelled. Mm-hmm. And the, so I redid it, and I this surface area, you're talking like a quarter inch thick. Mm-hmm. And just every day, three times a day, I would, you know, I had a firm wrap underneath it. I had that on high, like 80 degrees. Yeah. And I would stir with my little plastic shell you'd buy it, like, for your kid or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And this so is kind of the kid. product I got. Oh, so this one is yours that you that's, did. That's mine. And then this is... Um, this is the malted that you buy online. It kind of looks like the Mexican weed I used to buy when I was a kid. Yeah. Has a lot wow, of you did get ripped off. A lot of seeds in it. Yeah. Special mo- Look at how many seeds are in that. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I'm actually. I don't pick out the seeds. I pick out the good parts. In no, taste it. Taste. Okay. Taste that. That's homegrown. And then this is the store bought. That's from Harvest House, right there. That's homegrown, son. Homegrown, right All there. Right. You can't beat this shit. I'm gonna taste it. Yeah, it has a lot of seeds and stems and shit, but fuck you up, bro. Yes. What if I'm? Uh, what if I have? Nothing. AIDS. A disease against gluten-free products. Well, that's that's conquered red hair, so you're good. Oh, <laughs> that's tasty. Not bad. You know. No. Now taste the malted from a professional. From a pro. Okay. Yeah, malting. <laughs> from a pro. I like the taste of that. Not actually. bad, huh? I could eat that. It's uh, actually great, like for a cereal base. If you that's what I was thinking. I sprinkle on some breakfast. Yeah. Oh, don't swallow it though. Oh yeah. yeah. Crunchier, huh? It's crunchier. The other one, yes. Oh, because they drive that moisture out. It's a it's a very different flavor. Yeah, it's toasted. I think actually a little bit too. It's the yeah. toasted is nicer, and also I can taste. You know, it does. I don't want to say that yours tastes moldy because I don't mean that, but mm-hmm. like uh, mushroomy. Yeah, it's, it's green. A, it's a, it has a little bit of that green kind of yeah. earthy. Whereas this one is very much toasty. The the professional one you bought yeah. is really yeah. nice taste. Right, but I bet if you put it in the oven from when it's wet. Instead of letting it dry over a, cu- a couple of days, yeah, you drive right off. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's probably what they they did there. Absolutely, yeah. because it's of the risk of mold. It's a difficult th- thing to do anyway. I mean, yeah, this is yeah. why that's you know some brewers really uh, say, well, this is where I buy my grain because right. I love oh, yeah, the way they yeah, malt yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and or or traditional English floor malting is such an art form yeah. uh, because that's really more akin to what you were talking about, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Is is really getting in there, turning it by hand, and making mm-hmm. sure everything's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a real complicated process of time and, and moisture content and how they do it and, yeah. and then they the have kiln the temperature and temperature up. yeah yeah anything you do at home and have to include all that to be H- have you considered malting result. it on your floor john <laughs> yeah uh, honey Why watch not? out there you know <laughs> i'm brewing <laughs> your daughter could help sort of scoot it around yeah just put the know. baby in it she'll yeah. move, she'll turn it for you she can uh, be your rake as long, <laughs> as long as you don't have a cat <laughs> you have a cat you're in trouble her by the feet you know <laughs> come right. on i really do like the flavor of both of these though it's a nice flavor and again, thank God there are people that aren't lazy douches like me out there trying to figure out how to do this because it, it is a lot of work. Thank God. And I, I have pictures on the, my website, too, if people want to see how I did it. So Okay. Yeah. What's the website, John? Gluten-free craft beer. Quickly, you, you mentioned uh, the use of steeping grains also. Yeah. Uh, now, you could only do that in a low-gluten beer, not a gluten-free beer. Is right. that right? And there's a... there's. People call gluten free, you know, but you got to be careful when you say that because the original raw ingredient has to be gluten free. So it can't have the gliadine or the hordine protein present to and be gluten free. In a steeping grain, though, I'm trying to think of, of what I know, which is very little, about the um, uh, enzymes and things that are in grains and, and how they're used. And, I, and in a steeping grain, it, we're not really uh, converting anything, we're just getting right. color. So. But you're still putting gluten, some bits of gluten in the beer? There's traces. Traces, yeah, I see. call it. See, what happens is the heating process will actually kill off the endosperm inside of the actual grain, and that reduces the amount of protein present 
which in the final product, when the beer you drink, will have like minimal to undetectable less. less traces of gluten. Okay. So that's why you call it low gluten. But that's why we were going to release these kits um, with sorghum and, you know, pre-malted, like, cooked grain, basically, crystal 40 or higher. Yeah. Because those had no detectable levels of gliadin protein. But they so, have the other one, which was what? Hoarding. Yeah. But it's never been proven. I see. Okay. There's tests out there showing that the hoarding protein, and we'll talk about this, but the hoarding protein is actually causes beer haze prove it with aaron the poor guy you could, <laughs> he could drink that right now yeah we could we could find out this week but i'm not well, going to want to do it man you could help it's kind of killing two birds with one stone because for one i don't want to kill was like oh god if you're if you're aaron having a real job sucks mm-hmm. so why not just work for more beer full-time trying and then if you get sick it's, it's gonna insurance. it's gonna blow a little bit but at First least you don't gotta off. go to work you know what if they want to take me on for let's say another t- 10 or 20 percent salary raise and keep my uh, pension going i got a pension okay i see then i'm down then you're do <laughs> so down because dude you can <laughs> oh just sit in your bathroom and read all day i mean <laughs> Shit, uh, yeah. you know you know it didn't work <laughs> frankly you do kind of get used to it <laughs> you do yeah. like god this hurts so much <laughs> but how did i do this before how <laughs> <laughs> right? is this, this ever was normal? like every day <laughs> oh my god well, i gotta imagine that uh that you're into the the wipes more than just the standard toilet paper right let's moisturize more of those you know I'm, I'm a pretty tough guy aloe i don't look on like i'm that big or anything like that yeah. but i'm a tough guy a you get tough. tough i'm yeah, a tough but guy i'm, I'm not tough medicated cat yeah, yeah pine cones i use uh, corn cobs yeah but even <laughs> even and, even chuck norris has a sore ass 60 grit then, man right? I mean, 60 grit sandpaper <laughs> yeah go hard or go home no so trader joe's uh, toilet paper. exactly right. yeah right. industrial please all right, I have to take a quick break. I've got questions in front of me about yeast because we haven't talked too much about fermentation ah, and things like yes. that. Plus, I know, John, you brought some other beer I could try. The one you just gave me here was low gluten, but you've also got gluten-free? He does, yeah. Aaron, Aaron you've got yeah. some gluten-free. Two bottles of it right That here. I can try out of your glass. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It'll be your beer from there on out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's do this. We'll take a quick break, uh, uh, listen to our sponsors, and take good care of them. When we come back, we'll talk about fermenting these beers, and we'll talk about uh, tasting a completely gluten-free beer. Uh, when we come back, it's the session. The Holiday Beer Shop is the best place on the internet for homebrewers and gift givers of homebrewers. Homebrewers know exactly what's on their Christmas list, and telling their significant other what a refractometer is is one thing, but having that person navigate the convoluted matrix of homebrew supply stores on the internet to find a refractometer is another. At HolidayBeerShop.com, they speak the language of gift giving. Products are bundled. They have only the top 50 brewer gifts in the industry, and the site is easy to navigate. HolidayBeerShop.com is a huge fan of the BN Army, and for a limited time, Buy any two starter recipe kits and get one recipe clone kit for free. Promo code BNARMY, a $45 value. Limited to the first 25 BN Army members through December 20th at midnight Pacific Standard Time. So tell your spouse, your girlfriend, your parents, or anyone who's shopping for a home brewer for Christmas. HolidayBeerShop.com is the place to shop. HolidayBeerShop.com. Follow them on Twitter at HolidayBeerShop and Facebook.com slash HolidayBeerShop. Homebrewer shopping made easy. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. 
Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
888-401-BEER. This is the session. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We're talking gluten-free beer with John Plisse and Aaron Wood. We also had Calajoni from Dogfish Head on the show and Gabriel from Brasserie Sans Gluten. Good work, buddy. He's in the chat. Well, oh, cool. great. Yeah, they're hanging out. Gabriel's fantastic, and I really yeah. do hope we get to talk to him uh, next week, too, uh, about his beer. Oh, we will. And, uh, you know, if, if at any point in the discussion, Gabriel, uh, you have uh, anything to add as we're asking questions. Please uh, call. Questions always come through that we don't know, um, believe it or not, every week. <laughs> Doubt uh, it. So, But uh, I know that, that John and Aaron here are pretty well prepared to cover different things. Um all right, I said before the break that we'd start talking about fermentation, and I think yeah. that that's pretty important because we've... we've it's everything, yeah. You know, we've talked about all the how to get fermentables, but then how to ferment them. And, you know, one thing that was briefly discussed while Sam was on was the fact that um, yeasts, as we know them, brewer's yeast, have mostly uh, been evolved as barley-based uh, feeders, right? right? So they're used to that. And now all of a sudden we're throwing in these kind of, uh, you know, these gluten-free ingredients with uh, yeast that, that have, have been around for so long for barley. Right. So what's the result? You mentioned dry yeast, but we could talk about liquid yeast use we as well. Should, we'll talk about them all. Okay. So dry yeast is gluten-free. It's been freeze-dried. All the uh, residual proteins present are killed off. They're not there. So you can use dry yeast. We definitely recommend hydrating the 100-degree water, you know, maybe use GoFirm and Nutrient Source, which is another yeast media, you know, to grow it up so it can actually replicate before you pitch it. Okay. Okay. Um, although that's never been tested with GoFirm, because you don't know what GoFirm has been, has that been mm-hmm. gr- grown on a gluten-based media? So I'll safely say use dry yeast and hydrate with 100 degree distilled water. All right. Gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Now when you get into uh, White Labs, so JP had sent uh, these tests to White Labs. They brewed these beers. They came back at 12 ppm of uh, dissolved uh, gliding or uh, gluten present. Now, that's below the 20 ppm threshold of the FDA approves. That was so, just for the vial, right? Just for the vial. That's concentrated, pitchable yeast slurry yeah. right. in the vial. So, Aaron could drink the vial and be okay, technically. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to see it, I think it, I'd feel pretty good. By the way, I'm just going to point out... Vitamin B bomb. Boom. Whether you're a celiac or not, you will shit yourself all day <laughs> if you drink the vial. Okay. I just want to point that out. You've done it. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So, okay. It's like a vitamin B shot, but yeah, you will shit a lot. <laughs> yeah, so there's no uh, no evidence of celiac with now, that. Now we're talking shop here real quick. Uh, do we know that the, uh, the, the media for... The uh, White Labs is wheat, or do we? Is it barley? They they don't specify. Uh-huh. Now, why yeast does say we use a concentrated gluten-based media to grow mm-hmm. up our yeast because they know that gluten is such a nutrient source for cell replication sure. that they do use it. Mm-hmm. So they will not call their product gluten-free ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but why yeast actually endorses their that it potentially is gluten-free uh, or low gluten on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, you can use White Labs. So that was like what Jason said, 12 ppm in a raw vial, unpitched. Now, we haven't gone through fermentation where metabolizing has gone and it's happened, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the final product, you know, yeast, yeast, these proteins that are all present, you know, the hoarding protein, the gliding protein, cleaves them down, breaks them down, and now they just kind of go dormant. They've metabolized, they've done their thing, and then they go to sleep. <coughs> so we, after the test we had done, th- there was no gluten present. It was undetectable by the lab. They couldn't find any gliadin protein present. All right. Now, once again, gliadin is found in wheat. 
And there's really no known test right now for hordine protein found in barley. All right. Okay. So this is a huge open, it's such a huge topic to talk sure. about. Sure. But you can use white labs yeast for low gluten brewing. You know, and definitely but not necessarily in in gluten free. You can't brewing. call it gluten free because it was it originally was grown on a gluten based media. But and I just I know that you're kind of saying this clearly, but since I'm a little slow on the uptake, I just want to make sure I get it too. Just because you're now calling it a low gluten beer and not gluten free no. could still very well mean that it's below the FDA 20 ppm, and you could be totally fine. Exactly. Okay. And and then there's a whole range of people that have this intolerance to gluten. Yeah. So if you're on the low end or high end, you know, you know, consult your doctor, talk sure. about it, you know. But if you only get bloated or you're a little uncomfortable, you never get, you know, maybe you're okay. Okay. So. All right, and. Another thing you mentioned earlier, and I just want to cover it again, is is that it takes longer to ferment. Yeah, sorghum does. Um, I haven't fermented buckwheat yet. I've had beer made with buckwheat. It's delicious. You know, mm-hmm. IPA was phenomenal. But sorghum, just, it, it doesn't have the protein content like barley. It doesn't get a head retention like barley. It, it The lag time is a little longer for fermentation to start. Um, and it takes about two weeks to actually go to the end. But even at the end, you kind of have a weird flavor. And I just let it go on a two weeks cold, and it's much better product if you just wait the three to four weeks, because hmm. you'll still see like hop particulate afloat. Yep. So you know there's something going on. You know, so there's just some su- su- suspension going on. So don't rush the issue with sorghum. And how about temperatures? Uh, uh, do you, do you follow the same rules that you do? Same ale, you know, yeah. sixty five to seventy. Okay. You know, you can use a lager yeast strain. I like lager yeast even better for if you're gluten intolerant because it actually will strip down even more sugar, make a drier beer. So I think you might even be more protected okay. using a lager yeast strain. But the ale yeast strains we had tested were fine. They were fine too. Yeah. What about uh, phenolic yeast and, and with sorghum and uh, buckwheat? Phenolic yeast. What do phenolic, you mean? Like Belgian uh, style. We hadn't had that tested, but I don't see why you couldn't. Use I'm just it. talking about the, the PPM of the uh, of the gluten. I'm talking about just as a flavor that would go well with those. Sure. Balls. Why not? You I know? think it would enhance the uh, the spiciness. Peppery, spiciness. Uh, what, what, what Jonathan and I actually John brewed most of these beers. Actually, all these gluten free beers when we were testing them. And uh, what we noticed is you can't use really spicy hops like the German Nobles or something like that uh-huh. because it, it, the spiciness in the sorghum actually accentuates that. So you have to use kind of a lower sp- so so I think if you did a, a kind of a Belgian beer, uh, you might have to back off on the temperature. Maybe do it at seventy instead of like a seventy-five or something. It could be but, a whole different science. Yeah, it could be different. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And hops, you got to be very careful with because I use half of what you normally would use for to make a say uh, pale ale. You Why? Know, it, they just cut through sorghum. I mean, they're so yeah. bitter. They're just there, you know, and. Aaron's been doing a lot of late hop additions, and so have I now. Late recently, it's all thirty minutes or less, you know, and okay. it just tends to smooth it out. You have a better, more balanced beverage. All right, you know, late or, hop additions. Aaron, can I try? Can we try yours too? Because we've had, Let's do it. we've only had low gluten, and and by all means, keep going. I just wanted to start pouring that too. Is that this year? These two bottles here, okay. both of them. Yeah, and this recipe. What is this, Aaron? In this, uh, this, is- this guy right here. Let's see. Let's pull that one out. That's my n- number five batch. And I took uh, six pounds of sorghum extract. I took I went to five pounds of clover honey. I used to use three, and I decided, what the hell, let's go two more pounds. Let's see what happens. Yeah. 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 Plus a pound of dried rice extract. Okay. okay. And then I threw in four ounces of maltodextrin, just, you know, again, playing with things. And for hops, I used two ounces of cascade hops at uh, 6.4% A. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then as for the actual uh, brewing... One hour total, 
Um, I added half my sorghum at the first part, and then half, I mean, at, right at the beginning and the second half at 30 minutes. <laughs> and I dumped in all the honey right then at the 30-minute mark. Then at 20, threw in the dried rice extract, the maltodextrin, and then at 15, I threw in my first edition of hops, half the hops, at 15 minutes. And with five minutes left, I threw in the last, uh, the second piece. So, And that recipe would be considered gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll tell you what my my first impression of this beer is that it's is that I can taste all of the things that you have mentioned in your in your recipe. Whereas in another beer, I, I might not pick out so many things, but I pick out some pepperiness. Mm-hmm. I pick out the, the honey. honey yeah. I yeah. pick out uh, I pick out the alcohol. I pick right. out the hops. I can really. It's a very kind of. I almost feel like it. I don't know how to describe it other than like stepped. It's like a stepped uh, flavor profile that I really get. Where where I'm I'm getting a bit of all of that. Mm-hmm. It uh, initially. Boy, this is great. It initially sm- it is <laughs> it's like nice. It. it initially smells like mead. Mm-hmm. So I go okay. I'm about to have a mead, but it doesn't taste mm. like that. It tastes like well, all of those things that you you've mentioned. All of your ingredients. I really love the bouquet, like on, on brewing days, and then when I go to bottling days and everything. Just the house smells fantastic. Yeah. You know, I'll leave the I'll leave the hops bags in the, in the sink for a day or two just to enjoy. Just the to enjoy, smell. that's awesome. Yeah. Hop puri, very dry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it stuck that Had in my brain it. like a bomb. It, it went in and then it exploded about a half a second later. <laughs> it was a hop grenade. It's a yeah. sharp. It's a sharp dryness on this one. Yeah, the honey is highly fermentable. Is that what? It, okay, uh, and it does. I love the way that it. It's very flavorful. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much disappears for me with that that kind of severe dryness. I like it. This yeah. is a good beer. So this one is gluten free. Totally right. gluten free. There shouldn't be any gluten in here at all. Now imagine yeah. if you drank beer for twenty years, and then you didn't have beer for ten years, and you went back to that, you'd be probably stoked. Yeah, yeah. dude, for sure. You know, <laughs> you'd be like, dude, that's like yeah. drinking my light ale yeah. and my lager again. You know. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. you would. You'd my, go right. my analogy to that was first time I had gluten free pizza. Oh yeah, I cried. <laughs> <You're> like, I, <laughs> cried. I didn't think I was ever going to have pizza again, and it was just so good. What an excellent point! Because clearly, we can we can talk about how important beer is to us. Mm-hmm. But what about other very simple things that pizza? I, I don't think about it, mm-hmm. but it's very important to me. Mm-hmm. I would be very very disappointed yeah, to find Italian, out that you know, I couldn't yeah. have. What it if you anymore? can't have pizza or beer? This is why I've been so hard on, on you tonight, Aaron, because I would have killed myself a long time ago. Yeah. This, this is a very depressing <laughs> thing to me. I'm Italian and like pasta and stuff. You can't have pasta, yeah. right? Oh, fuck all that. Man. Fuck that, yeah. <laughs> if John says it, you know it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah if John has a strong opinion. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. Right. It's bad. It must be bad. Yeah. Funny, I've been eating pasta now that's all um, wheat-based, not, not, but um, help me out. Whole wheat. Whole wheat-based. Whole wheat-based. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I feel better. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and yeah, I, but I, it doesn't taste better. You can't I tell like me it, it better, tastes actually. better. No, you don't. It just Johnny. tastes like whatever sauce it's You're in. You're right? convincing yourself that you like it better. But I, feel, I don't feel... As full, yeah. That I'll give you that. So I feel better. Yeah. Now here's where you're gonna go nuts. Is that there's a quinoa based uh, oh, wow. pasta. It's fantastic. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, my my mother has celiac disease. My dad does not. Okay. So they have a divided kitchen. You know, they have safe areas, not safe areas. <laughs> wow. A little he plastic can eat whatever lining. he wants. See, so, you know, he can eat any kind of pasta he wants to, but he likes this stuff. Okay. It, it tastes just like the real thing. Has the same texture. There's a little bit of a nutty flavor on top of that. And it's way better for you because it's loaded with protein, not as so much carbs. Got it. Yeah. I might be willing to try that. It's pretty My good. Aunt Glory and Uncle Tony might roll over in their graves, me doing it, but I'd be willing to try you it. You know, they don't have to know. 
<laughs> Uncle Tony does not he have does to know. know. What he does not he know will not hurt him. Uncle Tony always knows. <laughs> Uncle Tony knows everything. He, knows. he always knows. He knows. He's around. You can't get away from that. Yeah. He's he's throwing me a spoon right into my head. <laughs> <laughs> he hits it. Hey, well, Jonathan, now we're talking about fermentation. Uh, yeah. Why does it take so much longer to ferment? Uh, what do you What do you think? I just think sugar types or something. Well, or? the proteins are like there's such a nutrient source for. So yeast. you're talking about the yeast health itself. Yeah, uh-huh. that it's not really not the I fermentables never, themselves. Right, the, the sugars there, right. but I don't think the proteins, the lipids, and all that stuff are there. The, for the, the yeast, yeast take in. Uh-huh. So can you add that as a as something into the ferment or into the boil to? So it'll be there for the yeast when they need it? I'll see why not. You know, you need a higher lipid-based con- I don't know what you'd use. Like some olive oil or something like that? Yeah, or? why not? Uh, Probably drop or something. Okay. Yeah. That was a gluten-free burp. <laughs> All right. It wasn't. It was low gluten. <laughs> low gluten. <laughs> no, I think this was that originally included oh, gluten. Oh, from that. Your stomach originally included gluten ingredients, so yeah. you can't say that's in The FDA shit. would classify that's the right. burp as gluten-free. Yeah. Though. Right, and that's all that matters. 120 yeah. parts per million of... Yeah. I go by my government. P-Town, one thing you yeah, told me sorry. during the break was that even these other products have gluten yeah, in yes. them, but they they break down in a different way. Is that what you're explaining Sorghum to me? Sorghum has gluten in it. I see. Um, this is where it gets tricky. Okay? Yeah. Now, the, the word gluten, in the most technical dictionary respect, means specific any uh, protein in any grain. Okay? Now, but... That's what the word gluten means. That's what gluten any means. Any protein, most, any grain. Most okay. general usage of it. Okay. But since the advent of the acknowledgement of celiac disease and these things, gluten has become to mean specifically the, the the offending proteins from wheat, barley, rye, and the real close relatives in the, in the family of called triticale. You know, they're all triticum family, whatever. When you're looking at your whole classification of species thing. All right. So it's a very limited definition nowadays. Okay. You could probably still find it in the uh, technical literature and stuff where other things like corn, rice, you know, quinoa, whatever, yeah. would all say gluten, but they're they're just talking about protein in a grain. We're okay. talking about protein in these specific grains that are going to offend the guts of myself and other people like me. I see. Yeah. So the proteins are all in the others as well. Right. They're just, right. okay. Every so the big three offenders. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, for my sake, keep it easy. Let's just keep okay. keep what we're doing. <laughs> keep calling it all gluten-free <laughs> or gluten. Okay. Anything, good or bad. Anything more, that. Can you just tell me good or <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I can understand it then. I dislike that. All right, that was bizarro, good, Sam. We should do it. segue would be to t- talk about, you know, that Clarity Firm, yeah. beer haze, um, so I did, protein. I'm glad you brought that up. There were some questions in the chat room asking about Brewers Clarex and Clarity Firm. Yeah. And help me understand the question. Is it are they basically saying that these proteins are th- are then dropping out of the beer so you should be fine? No. Oh. They the, got to be careful with that. Okay. Cuz Clarity Firm cle- cleaves uh, praline bonds, makes them there's cheese chains, breaks them down so they settle to the bottom, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not solubles. That they're so fine that they're still there and they're liquefied that if he was to drink it, it would still mm-hmm. be digested in his intestine. So you can't really say that Clarity Firm makes gluten-free beer. So, so yeah, to go on with this one, yeah, but, but Brewers Clerics and Clarity Firm are the same thing. Okay. Clarity Firm is just the beer industry-specific um, application of Brewers Clerics. I see. Right. Um, and it was founded by a mistake, too. Right? Yes, yeah. I understand, yeah. Basically, the, the product was developed to do uh, take care of chill haze and things like that. Um, but what they found was is that, as he's saying, uh, hordine protein that's in the barley, that is what the problem is for me, for most beers, um, 
is very specifically targeted by this enzyme. It's an enzyme. Okay. Now, enzymes, what they do is they're a chemical that comes along and, and uh, attacks specific parts of proteins. Okay. This one's targeted towards the proline uh, amino acid. All right. Okay. A protein is a long chain of amino acids. Smaller pieces of that are called peptides. Okay. Now, um, the offending uh, compounds that I have to worry about are gliadin and hordine and so forth. Okay. All right. Um, Hordine is basically like a peptide, I believe. Proline occurs so frequently in the hordine strand that it just kind of tears it apart, okay? Whereas in most other proteins that are out there, it's much less frequent, and so it doesn't break them up so much. It's very specific for the hordine protein, okay? Now, what that could mean, what that should mean, what it seems to mean from what I've been seeing from other people reporting in forums and stuff on their own use, is that it results in a beer that was made with gluten ingredients, well, specifically with barley, that tests out by the tests, and again, we've touched on how there's no tests yeah. specific to barley. They either underestimate or overestimate. So it's not that you can't touch it at all. It's just that you don't really know where you stand, depending on the test. Um, they test out fine, but also people drink them and they don't have problems. Okay. okay. Now, I haven't done this myself, and it's a, you know, it would be a real big dice roll, so I'm probably not going <laughs> yeah, to do it until there's Aaron more information. You're such a yeah. pussy, Aaron. <laughs> I am. I am. You know. <laughs> you donate your body to science. Come on. <laughs> Poor guy spent half his life in the bathroom. What do you think I all this hair is about? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, it's, it's a situation where you, you basically, from a, um, a biochemical situation, it probably is, is killing off all the proteins, okay? Looks like it is. But doesn't mean it's still not there. But yeah, the pieces are there. The question is now: I see. Is it clear, killed off enough that these pieces are small enough that they no longer trigger the response? Okay. Um, the way that these things come into your body and hurt you if you have celiac disease is they roll into your intestines. They have a, a signature based on their structure that lets them lock into a little keyhole. Okay. Yeah. If they're broken down beyond a certain point, they won't do that anymore. Okay. Also, once they get in there, if they, even if they do, they may not set off that immune response. Okay? All right. Because yeah. all your food bits lock into these little villi. That's how they get used. Okay. Like a Spanish villa? <laughs> yes. Just so, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no, many villas like, because uh, this is villi. Yeah. So it's multiple See, villas. Right. Oh. You could yeah. use Clarity Firm. It's not there. It's not present and tested. But if it's water soluble and you consume it and it goes through your intestinal lining and then all of a sudden these villi see this little trace of this water soluble you could set them off mm-hmm. you know there's right it's kind of like the argument is like well maybe but maybe not it's not gluten-free sure it feels like <laughs> if you if i can't even drink out of the same glass as you mm-hmm. uh, because i would content by the way that's the only thing i do wish i had this disease for because oh. i don't want people touching my <laughs> stay off my beard Anna. yes uh so if i can't even do that it, it which to me, define such a trace and, and molecular mm-hmm. level amount of these proteins showing up. I don't trust these Clarity products either, and and because it, it just only takes a tiny bit. Right at this point, basically, what um, what it means at this point is that people who have a pretty decent tolerance level for gluten probably are fine to drink this stuff. Okay, people like me who are the very like off the scale response to the smallest amount. Yeah, we need to wait. Yeah, we need to wait until somebody's done some work um, work on a finding a way to test the presence of hordine mm-hmm. um, to make sure that it actually is, has to be the whole hordine chain, you know, that is going to set us off. If it's smaller than that, are we safe? You know? Sure. What is the smallest particle? It's going to be a problem. And and then again, what's left over after a Clarity Firm works? So there's a few different things here. Okay. Now that being said, if it was tested and FDA approved, and proven that he could consume a beer made from barley that used Clarity Firm that cleaved these pr- 
pr- protein bonds, he could homebrew using two row. Right. So it could solve all of this bullshit that we've been talking we'd all about be on the same hour, kid, <laughs> if we could just do that. In a perfect world, yes. See, we would have been off the air at 502. Yes, right. Thank yeah. Yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah, we're sorry that you <laughs> yeah. have to live this life, but it's been great now, for the now, radio. Before we get too excited, yeah. it doesn't do anything for wheat. Not at all. Uh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Almost nothing for wheat. So, so don't ever use wheat in your beer. Yeah, I don't like wheat beers anyway. You're you know, not I don't either. Anything. I hated <sighs> Hefeweizen. Just, yeah, actually, you that's not true. I'm a big dumbass. My favorite beer is, is, is fairly wheat-based. I'm a big sour beer fan. Oh, and there's a ton of weed Which in there. Taps into another interesting thing about fermentation. <laughs> taps, yeah, hop, get it? Hop, hop taps, hop taps. Okay. <laughs> if bacteria consumes all that remaining wheat protein that's in, dissolved because mm. they need it, yeah, to keep feeding. What if a celiac use a bacteria to ferment their beer with? Maybe that could. Proteins okay, so here's a qu- that's a like question that came through from the chat. The yeah. chat asked. Um, would it be better to use things like wild yeast and spontaneous fermentation for these types of beers? Why not? So, because no, I don't. I've never heard of anything. I haven't found anything. Like a lambic sorghum beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. It's already kind of tart. It blows the mind. Yeah. yeah it might be the best way to go. <laughs> it might work. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another question that we could cover, uh, at least having to do with fermenta bulls here, is that uh, Joe Boo in the chat room asked if uh, <laughs> if he Joe could Boo. ever Fuck refill. Fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. Uh, can you use <laughs> candy sugar? Yes. Yeah. You can? Yeah, absolutely. For coloring or fermentability. Because it's just sugar, isn't it? Yeah, there's no yeah. grain involved. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. If, if sorghum didn't take so goddamn long to uh, ferment, we'd be drinking beer with sor- gluten-free beer with candy sugar in it tonight. Oh, I see. You yeah, would have done. You would have. It went into bottles a few days ago. Got it. <laughs> and he okay. loved the taste. It was an amber. Was, as, yeah, when I was bottling it, this is. It was fantastic, and it had really good mouthfeel. Okay. I've had nothing like it in the in the sorghum range. Hmm. Right. Then. So maybe candy syrup contributes to head retention. Who knows? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. much. It is wide open. This yeah. field. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Here's a question that came through. What about? Um, I'm, maybe you guys can help me figure out why this is relevant. But could you barrel age? Uh, gluten-free beer. And I don't know if it's known any to. proteins in wood. Yeah. Wood, um, right? I mean, other than sugar, you don't have wood. any wo- aversion to wood, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I quite like my family. <laughs> I get along pretty well. <laughs> They're fine. That's yeah. good. Don't ferment. I, actually, you know, I have a, an uncle who who has a winery over in Santa Cruz Mountains, and I've been sort of trying to figure out how I can get a bottle, a barrel small enough from him to try and do it myself. You know, but he uses the big old three hundred. You know. Bottles of wine per gallon. Does that to up your home brewing production? You're right. Yeah. yeah. Have to do that. Get a brewing sculpture. You know, I just have to get more beer to send me a brew sculpture. <laughs> John's like, yeah, that's going to happen. Or just trade yeah. the money in for one, you know. Yeah, money. <laughs> Monetary oh, yeah, return. That's a good I like Trading it. money. That's a new concept. I can see wood contributing some tannin profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little, some sugar complexity, you know, rounding it out, mm-hmm. masking the sorghum if you used it. Could be great. Yeah, why not? That might really make a good beer, yeah. actually. Age it for six months. You John, can try it with you, chips or something. John, you knew a question like this was going to come through. Um, Have you heard about this chicken disease? Does buckwheat? <laughs> yeah, I remember. That. Does buckwheat taste biscuity? <laughs> does it taste biscuity? I'm going to try it right is, here. Oh, I think it is a little. It to be honest biscuity. with you, I get the joke, but it is a little biscuity. Biscuity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, try that, um, and then tell us if you think it's biscuity. It's been toasted. <laughs> it's biscuity, which is biscuity, right? <laughs> there you go. Take that, jerk. jerk. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, what about uh, the buckwheat? Can you uh, roast that to darker colors? To uh, Yeah, I talk about it. To make a 120L uh, crystal or something? Yeah, I think it's like 300 to 350 degrees Levabon 
for like 10, 15 minutes. We'll make a Christine, excuse me, a crystal 15. Um, you know, if you want to do a crystal 120, probably about 30 to 40 minutes. But what happens to those? Are those then suitable as like a, uh, yeah. steeping grains Absolutely. For, for a beer? Yeah, they'll just caramelize. You know, there's cool. starch in there, and it'll just, you know, change color, and that can be your coloring malt. All right, so you can make an old sour gum beer if you had these malts. Are yeah. those available to buy? Probably not. You have to make your own. Online they are. So Malt of Buckley, yeah, harvesthouse.com. So. But not the higher, the no, higher you, lullaby. I've never not. You have to toast your but own. But you can yeah. do that in the oven. You know, I, I, I toasted my own at one upon a time. It came out real dark. Don't leave your oven, though. <laughs> Because if you get one steer. falls off and then you get a uh, smoking, oh, <laughs> bad experience. <laughs> Ask me how I know. All right, uh, here's a question that I, I'm not sure we know here, but it's a good one, especially as we're talking about discovering these ingredients and, and how to use them. And it's about how it's tested. Fierce Beard wrote in. Uh, I'm interested in the process of finding acceptable, perhaps non-traditional ingredients, and how do you go about beta testing? Beer. Do you have any idea if in universities and things like this they're doing this testing? And, and is it on humans? Is it on animals? Do you know how this stuff gets tested? I have no idea. No idea. Uh, there was willing victims. <laughs> willing, right. I would almost be one if I now maybe not if it affected me as severely as it, you. But it, I would almost want to try beer so bad that I'd let them use me. You know, if it was going to ruin my weekend, I'd go for it. There was a <laughs> test. Not month. That's what not I mean. Not nine, yeah. eight months or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Forget right. about it. I actually can answer that question. Okay, what do you got? There was a test done in Australia by the, the U.S. National Library of Medicine, and they uh, it was called Dissecting T-Cell Response to Hoardings and Celiac Disease Can Develop Barley with Reduced Immunotoxicity. Okay. Their whole test concept was basically developing barley malt that did not have the hoarding protein present. I see. So imagine that. You could buy pre-malted barley with no hoarding present. Awesome. Then we could all all grain brew and have, you know, hoarding less beer. Sure. We might think of that. But I thought we said that there's no way to test for hoarding in there's barley. Not. So how are they knowing? Because it's still present. There's there's there, there's this. If you get into it even more, there's even some cross contamination that exists between the gliadin and the hoarding. They actually kind of bleed on each other. Uh huh. So when they test for it, there's still traces of the hoarding present later. Okay. So they're they're trying to manipulate it, barley to not even grow hoarding protein. So you're saying the future of of this could yeah. be that we actually just kind of genetically engineer a barley that doesn't Uh-oh. have it. GMOs? What Monsanto? You're giving more money to Monsanto? <laughs> Oz-Santo, in this case, I think. Yeah, but it's okay because it's recombinant. Monsanto. It's Japanese. Yes. <laughs> and. One more thing that here throws out there. There was a test done by the Journal of Food Biochemistry just October this year uh, where they investigated hoarding proteins during brewing and the influence of beer haze. Look it up. Check it out. Google it. But they actually break down. And, quote, they said it was found that most of the malt hoardings disappeared during the brewing process. You know, hmm. And when you get back to, like, there's an article by um, Michael J. Lewis. You know, we've all heard of him. You see Davis, right? Brewers are experts at brewing, breaking down proteins, eliminating them for a clear beer. You know, this journal was basically analyzing the, all these hoarding proteins present and its effects on beer haze. What they stumbled upon was that these hoardings were there and that and this product comes out clarity firm that could cleave these beer haze proteins. So there's this whole kind of new buzz going on in the last three months where 
you can actually potentially make beer without the hoarding protein present. You can eliminate it. Right. So, you know, it's kind of exciting, you know. That sounds like the route to go. I mean, I don't yeah. want to uh, offend our, our guest Gabriel and his endeavor, but it's such a pain in the ass to be that brewery that that oh, seems like sure. the way to go. Well, I don't even think it's insulting. I mean, he, I it's think like, it's yes, the first one to tell you. Yeah, it's, it's really irritating. Yeah. You know, and even so... Um, he's still doing something valuable, even if Clarity Firm comes out. Oh yeah. Now he's going his market might drop, but the deal is, is that some people are going to have secondary allergies. There might be other factors from barley in that malt now. Sure. That are going to set them off as an allergy, as opposed to a celiac type intolerance. Okay, got it. You know, that's one of the reasons why I'm wary about trying a low gluten beer. Is I don't know. Yeah. If I have a secondary allergy to something, got is it. that why I get so sick? You know. Sure. <laughs> Oh, man. It's very so, complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. <laughs> it's like science and shit. It's, all, it's very sciencey. Yeah. It's very wordy. Wordy? Yeah. Oh. Oh, Jesus. I hate all of you. I hate every one of you. Even Susie? Uh, except for Susie. There you go. Susie hasn't said half of a word tonight. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, where are you at, Susie? Somewhere else. In the closet. Are you in a bad mood, Susie? No, I'm not. I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. I love it here. I'm so happy to be here. Answering your phones, you dick. Uh, Film Lab Rat in the chat room wants to know if you could use a coffee roaster to uh, re-roast the grains that you guys are talking about doing your own malting. A lot of them are uh, air-blown, like heat, like a popcorn. So I would be a little worried because the barley's so small, it might get into the motor and you might fry and catch things on fire. Yeah. So... I would toast it on a baking pan in your oven. Yeah, I think the coffee roaster I have has uh, too large of a screen for, for things like the yeah, buckwheat yeah. and stuff like that. It's, you can make your own. There's people who have made their own coffee roaster. We've seen them online. Chase and I have them. Yeah, um, you can actually even use uh, air uh, air popcorn power. Air day? Air day. All day. Airy day. The yeah. Whirly Pop. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can do Whirly Pop, yeah, or just, um, yeah, you can toast them in a frying pan. Yeah. It's <laughs> right there. It's still yeah. top. Sounds dangerous for me. I'm going to stay away from it. Dry. You don't, obviously don't put any oil in it and shit. Right. Stupid. Dude, I did that once. <laughs> Dummies. <laughs> dummy, you big dummy. Good dummy. <laughs> All right. Well, I promised Aaron I'd let him get out of here at 8. It's after 8. So uh, we've covered the topic pretty well. I do have to take another break. I'd love it if Johnny has a little time to stick around sure. and do the yeah. end of the show with us. Sweet. And that way, if there's any follow-up questions that anybody wants to ask, we can get to those. And I, also, I can drink uh, some more of his uh, low-gluten beer. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so we'll hang out and we'll do that. Um, we're going to do our Drunk of the Week calls when we come back. Yes. I'm sure you've missed those, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked to be back. <laughs> so we'll do some of those. And also, I think I need to fix our... Uh, I'm going to try a fix for our uh, employee donation program for tonight's show because <laughs> we didn't keep announcing it. By no. we, I mean I, but I always blame you guys. Uh, keep announcing it throughout the program. But I have a feeling that's going to keep going. So maybe we'll come up with a solution here in the next segment for how we can do that and help you guys help the uh, the other brewcasters here in the studio. And thank you, Aaron. I mean, the, the oh. Hopcasters. Yes. Aaron Wood, thank you for taking all of my stupid comments and abuse. Uh, and really for your for your insight into this, because it's yeah. I had no idea. It's absolutely a pleasure, you know, and frankly, the more people get into gluing brewing gluten free, 
better off my life is. Sure. You know? yeah. no, ab- absolutely. You selfish dick. Yeah. It's a win-win. So screw all of you. I'm really glad. And, and, and it's, you know, one thing that, that I don't know if we mentioned or not, but as pro brewers are doing it and needing to buy these types of ingredients, mm-hmm. well, the people that are supplying the ingredients are going to do more research and get oh, yeah. into it then, too. Absolutely. So home brewers, we can make the impact, I think, on the on the research and the, and the demand side, mm-hmm. but it's going to be the pro's asking for those ingredients that make the impact on the on the growing side. Yeah. yeah. I give it 5 years and most crap breweries in the area will have a gluten-free beer on tap. Yeah. Yeah. I just, right. I just want them to have a, a non-IPA session beer. That's all I want. <laughs> That's not asking much. Yeah. Either. It's not. It's right? cheaper. Right. Well, thank you Aaron for coming in. You're you are more than welcome to stay. I just I know I told you I'd let you get out of here at a reasonable hour, so uh whatever you need to do. We're going to take a quick break. Uh during the break you're going to hear from Todd Ashman from 5050 Brewing ah. Company. Yeah, uh we went up to the Eclipse release party. Moscow and I went there and uh a great party. You'll hear about it all at the break here. And then when we come back, we'll finish up the topic, take our drunk of the week calls and have ourselves a good time and and get out of here. All right, hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new SnapLock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's so easy. Just throw it together. Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. (laughs) 
Network. Hey everybody, it's producer Scott the Jew with another sound clip upon which to feast your little ear holes. This weekend, some of the BN crew had the privilege of attending a very exclusive party at the 5050 Brewery in Truckee, California. It was the release of their 2011 series of Eclipse Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout. We've talked about this beer before. The crowd, the vibe, and of course the beer were all outstanding, though we expected nothing less from the legendary Todd Ashman and his awesome crew there at 5050. Justin and I took some time away from the crowd and sat down with Todd to discuss his thoughts on another year of excitement for this very special beer. Justin was particularly impressed with the intimate feel of the event. I thought I was going to be mobbed with people and just be shoulder to shoulder because I know a lot of people talk about this beer. And I was really pleasantly surprised to come in here and find out that you kind of limited ticket sales. We This is how many people we can hold. This is how much beer we have to serve you. And I'm so happy to be able to kind of not have to bump around with everybody and get to talk about the beer, get to try the beers I want to try. I've been able to sample each of the 2011 uh, eclipses that you have because because I don't have to wait eight people deep at the bar, which seems to be a trend in, in events like this. Build as much buzz as you can, pack them all in, sell all the beer. I like the kind of selective nature of this, at least in terms of what you have to offer. Well, we had, we had uh, 25 people last year. This is Andy Barr, 5050's owner. And we wanted to grow it, and we can put around 200 people in, but we didn't want to lose the intimacy as we grew it. There's room to sit and share beers. There's room to chat. You can hear what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and that's what we were going for. If, if we grow again next year, I, I don't actually expect that we'll grow the party any bigger. This is kind of the space we have, and it works at this space. It, you know, it, there's exclusivity to it. But at the same time, you know, it's like how many people can make it to Truckee on a given day? Yeah. The weather and the winter is not a factor this year, but we have to expect that. You know, it's intimate. Not only do you have access to older vintages and some of our one-offs, the uh, the old conundrum, the Bart, and we also have the the Barrio Baltique, our uh, um, Baltic porter that we uh, aged in uh, French uh, red oak. You know, we just didn't want it to become a hassle. I mean, I don't want to say that we've learned from other events, but we take hints that uh, you know that, that, that intimacy is is offered here and that what people are going to come away with because one i think everybody's had plenty of access to our uh, our charcuterie and cheese and chocolate yep. but access to the beer is easy and that you know ultimately we all walk away with a a one-off commemorative beer as well and it, and this this is where we're comfortable until we move into a, a bigger space this is where we're at yeah I, if i'm not mistaken andy did we sell out tickets in what 10 minutes it, it was less than an hour we didn't check it that often but we had around 400 requests the first day so we over you know it, we could have oversold and we chose not to and that's kind of what i mean about uh, of what i like about the event because it, i can really tell that it's about the beer it's about what you've done it's about the experience and you really want us to be able to come in and experience uh, the beer and well, yeah. If it was packed, I don't think I'd, I would have had a good, as good a time. It would have been a completely different vibe. Where we're at right now is very comfortable. And it's like, you know, I have time to sit with you. You know, I'm hoping that your crew's having a good time. I'm pleased that you're up here, that you've made the trek up. What more could I ask for? I want to thank you guys because from the radio show, and it, there has been a constant stream of people go, I heard you on the Brewing Network. I remember that day like it was the other day. And it was so much fun. watched you guys doing that radio show. And it's like, man, I would have loved to have been in that house. But, uh, yeah. but 
anyway. Well, uh, we're passionate about what we do and trying to bring this stuff home. And having you on was an honor for us, too. Uh, I'd had your beer for a long time before we talked to you. One of the reasons we brought you on, Todd, was because of your expertise with this barrel-age program and all the experimentation that you've done. And, of course, our listeners like to learn about that. So for some of our new listeners, uh, why are we here? What's the Eclipse uh, philosophy about? The base beer of Eclipse is the Totality Imperial Stout, and it's a, a, a beer that we've won a couple of GABF medals for. It's just a good, I don't want to say run-of-the-mill, it's a, a little out of the ordinary, but a good Russian Imperial Stout. We're talking about uh, starting around 26 degrees Plato, okay. uh, finishing it around mm, 7 or 8 Plato, um, clocking in at right around 9.5 to 10 ABV. Okay. And then that beer... Um, is placed into various spirit barrels. Um, in 2011, we used brandy barrels, rye whiskey barrels, and then various bourbon barrels, uh, Four Roses, um, Elijah Craig 12-year-old, Elijah Craig 18-year-old, and those age for approximately uh, 200 days in the, in the wood. Each barrel is individually tasted by at least three people. Is it the same three people every year? Uh... There's my good friend here, uh, Gene Curtin, uh, Andy Andy Barr, uh, my other assistant, uh, Alyssa Shook, sometimes one or two others, somebody on the cooking staff that has a, an educated palate. And then, you know, essentially, though, what, what we're trying to do is, is bring in as many different barrel treatments as possible so that people can actually see what barrel aging does to the base beer. Yeah. So it's, it's hugely important that we make sure that everything's taste right, but also that the barrel treatment is um, apparent in the in the end product, and we, we do quite well. You do something else to make the barrel treatment apparent here at the party, at least, and that is that you provide each of the whiskeys or brandies, you provide the actual product that came from these barrels originally, if one of us wants to taste them side by side. And I think that's another unique experience that you really add to the, the flavor of this. We're demonstrating the distiller's art. As much as they probably not like us. <laughs> they might not like it, sure. But I think it's hugely important to actually represent them here. You know, we did an event at San Francisco Beer Week last um, last year uh, where a Four Roses representative was at the event. And they were very proud. You don't want to offend anybody. You really want to compliment their product. An interesting thing that came on, went on in uh, Colorado earlier this year where Stranahan's Distillery yeah. asked brewers to no longer incite their name in their product. Is that right? Yeah. They said, do not. You cannot. And then they stopped selling to brewers outside of the state. They're, they're used barrels. Wow. So, you know, there's things that, that are of concern. So we, we want to make everything respectful. It's interesting. We're just trying to do the right thing. Well, you've done a good job. I'm about to go back to some of the, the older samples because that's the other part of the Eclipse Party is that uh, you'll, you'll not only show the most current year and, and give us all those beers, but you'll pour your past Eclipse versions too. So I've had a couple of 2009 so far, I'm, i got to go back and try some more. I want to introduce someone that's on our staff that you probably haven't met. This is Amy Barr. She's our marketing director. Hi, Amy. So, Hello. So, Amy, uh, as a marketing director, uh, Eclipse is kind of a big deal for you guys. You, you have to get this word out there so that us beer geeks know about it. Absolutely. It's uh, one of our favorite things to share with the public and the beer community, for sure. 
are you overwhelmed sometimes with the response to this beer? Because I can tell you from our listeners, and, and we you know have a little thumb on the on the pulse of the beer world. People get excited about this release. Overwhelmed, but in a good way. I mean, it's exciting for us. We enjoy seeing the feedback from the community, and we definitely want everyone to enjoy it as much as possible. I think you can put another fifty people in here next year. I love the, and I'm being serious. I love that you guys are keeping it small. I was told, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you sold about a hundred tickets for this year. And then, of course, you've got some guests and things like that. But I'm telling you that as a beer fan, it's it is really nice and open in there, and I can get to the bar and I can try all of them. And for your sake and for the sake of sharing this beer, you can go to 150. That's my personal advice. Would your marketing director be even more overwhelmed in that case? <laughs> Not necessarily. I have to say we got a lot of flack for 100 people even oh, yeah. this year. Uh, everybody said, oh, it was so intimate last year. It's a shame they're going to 100 people. We feel like, oh, you're opening it up to way too many people. And I have to say I'm really happy to give the opportunity to others that have become fans of Eclipse in the last year to get a chance to try the beer. And I agree with you. I don't think that necessarily 50 more people would make it shoulder to shoulder, uh, but I certainly don't want people to be disappointed when they buy a ticket next year. So we'll, we'll definitely talk about it and see. We actually ramped up production over over 300% over last year, and it's like now it's up to Andy and myself to make it work so we make a little more. But, you know, we, it, we're very excited because we're in Den- you know, we have distribution agreements in Denver. Chicago, Philadelphia, Oregon, and we're making a huge push into uh, Southern California. There's only one place to go, and now it's up. And we're so focused on not trying to wreck it or push it so much that we're that we lose the focus of the quality. And eventually, Andy, Andy over there in the back says, and eventually make money on it someday, please. And I'll second that as the marketing director. Well, I, I will say this, and and uh, at least just to say that there's no question that you guys are here for the experience and for the beer. We're sitting in a, in a very modest-sized brewery. And actually, to hear you list off your, your distribution opportunities, I'm thinking that you're nuts even trying to do it. So I like that you guys are conscious of it. I think experience is number one. And I don't say that about every brewery I go to, because I think that there's certainly breweries out there that are, that are just looking to sell more beer. So well done, Todd. And thank you for having us. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Justin. It's been a privilege, you know, our experience with you. You know, the, the, the radio thing and then the thing that we did to GBS. It's always GBS great. GBS. Yeah, yeah. And it just, you know, we look forward to our uh, continued ventures in the future. I love Thank you it. so much. We'll be back next year. And if you want more from Todd, you can go back to our show on the Brewing Network. And, of course, as you mentioned, two years ago we talked about their uh, collaboration series with several breweries at the Great American Beer Festival. So you can go to our video page and check that out. Um, but thank you all for having us. It's been amazing. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go try 2009 some more. Yeah, you are. <laughs> try that old conundrum up. 888-401-BEER. It's time to talk beer and chew bubble gum. And we're all out of gum. The session. Welcome back 
back to the program. Thank you for sticking with us. I want to thank Aaron Wood again for coming in and talking gluten-free beer and celiac disease with us. I think the show uh, genuinely would not have been the same without... Uh, without a victim. Yeah, without a victim. And I am truly... I gave that poor guy a hard time, but I'm truly... Uh, I opened uh, by the the extent of how it can affect your life. And think about it, you know... We're just talking about the brewing part. Yeah. I mean, there's the whole other... We consume a lot of things in our life to stay alive. And like, What do you eat for breakfast? Yeah. yeah so what? A, I, I, I certainly don't envy that, and I'm glad that there's research <laughs> being done. Um, so I did want to thank him specifically for coming in and, and opening my eyes to the world of celiac disease and, and how intense it can be. You know? Would you say you're beery grateful? No. Oh. For his attenuation, okay, maybe that like was a stretch. Ten, like but a that one was. Yeah, that's like not. That, even, that one's not even offensive. That was just stupid. Yeah, I was just, yeah. I was just substituting an entire word. We didn't even try to do half of another. Well, word. attention, attenuation. Right. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking flowchart that shit for <laughs> yeah, you. I was gonna say, you want to write me a letter? Kind of do. I'm gonna mail you a letter about that joke, <laughs> dear sir. <laughs> Yeah. That's, I think that's how you should do your jokes sometimes, JP. Especially when letter. You know when there's too many people in here talking and it takes you a while to get to your joke? Yeah. Just mail it to me. <laughs> I'll put it up yeah. on the next show. Justin, stop. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about this joke? Stop. stop. <laughs> right. Please reply in kind. Stop. All right, triple eight four oh one beer. You can call in for drunk of the week. Um and uh we would like that. Uh, especially like if you don't take all night to do it. That would be fantastic. Uh, I don't want to hear all the bitching. So 888-401-BEER. Susie's in there taking your phone call. She's been doing a great job in the chat tonight. She fucked up on the phones a whole bunch. But Fucking a God. great job in the chat room. Buttons Damn it. It yeah. wasn't all my fault. Moscow was over here pushing buttons, too. Yeah. Moscow? Yeah, correcting your mistakes. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> All right, so 888-401-BEER if you want to call and compete for Drunk of the Week. You can do that. Um, uh, also, Suzy Q's still in the chat room. She so, is. you know, I mentioned before the break, and I knew this was going to happen eventually after doing it the first week. Yeah. Um, the sponsor a segment bit to get you guys paid. It's difficult to do every segment. I knew I was going to forget it. I didn't realize it would only take me three weeks, but uh, you guys probably did. Uh, I tend to be. You guys are all. You're, all your glasses are half empty. Mine is half full. I There's actually I good add nothing in my. Glass. I thought it would take at least four and one half weeks uh, to forget. So, I think we have to try a new. Let's, we're just going to keep experimenting with it until we get it right. All right. So here's what we're going to do for this. What's one. this wheezing? I'm beer minting. This is all news to me. So this is your thing. But, but we're we're in this together, Tasty. Sure, yeah, yeah. Whatever happens in here, we're in it together. <laughs> yeah, you tasty. motherfuckers. You know, I, we we get some great guest on, uh, like Sam Caligioni. What a pleasure, yes. Oh, and then it's our show, isn't it? And then it's our topic. <laughs> but I do something like this, and it's, what are you talking about? What are you doing over there? Yeah, Tasty, whatever happens... <laughs> Hoppins, Hoppins? Whatever yeah. happens in beer. Hoppins and Pacheco's, okay? That Whatever is, happens in beer. That's you guys, though, by the way. Anything, anything, any word-altering like that is you over there on that side of the table. Yeah. Don't mash with JP. Let's yeah. try this tonight. All right, what's the program? <laughs> yeah. Here's what we're going to try tonight. Um, someone owns that first segment, because I announced that, and I'll find out from Susie Q. Someone definitely owns the first segment. Susie, who, who ended up being the highest bidder for the one segment that I did this for? Do we know? Oh, wait, I turned you off. There you are. It's Sarah36Husband saying Sarah36 won. 
Sarah thirty six C one. Yeah. How much did she bid? Do we know? Thirty dollars. All right, Sarah bought you all for thirty dollars. She can have me for less. She should have been $36. Yeah. Yeah, she should have. That chick needs to learn how to run with a premise. So here's she's what we'll do. She's also on line two right now, too. I bet she is. <laughs> she sent in a dirty picture. Let me know when she's on line four. You Did know, she really? Is it dirty enough? Is it look dirty no. like the old one where it's not that dirty? But it's pretty sexy. Um, I'll be the judge of that. You would. You will. You're going to have to download it again. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I can wait. What's she on, two? Yeah. Hi, Sarah. What's happening? Hi. Hi. I sent you, you a little treat. I know. I'm just opening it right now to share with the live studio audience. That's a nice little okay. treat. It, she, now, I'm sorry I didn't get this in time for Caligioni because I can see that you, you sent it for Sam. Um, well, kind of. You know, I'm in support of that uh, yeah. craft brewery. Looks like both of them are in support. So You're well supported. The, what size bra do you wear? The little treat. 36C. She's a 36C. That's why she's Sarah 36C. John's a regular one. listener. She, um, I'll describe the picture to the folks at home, because I'm sure you, that you'll be happy to get a verbal description <laughs> from me. They're not, they're not curious. It's Sarah 36C in a, in a lovely, small, uh, girly dogfish head tee, mm-hmm. and like some... Like boy shorts or something underneath, looks, and those could be panties. I don't know. Looks like kind of panties. Sarah, I gotta say that the that the bottom is as delightful, if not more yeah. delightful, than the top. Those Del- thighs, those thighs look great. Yeah. Well, I was trying to enhance the uh, dogfish head, so the tension mm. was supposed to be more on top. Well, we yeah, we, we went. We, don't worry, we went straight for the top, oh, but yeah. then we, eventually we drifted to the bottom. With thighs like that, you can't hide them forever. You know what I'm trying to say, baby. Uh, it's a lovely treat that you've sent us, Sarah. Thank you. Treat. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Of course. Right. No problem. You, I right. really like Sam, so. You clearly haven't had any kids, right? No. Oh, yeah, well, what? No babies. Well, no ba- maybe one. Yeah, yeah maybe one. Really? Okay. She uh, bounced back. But not to full term. Well, she's she like, said maybe. That, she's that like a rubber band. there's not one. Well, that's what I mean. Maybe not to term, you know? <laughs> so bad. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Jim. That's just me. I can't imagine it, so it's okay. Right. All right. Well, listen, I wish I had gotten to this with Sam on the line. I, I don't feel comfortable sending it to Sam. No, that would be a little no, weird. It's okay, don't do that. Okay. Because his wife might get mad. Right. And, and, that. and then, She's and I'm the one who gets blamed for these things. Children? Right. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're great. We'll send it to Bizarro Sam. Right. Yeah. I'll send it to Bizarro yeah. Sam. There you go. How about that? <laughs> Why don't you do it now, and I will tell Bizarro Sam that, to Look check his email. Look forward to this. Yes. He, he should check it out. We should have him call in and tell us what he thinks of the picture. Like, describe it. Let me do that. Well, or you could just, like, pretend it didn't happen, and then... No, it happened. Just... Yeah, I better not send it to Bizarro <clears throat> Sam oh, he either. Might, he might get it. Yeah, well, we should, oh? yeah, but... Yeah, keep it I'll in tell here. you what. I don't do. I do not distribute any photos of no, wives true. and girls and anything else that we get here at the BN because uh, for fear that they're going to end up on some social networking site, and we never publish them. But you know, you said it would be terrible. You said it to like one wrong person, and they yeah. start showing up all over. Don't worry, your secret exactly. is safe with me, Sarah. Yeah. Anything okay. anything Thank that ends you. up in the Brewing Network's inbox stays there. Well, yeah, we I do want it. to just say how much I appreciate you, boys, men. Men of the Brewing Network. <laughs> right. Um, thank you. We're pretty boyish for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, thank I you for that. It. And it gives me something to look forward to every Sunday. Me too. I want to, yeah, just 
you know, get mine turned on. Hey, Sarah, how was the rest of that holiday party last week? How was the end of that night? Oh, that one, uh... Good yeah, follow-up question. Yeah, that was question. a little past, but, yeah. It's all right. It was rough. Mine turned out all right. Did you all drink those pediatric do- doctors? Did you, like, uh, drink them under the table? Yeah, obviously. Good. Are you kidding me? How no. dare you? Yeah, with, with an ass like, like this? Uh, I call in weekly to you guys, so you don't <laughs> think that I can out-drink everybody else in no. my program? No, we think you can. We, we, we would yeah, never no, question no. you. Okay. Tasty meant no offense. Well, I suggested yeah. that you did. So. Right. Well, wait, wait. I want to say a special... Can I just throw this out there? I want to say a special hello to my friend Joshua and Abe that are listening to us out there in Nevada. So, right. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you got that. That sounded and really also difficult. Tasty. Oh, no, no, also tasty because I love tasty. I love you too, and sir. I wish I could come out there right now. And then, I'm, I'm and then the earth cooled. <sighs> and, and then, and then I'm standing here, and the linoleum's kind of cold. Um, so I should put some socks on, but I haven't Sorry. done any laundry. And then, and then cotton grew, and I wore the shirt. And then somebody <laughs> made, invented dye, up. and they made a dogfish head logo. Exactly. All right, Sarah, and thank you also for hosting uh, for uh, uh, sponsoring the first segment of the program today. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. I listen to you guys every week, so I figured I should. All right, we love you and yes. your photographs. Thank you, Sarah Thirty Six C. Keep them oh, coming. I love you guys. More too. the thank you so much. Flatter than the former. Oh, isn't this kind of a step down? The last picture she sent was the the bra shot, wasn't it? Yes, it was. But at least we got to see the bottom bit, which is a panty shot. So yeah. I think it's on par. It's not a step down; it's a lateral move. Lateral maybe, move. but okay. you know, I'll it's still that. good. We'll blow it up and see if we can get some. You know, how much detail there is. Yeah. Yeah. It was very nice. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's less skin, but maybe. Uh, do you have the other one? So please say, can see the first one somewhere. Okay. We don't. You I don't got other things it. I have to look at. Uh, Who's on one? I don't see one. Brittany is on one. She is actually the wife of Mike the Jaw. Oh. It's Brittany, bitch. Do I, do I know Mike the Jaw? Mike yeah, the last Jaw was week. last week's Drunk of the Week. The caller who couldn't the, talk. Oh. The one that the the oh, yeah, it's Mike. She's oh, Ma- oh, why didn't you say Mike? No, yeah. it's Mike. The guy right. that got in that bar fight. Uh, yeah. Brittany, what's happening? Not much. How are you? We're doing all right. Wow, you sound a lot better than your husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's he doing? Is he still a mess? Yeah, he's a pain in the ass. I bet. You have to, like... Mm-hmm. You have, pain in the mouth, too. <laughs> you have to uh, blend all his food for him? Well, I gave up after, like, two weeks, so he does it now. Was is, was he all, like... Did he look like shit, too? Like, all black and blue and stuff? Oh, yeah. I uh, ended up um, picking him up, and we thought that he was okay, so we were going to go home. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah, you should take him to the hospital. And then we took him to the hospital, and this old, crazy lady told us that he might have a broken jaw. And we're like, oh, what the fuck? She's crazy. Yeah. And then we took him to the hospital. Yeah, he, no, it wow. was bad. Uh, John, yeah. as a recap, and anybody else didn't listen, so Mike the Jaw calls in last week, and he got beat up trying to help a friend totally. out. And the, his yeah. jaw got all busted up, and now it's wired shut. Yeah. So he called in last week to talk to us about it. It's all wired shut. He was yeah. very drunk on beer he had been drinking through a straw. Beer and pills, I think. Oh, my oh. God. Poor guy. Uh, Hoping on a guy that got jumped, huh? Yeah. Is this a common occurrence no, for, for he Mike? He got jumped. No, that's right. He was helping out. You're right. He was helping yeah. out a guy, but then he's... he. Remember, he said he's the only one that got the brunt of it. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Else was, everybody else was out drinking the next morning. And, well, and, yeah, because I guess all his friends saw him go down like a pile of trash. And, and they, they like, ran fuck like that, dude. Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah, Batman tried to help Robin, and it, and it fucking sucked. 
You'd rob and try to help Batman, sounds like. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> How many bar fights There's, has he been there in? There is no sidekick anymore. <laughs> has, I'm trying to paint a picture. Does Mike the Jaw get in a lot of bar fights? Yeah. Or? No. Oh. This is kind of random. Oh, yeah, we were in uh, Tahoe the other night after the 50-50 thing. Mm. Went out gambling on uh, Friday night, and I wanted to get in a fight. Yeah? Well, I was drinking all night, for one. I, yeah. And by all night, I mean like noon to 2 a.m. Yeah. And But it wasn't just that, because I'm not necessarily angry when I drink like that. Right. But we went to the bar afterward to find a friend of ours so we could leave, and he's talking to some hot chick. And this hot chick's boyfriend is standing behind her talking to some other guy, and but he's he's like a married guy. He's talking to her. It's like yeah. a normal. He's talking to her. We come up and we're you know we're not in that mode. We weren't in in like uh, we're gonna bring some bitches home right. mode. We're just like, hey, what's right. happening? Because everyone knows the married girls are real fun, right? And she tries to like introduce us to the guy, and he just turns around and he's a total motherfucker. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like he looks at us and literally says, like, yeah, whatever. You got yeah, just keep talking to the pretty girl. Like, he's just a, he's a dick. Wow. And I just look at the guy and jealous. I'm like, wow, you've got. Got some serious security issues. Yeah. Fucking dickwad. Yeah, don't marry a gorgeous woman then. And he turns around. He just turns around and goes back to talking to his friend. And I talk a little shit hoping he's going to hear me. But I'm kind of a big pussy, so I probably said it like under my breath. Yeah. <laughs> but inside, I'm like, I'm saying it really loud. Inside, I'm saying, why don't you turn back around, you pussy? Is that what you said? Inside. Oh, well, what did inside. you say outside? I don't remember. Okay, I was drunk. I, gotta go. I think he, I said something like, I yeah, like we're cardigan. just talking to a human being over here, you idiot. Something like that. I think that was verbatim what you said. About like that. And I really wanted him to react. I wanted to fight him in the face. So, okay. Because now, he's in love with himself. It's okay. I know. I realized that the next morning, but that yeah. night I was quite angry. Well, who were you with that would have got your back? Nobody. Right. So... A couple of gingers. Well, right. The ginger and a Jew. Oh, come on now. They wouldn't have helped me. <laughs> oh, got my, I can't even help me. <laughs> well, not not after hearing Mike the Jaws story. No way. No way. <laughs> Moscow, Moscow's already gun shy. Yeah, yeah. running. Uh, anyway, uh, Brittany, why are you calling? Because I'm drunk. Oh, perfect. All right. All right. Okay, we got the red show. <laughs> Good perfect. answer. I don't know. Perfect. That's all I need to know. So it's a, it's a Sunday, and I'm not working. Not a girl. Those so are two good reasons. How do we? How do your friends know when you're drunk? What weird stuff do you start to do? How can we gauge? Uh, um, I fall out of my chair, and um, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't stand up straight. Um, I try to pick fights with people that look like Jesus. Apparently. Thank Justin. You pick fights with me? Was that you in the bar in Tahoe? <laughs> yeah, what? I was, yeah. There's, there's actually a broad. Brittany looks a lot like a dude picking a fight with me in Tahoe. Uh, all right. And so have you done all those things tonight? Not tonight. No. I've been home. Are you just, yes. You've been drinking. Uh, what, what have you been drinking? Homebrew? Or? Well, yes. I drank like um, a couple glasses of Imperial Stout that my husband made. I drank, like, uh, a bomber of cider from Corvallis. Your husband makes and, like, glasses? What? Nothing. Sorry. Maybe, like, a pint or two. Okay. JB, don't make yeah. it complicated. I know. I'm sorry. Drugs. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm having trouble focusing here. I'm sorry. It's simple. He blows his own glass. It won't yeah. hoppy again. No. Okay. Any what? pipes? <laughs> JP blows. And some Jameson. Jameson? A lot of Jameson. A lot. How much is a lot? Like a half a bottle. Half a Ooh. bottle. Jeez. That's a lot. All right. Talk into the phone. Yeah. Brittany, speak into the telephone. 
I'm talking to the telephone. Damn. It's the cell phone. Is, There's no such thing as cord phones t- anymore. You're talking on the wrong end, though, I think. Is, uh, is yeah, you've turned it. I think she's standing on her head. <laughs> the phone's right side up, but Brittany's standing on her head. Is Jaws there? <laughs> is Jaws, yeah, he's doing like this weird prayer worship over the television. <laughs> Into the television. I don't know. He's leaning he against the flat screen. It's really weird. He looks like Jesus. <laughs> hey, Michael, come here, Mister Jaws. What would happen you if said, you, What would happen if you smacked him in the face? Would it hurt real bad? <laughs> he, I'm on a, I, He might smack me back. I don't know. He kind of cry a lot. I'd be up for it. Who would like it more? We all went aww. Yeah. All right, Brady. I got yeah. you in the running for drunk of the week. You sound lovely and drunk. <laughs> well. <laughs> Right? It's Brittany, bitch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of girls we like. All right, Brittany. Thanks for the call. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's in the running. <sighs> How do you think she is in the uh, sexual satisfaction realm these days? What? Who? Well, the, her man ha- can't, has no mouth function. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Just saying. She has to rent out. Right. In other ways. In a room full of guys that don't know how to please a woman. It's fine. I don't understand. I don't think it's... Uh, hey, that's on her. All right, so real quick, before I go on, I got some more Drunk of the Week calls. Here's how Here's how we're going to do the show sponsorship this week, because we, right. we don't have much time. Everybody in the chat room, you all get to... It's a group effort today. Sarah at 36C owns the first segment of the show. But everybody else, you can bid right now, so you can all save some money. Like, you can all do five bucks at a time right now, ten bucks at a time. I'll see it all in the PayPal, and then I'll announce next week... Everybody who contributed, you'll still get your name set on the air as the uh, producers, the executive producers of the remainder of the program. Oh. I'll go through the PayPal. Huh. I'll look at everybody's name. I'll announce you all as executive producers next week. Sounds good to me. Um, and that way, you can all work together to pay the, the brewcasters here tonight um, and, and save yourselves a little bit of dough. So hit the Donate Now button, the one-time donation button on thebrewingnetwork.com. You can go in there, and uh, everything that comes through uh, tonight will go toward 100% of it, uh, minus PayPal fees, will go toward... The staff here at the BN. Does that work for a good... We'll see how that goes tonight. That's and, good. Uh, we'll do that. From this point on? Uh, from this point forward. Well, for, until, yeah, until like uh, midnight. I'll take them till midnight tonight. Oh. Uh, anything that's on this date, uh, you know, from this time till midnight, we'll, we'll go there. Sounds so. great. All right, let's do that. Uh, in the meantime, um, how about Jop It? Online 3, Jop It. What's happening? And he dropped it. Jop It. Hello? Hey, bud. Uh, Turn down your computer. What's going on, man? Oh, drinking. <laughs> Sounds like it. Mm. Sounds like you're barely breathing, too. <laughs> oh, I've been on hold for a while. So that makes you out of breath? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I guess just, not. Or just angry. <laughs> I guess or just, or just angry with me for Something, leaving, something for leaving you just finished to me. Sitting there, yeah. <laughs> I just saw the brainwave go. <laughs> I've been on hold for a while, so I decided to jerk off, and now I'm out of breath, well, and, I, out of breath. and I just finished. I like to run in place when I'm on hold. Is it Jopet? Is that the right name? Jope. Jopat. Jopat. Gotcha. Sorry, our call screener's Asian. She doesn't understand. She doesn't understand that Jopat's a name from somewhere. Jopat, where are you calling from? I think it's biblical. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. All right. And what have you been drinking tonight, homebrew? 
Uh, mostly, yeah. When are you going to get out of Ohio? Actually, I just moved to Ohio. <laughs> On purpose? Yeah, sort of. It sounds like a good story that's behind this. <laughs> that's true. Did not sound Why did you move to Ohio, bro? Uh, my job got transferred here. Oh, see, you let me down, man. What do you do? <laughs> I'm an engineer. What do you engineer? Like bridges and stuff? Uh, wiring harnesses. I see. <laughs> yeah, pretty boring. <laughs> Everyone's like... <laughs> All right. You're drinking so much that you get totally down. I don't know, Joe, but what do you want to talk about? You got family trouble or something? <laughs> I know. You're on this, your dime, not mine, bro. <laughs> right. Dr. Crossley. Uh, you married? Yeah. How you, li- <laughs> How you like her? Oh, it'd be nice if she would hurry up and move here. Oh, right. oh. where's she at? Oh. Utero. Uh, she's in Louisville. Kentucky. Good old Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> and you guys are out of the frying pan. That's the malfunction six, I was six, talking six, about. Six. You're out of the frying pan in the fryer, man. You got kids? I guess so. No. No kids? You <laughs> can't rile this guy up at all. Yeah. Whatever you say, pal. <laughs> I know. God damn it. He's too, he's like us. He's so, he's like, yeah, you can't offend me. Fuck you guys. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, I sit and make engineering wire harnesses. I don't give a fuck about you. She have a job back in Kentucky that she can't leave yet, or she just does. She wants a little time away from you. No, she can't leave her job. I see. So you're just hanging out drinking while she's gone. Oh, yep. <laughs> Party at Joe yep. Pat's house, dude. Yep. Uh, if she saw, if she walked in right now, would she think you're a big drunken mess? Is that how drunk you are, or she wouldn't even know? Uh, well, she's actually here this weekend. I, I took off tomorrow because she's here, and uh, she's, well, she hasn't been in the same room all night. <laughs> I see. You're like, yeah, I'm glad you made it, sweetheart. I'm going to go hang out with the BN guys in the other room. <laughs> well, I mean, I got a Monday off. What? I mean, I don't want to waste it. <laughs> That's a good point, man. I like your attitude. Uh, all right. What are you guys going to do tomorrow? you going to go for a walk or something? Oh, maybe tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's below zero in Ohio. It's fucking cold here. Wow. All right. Okay, well, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week because you sound drunk to me. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell oh, who's more you. miserable, me yeah. or you. Oh, you sound like you're from Kentucky, <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. Well, that that part of it sucked, yeah. All right. At least you're not in Louisville. That's right. At least you're not in Louisville. 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 <laughs> That's More like Lowellville. Oh. oh, damn it. Lowell. JP sucks tonight. I do? No, you're pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> He's pretty good. All right. You want my Go shoe? to line four. Joe Pat. We'll oh. see you later. No? Okay. All right. You're in the running, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's like yeah. fucking Eeyore. Yeah. Okay. Snoresville. One tone. Thanks for calling. What's right. wrong, Eeyore? My wife's in Kentucky. You don't want to pick it up just for the two minutes you're on the radio? Like this? Been drinking? A rally. Yep. 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 Did you like it? Louisville. Yep. yep. Got a job? Yep. yep. Oh, your here. wife's in town this week? Yep. Got the room. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, All right, get a four. He's pretty drunk. I've checked out his resume, and he almost peed on his dog and smoking some Simcoe right now. 
Right. Almost Whoa. peed on the dog. Zebrew, what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? You. Are you smoking Simcoe or are you smoking a cousin? I am smoking a bowl full of Simcoe, actually. What the hell are you doing that for? <laughs> We've already established that that's a painful thing to do. Simcoe's hard to find these days. Uh, I was lucky enough part. to find... I was lucky enough to find a uh, online company that could supply me with over a half pound. I don't have any uh, planned brews coming up that necessitate Simcoe, so I figured I'd uh, smoke smoke them and and see how they affect me. It's like the (laughs) 90s equivalent of the rap videos when they're lighting cigars with $100 bills because they don't give a fuck. They got so much money. Who gives a shit, bro? (laughs) Smoke this Simcoe. I got all this Simcoe, motherfucker. I'm house poor, but I got Simcoe. Zebra, I should, smoke it. Zebra, I should know this. Uh, what does it do? What, what's the effect? What are you getting there? It's, uh, are you getting high? It, 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 it's hard. It's hard to tell. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty well intoxicated. So, are you getting a lot of hop satisfaction? Let me ask you that. Like, you feel like? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Is that you, another play on words? That's hopful. Are you getting a lot of hop flavor, or are you feeling like you're getting uh, your hop fix? My 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 hop fix is definitely taken care of. I mean it. Tastes good. I, I don't know hand. if it gives you the same buzz as a cousin, but uh, right. I, I like mean, straight out of the hookah, it, it, it tastes hookah. nice. It, it's uh, it's pretty damn smooth. But my 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 homebrewed amber definitely tastes a little bit smoother, and that that's what I bought them for. So I like how he's uh, smoking hops, but he's still not sure if it gives you the same buzz as smoking pot. Right. He just doesn't know. Uh, I think I would know really quick. Uh, I definitely say it's not the same. Oh. Okay. But, well, now but we're getting it, 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 it However, I do sound very slow. <laughs> like it's exactly the same. <laughs> My breath smells like cat piss. All right. Uh, what have you been drinking? Homebrew or other substance things? Uh, this and that, man. I, I've uh, got, I got three homebrews on tap, uh, I got a Hefe, which I drank two of, 5%. I, I drank a semi-imperial Pilsner, which is almost 7%. Drank two of those. Got a Rye IPA. Drank two of those, which are about 6%. Phone drinking, I drank. Susie. <laughs> <laughs> I do anybody else's no, fucking I, job I, around I, here I, tonight, I Susie? Foghorn. I thought he was uh, on I'm sorry. hold. Jesus. What's up? What? Oh, maybe he is on hold. Maybe I'm yelling for nothing. It's still the same people. They're still on hold. Oh. Why don't you say so? (laughs) (laughs) And what's with the attitude, Susie? Jesus. Jesus. Don't be such a bitch, Susie. Fucking chill out. This is a simple question. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry. All right, Zebra. Well, you are in the running for... Did you almost piss on your dog or something like that? that (laughs) I I, I took her out to take a piss. I figured I'd take a piss while I was out there, and we were competing for territory, apparently. She's fucking biting me now, so I guess she has a little resentment. (laughs) Piss on that bitch, bro. Uh, Uh, I piss on myself a lot when when I drink a lot. Mm. Like I, uh, my hands, my leg, I just piss all over. <laughs> really? Yeah, I kind of do. You have a leaky urethra. I noticed that on Halloween. Just not careful. I went, you know, I went to the, I went to Danny Deneen's on Halloween. I was hanging out there at the farm, and I went in my Jesus costume for Halloween. <laughs> That's awesome. I pissed all over that thing. Okay. I just, I tried to hold it up, and wow. you know, because you don't, you don't open this fly. It's a gown. You know? right, right. You it's a dress. Glad you I don't a dress. wear a dress. It, and yeah. I, I pissed all over myself. I had really? to take it off eventually. <sighs> Eventually. That's kind of disgusting. 
Yeah, I've noticed that I do that. Probably Sometimes, appropriate considering what happened to him. You know what happens a lot is um, I'll think I'm done and I'll shake it a bunch because I know that this is a problem for me and then I'll put it away and like a fuck, it drips out like a shitload, like all down my leg. I still, it's, it leaked. There's a lot. It, it can't all get out. It's gravity. You need a forward ceiling dick. I need yeah, a, you do. <laughs> I mean, I have a backward ceiling dick like those shitty tap handles. Like a perlic fuss. Before yeah, the perlic dick. I need, a, I need, you need a, a dick lick. Something. Yeah. Because everything will seem fine like I got it all done with and then I next thing I know my whole it's always my left leg by the way. I don't know why. No, oh, you lean to the left. That's good to know, I guess. And then it's all wet. It's a, yeah. There's nothing I could do about it. I I could shake for 5 minutes. No. <laughs> yes, but I, I think we shake for 5 ah! minutes. But I think you have to do is just relax a little bit. You're too tense, and then you ho- and you pinch it off, and then you let it go. And then I think Plissé's right. The gravity, you're just a little rela- more relaxed because it's a way. That's it. I think you have, uh, maybe you uh, don't like your wiener. You don't like peeing. You don't like touching it. <laughs> I you have- just wanted to put it away as quick oh, as possible. Oh, he's penal retentive, you're saying. Yes. I have, pe- I have uptight wiener syndrome. Yes. Like anal retentive. He's penal retentive. Uh, you're actually making a lot of sense. I think that's I it. Do. Is that I Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm trying to squeeze it all out. Right. And then it no releases later on, and I <laughs> fucking piss myself. Right? I think that's what it is, yeah. man. <laughs> you might be right. All right. Hey, Zebrew, uh, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. What's up? All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, bud. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Yeah, we got the chillest listeners. Who's on one? That's the one I've been. I think has been on hold. No, for a the one that's been on hold for a while is line two, which is Rhino, and then Sarah thirty six C came back and she's called again. She's back on one. Yeah, one call. Person. That's a sign of a drunk. Keeps calling. Tell her to send her. Hey Sarah, I'm going to put you back on hold. But while you're on hold, send us the same oh, picture. I want. You Hang on. Shut up. Jesus. My show. It's talking to a wall. No. A hot no, wall no, no, with no. big tits. All right, just do me a favor. I'm going to put you on hold for one second. Just t- send us okay, the same okay. picture, Sans Dogfish Head shirt. Okay, hang in there. Uh, oh, shit, I dropped her. Oh, nice job. Oh, that was an accident, Sarah. Uh, all right, let's go to Rhino. She's be busy. Rhino, what's happening? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my career, everybody. <laughs> Sometimes I just sit back and I go... This is your career. These are your people. This is what you do. The majority. You hang out like this with these people doing this. And I look like the look on JP's face right now, which is like he just shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. I'm trying not to. Are you gluten intolerant? Uh, maybe <laughs> you're... Uh, yeah, you might have that. As if JP needs another problem. Oh, dude. <laughs> Blood pressure. Right? Never get tested, JP. You know what? I actually... Um, it's weird. My friend was selling life insurance. Yeah. And he actually bought me a year of life insurance because he gets like 130% commission on it for some weird shit. So he's like, you have it for a year. Because <laughs> he got he got 30% of his money back. He got $10 back. I see. Um, and now I kind of don't really care if I do. <laughs> It's really weird. <laughs> I'm kind of like a little bit more at ease with uh Why, how you know, much is Dyke. the policy? 75 grand. Well, who, it's not a lot. Well, who's going to, what, what the hell is that going to do for anybody? making somebody right. happy or what? what no, <laughs> but it's just like, you yeah. know, because uh, that's my luck. Who's in, who is it uh, going to? It's my girlfriend. You're giving it to Taryn? We All of it? Whoa, whoa, does she know it? I don't even get like five you grand. You didn't tell her, did you? <laughs> I, I told her, but it's accidental death. And she's too dumb to know about how to work on brakes and shit, so it's fine. <laughs> but like... Well, hey, I could partner up with her, though, right? Shit. 
Shit. Maybe you know I, I got to write a no tasty clause in there. Exactly. <laughs> no tasty clause. <laughs> yeah, you got to go back and get it written. Yeah. You know. I should. You're right. I should have. Because you know I'm going to have to help dumb. that stupid broad figure some things out. <laughs> like how to bury you and stuff. You know, yeah. I'm going to come home and she be like, oh, he's here. <laughs> he's talking to, oh, just, Jay, just talking about the show and things. Right. Like that. Right. <laughs> no tasty cloth. Uh, hey, Rhino, what's going on, man? You calling him for Drunk of the Week? Yeah, yeah. I lost my song, but I still got a joke for you. Got a joke, huh? Oh, All right. Know? Yep. Go ahead. How many How many hipsters does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many hipsters? Hookers. Hipsters. hipsters. I think it's like four, one to do it, and three to say that they did it first, or some stupid punchline like that. Oh, I know. Susie? Some obscure answer you don't know about. <laughs> Rhino, or yeah. either? Is that the answer? It's a very obscure number. You probably wouldn't have heard of it. I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And now you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Rhino, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I had a six-pack of Southern Tier IPA, several of my homebrew ciders, uh, two punch, four loco. I am a snifter of uh, good scotch. I smoked wow. the bowl. He's very I articulate. Smoked, I smoked the bowl. Smoked the bowl. You know what's funny about Rhino? It, so I've met Rhino, I don't know, a dozen times. Uh, Comes, hangs out at events. Uh, won't say a fucking word to me. No, it just, he's it very... Just stares at you. Uh, he calls in on the phone, and he talks. He's a happy guy. I love the guy. Yeah. We go to an event. He's, hey, Rhino, what's going on? Oh, hey. Uh, yeah. he, he's starstruck. You know who else is like uh, that? To, to, uh, at least to me, it's kind of Chaz. Chaz, too. Yeah. yeah he's just very like. Right open my mouth. I don't know. Like Chad, look, I know you, man. I've met you. We've talked, and he'll just he'll just look, and I'll hey, what's up, you go, man? Uh, go, hey, and you'll make a joke to either one. Of them. You go like, ah, that's a funny thing that happened. They go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and they just fucking like, and they stare at you. Yeah, that's how I feel. And I love them both. They're fit. I like them. I want to. I want to have a chat, but they don't. They don't. They only talk on the phone. <laughs> very weird. All right, Rhino, you're in the running, man. Thank you. Yep, later. Uh, I I hung up on poor Sarah. Check out the inbox. Let me get, let me go back to my inbox and see if she uh, fixed the problem. No it can do. She didn't fix the problem yet. Sarah, you can call back. You got another minute or so. It's probably uh, you want to do a Twitter go. game? Yeah, all right, yeah. let's find out. While we're waiting for Sarah, let's find out uh, who's the winner of our Twitter game. What was our Twitter question of the week? Our Twitter question of the week was, uh, I wanted you to rename the term beer farts. I want you to take that back. I want you to own that. Occupy that. Rename it. Okay. And we actually have kind of a list. It was hard for me to decide, so I'm going to read through. There's like eight. Okay. And we're all going to have to you know whittle it down from there. So, of course, Jonathan, please say, uh, it says beer muffler. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Gloves um, wants to call it a case of the Moscow's. Case of the Moscow's. (laughs) Just pretty funny. I don't know. He didn't uh, explain. All right. Um, John Chuck Sand wants to call it Barley Backfire. That's pretty good. (laughs) You know, had we not had this whole hop word discussion, yeah, that would have been better. Had he said it on another night, but tonight <laughs> it's too akin to the hop thing that's well, driving me nuts. Then fuck John. <laughs> uh, but I'll write it down. Ben Matheson, Lupulin leaks. Lupulin leaks. leaks. Same symptom. Yeah, you're right. Spider Wrangler, yeast ghosts. Oh, uh, that I kind of like. <laughs> I had a dig yeast on that. So okay, good. so we should take out Lupulin leaks and barley backfire. Well, no, I, I got him in here. It's okay. No, okay. I got him in there. Um, our own Push Eject wants to call it shit a <laughs> Like diacetyl. 
No. No. And you know what? Not only am I not putting that in the list, but tell Push, fuck you. (laughs) All right, what else? Uh, Brewing in MKE wants to call it Recycled Hop Aroma. (laughs) It's pretty good, I think, right? Uh, Jimmy Slicks says... (laughs) Jimmy Slicks! (laughs) (laughs) That I like. Says uh, Suds Squeaks. Kind of hard to say. I'll write it down. But I do kind of like it. Uh, bureaucratic. I didn't even How make that one get? up. Hold on. Bureaucratic. Get it? Instead of like bureaucratic beer. Uh, hot bombs. Hot bombs. All right. Um, everything brew. Uh, crowd control. That's <laughs> what he wants to name uh, beer farts. Uh, two more. Aaron Perry, Secret Lab, says, ask gasaldehyde. No, I'm not putting it on the list. But I do right. like crowd control. That one that one sunk in for a second. Pretty good, yeah. It. And then uh, mayor of beer... Really? Crowd control? So you fart and everyone leaves the... Yeah, then... Okay. Mayor of... You're, are you trying to put logic into a fart <laughs> I, name? I, I don't know why. Um, no. Think too much, I Moscow. Do. Mayor of beer town, flocculating flatulence. I'm not putting that in there either. <laughs> okay, so crop duster. Um, so that's it. There well, that's go. we kind of we currently have crop dusting as a standard one. It's true. Uh, my it's vote true. is uh, for yeast ghosts. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. like it too. Like it's it too. pretty good. I did like it's a case brilliant. of the Moscow's though. <laughs> for me, I also like that, even though I don't. Well, know I can insult why. him anytime. I, dude, so that's I, a new shirt for you, dude. Yeast ghosts. I like the East Coast. I mean, we're going to end up shortening it just to ghosts and, oh, you know. God. Well, but... Then, drop yeah. the ghost. <laughs> drop the ghost. Yeast? Hey, if you're going to drop a ghost, yeah. roll the window down. Drop a ghost. Yeah, yeah I get I didn't it, know yeah. your fucking car was haunted, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. This room is... Actually, the room is fucking haunted. Yeah. You go to beer... You know, next time when we're in NHC club night, yeah. someone's going to turn to us and go... Dude, this room is haunted. Haunted. <laughs> but is that too close to like? Oh, what was that? A barking spider? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, it's better than that. It's a, <laughs> it's a modern version of that. All right, so Spider Wrangler wins with Yeast Ghosts. Well done, Yeast Ghosts. It is. Right. So, Spider, send me your uh, your address, <laughs> and um, I'll send you some bullshit. All right, Sarah's back in the line. What's happening, Sarah? Yeah, so is it too late to do for Drunk on the Week? Because I think you picked that. No, uh, it's not. No, we didn't pick it yet, and I have you in the running for Drunk of the Week. Thank you. Yeah, I think I win. I think so, too. Yeah. I love it when people vote for themselves, too, by the way. I think so, too. No, I'm pretty much gone. Yeah. I wish I could just go to bed. She did send us a dirty photo, and that that helps, you know. No, but here's the thing, though. I drank, like, two fucking growlers of fucking porter, and then I'm... Actually, holding a half bottle of wine Whoring? to finish. <laughs> holding, yeah, because I'm drinking it as I'm waiting online for you. Not online, but like I get waiting. It. I understand. Um, okay. No, sorry. Well, it's only been forty minutes too, so she's come a long way. <laughs> that's true. John makes a good point. Actually, he's he's always been good at evaluating these people. We should have John be just the permanent judge. Just call in at this period of the show and listen to these idiot. I mean, people, and then give us his judgment. And well, Sarah, exactly. you have a lot going for you, she, and uh, she you might are, not have heard your request. Uh, did you hear that I that I was I wanted you to send us the same dirty photo, but without the shirt. Um, I heard that, except um, at this point, I don't 
think I can function that well to like actually do that. Get someone else to take a picture for you. Unfortunately, that'll have to be another week. Be resourceful, wait, 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 Sarah. Wait. You'll she, be fine. She can make a phone call, but she can't press a button. On the yeah, phone. seriously. Right. Good point, no, John. I don't think I don't think I can like fully um, press the. Um, well, give it a shot. Yeah, why don't you try it. try it, baby? Give it a shot. And in the meantime, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. I've got you on the list I here. All righty. And we're going to do our voting right now. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. There you go, Tasty. Your biggest fan. Yes. Two of your biggest fans. Two of three of your biggest fans. <laughs> Two of Z's. That's what I'm today, isn't it? <laughs> okay. No more Drunk of the Week calls. Uh, um, are they on right now? Are those both Drunk of the Week? Susie Q. Line two is Brittany, and I was about to pick up line three. All right, there's okay. a one already, call per show. No more, yeah, no more have. line three. It's a rule. And, uh, hello, Brittany. It's Brittany, bitch. Hey, you call dude, him? I am Brittany, bitch, and ooh, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm fucking drunk, yo. <laughs> yeah, dude, come yeah. on now. My husband's mouth is wired shut. Is that pain the fucking 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 ass? Can you motorboat? You have to drink that away. Yeah, but I kind of think it's—I kind of think it might be a good break for you. I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to listen to him or kiss him. It's not. It's not a good break. You're having to drink away the pain. Isn't that every woman's fantasy? Just to have, Uh, just to have a target to bitch at without hearing anything come back. No, you do hear things come back. It's like. That's what it's like. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like this. It is way too hard. Poor girl's now married to Come Frankenstein. On. Yeah, Frankenstein's monster. He does surgery. I don't really care. I have to deal with this every day. Frankenstein's monster, please. Do you still like him? I like him a lot. Yeah. But you don't love he's fucking, him. He's talking about fucking green chili salsa. Come on now. Oh my god. What? That's his dinner. Really? He has to eat salsa for dinner because he can't get, he can't chew on anything. God uh, damn it! Oh, uh, really? Uh, I have to drink Jameson to go to bed. Come just to sleep next to that freak. Imagine it's snoring. Yes. How does he breathe? <laughs> you guys, uh, are you still you still doing it while he's all zip shut Dude, like that? Yeah. You, you can't deal with it, can you? You have to look him in that Wah. bracy face. Just take me from behind, Mike. <laughs> doggy, doggy style. Yeah, just fucking turn me around already. I'm sick of looking at you. <laughs> oh, shit. Jip, that was good. <laughs> it's true. She laughed. Come on. I'm sorry. I just can't go on all night with like, all night long. I'm sorry. All right. Understood. Every week. Understood. You want to you want to send us a photo of you in your panties? Uh, <laughs> and that's what I have to do when the fucking thing. Yes. Come on now. Well, it helps. Yeah. I'll do surgery on my dog. I'll do whatever you need. You will do surgery on your dog before you'll take a picture in panties. <laughs> do that. No, I'm just joking. Cause isn't she like a fucking surgeon or something? Yeah, yeah, a she's a doctor. Yeah. You're just choking. What the fuck? Chicks deep. are so competitive, dude. Isn't that bitch like a doctor? Or Screw something? that one. <laughs> Rods are way more competitive than dudes are. You know? The dudes are like, yeah, I kind of vote for that other guy. He was pretty drunk. The chicks are like, fuck that bitch. I hate her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brittany, uh, you are you are still in the running, and you have made a compelling case for your drunkenness. I, I hope so. All right, we're going to vote right now. Thank you, dear. 
Okay. Bye. <laughs> wow, she was ragging on on uh, Sarah for doing that, and she has this weird like drunken girl laugh. Giggle. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was really good. Who did that? That was Susie. That was Susie. Susie yeah. Leroy. I kind of think you are on a fine line if you're bagging on a girl for being drunk and you have the drunk girl laugh. That's pretty good. Duck Susie. face. <laughs> I can hate that. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Everyone, duck face. 36C, man. 40 minutes strong. What a stupid job I have. <laughs> is it really a job or is it just a hobby you get paid for? I don't know. Because I, I I would call it that, and then that way you still have leeway. <laughs> to not feel awful about it. Right. I'm just here to help you, buddy. I hey, love when, it. when you guys I love it. I'm not compl- I actually really love it, but I just wonder that someday I'm gonna look back at my life's work yeah. and I'm gonna go, Well, good. <laughs> where's the rest of it? <laughs> no. Way to go, buddy. You uh, facilitated <laughs> drunken Sunday nights for half of the homebrew yeah, population. You're very proud of yourself. For <laughs> Or however many years it will be by then. You know, will I be 50 years old sitting in this chair and look back and taking another Drunk of the Week call? And I'll go, this is what you've done for the world. This is what you've contributed. What a body of work. You know, like the, at the funeral, it goes, well, he really facilitated inebriation well. He was good at that. He was yeah. able to facilitate inebriation. Yeah. Or inebriation. <laughs> right. Right? Did you get what I just said? Do you have life insurance? I, I think I've grown immunity to it. Yeah? Uh-huh. Finally. Immubernity. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this goes on for one more week. I will kill you. <laughs> I think I have to do some, I have to read some things. Yeah? Why don't you try to be more hoppy about it? <laughs> wow, that was like a moan. Inside. <laughs> First of all, is uh, Beer Smith. Have you heard of this Beer Smith? I haven't. No. Would you please care to enlighten Beer Smith? Well, go to BeerSmith.com. You get a free 21-day trial of the best brewing software on the planet. It's available in PC and Mac, and it's really fantastic. It's full-featured. It's got everything you want, plus things you didn't even know that you wanted. And, um, you know, you can grow into it because it's a free 21-day trial. So if you don't like it at the end or you can't figure it out, you can email Brad over there, the the owner of it, yeah. or the writer of it. He'll get back to you. He's got yep. a lot of support. Plus, there's videos online about how to use it. So, you know, sometimes with the other brewing softwares yeah. out there, you, you have questions, and you don't get to ask anybody those questions. There's nobody there. You, you have to go into a forum, and, you know, you have to wait. Yeah. You get to have those questions, yes. but you don't get to you don't get to do anything with those questions. But you can go over to Beersmith.com and get a free 21-day trial. Check out all the videos, all the tutorials, and uh, really use just a fantastic brewing software. Also, while you're at it, trying to get a little edumacation. Oh. Beer education. <laughs> see, I wasn't even going to do that because that would have been a dumb joke. Education. <laughs> That's just see, you, you, look. I'll 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 school you on the finer points of being funny. Okay. Beermentation. Now that's a good one. Let me write that one down. Kill myself. Okay, great. Oh, got it. So glad I just hung out for. It. This is great. My cheeks are like not my other cheeks. Yeah. Welcome back, yeah. John. You poor my bastard. Cheeks are, my cheeks are red because I'm sitting down. <laughs>
right, go to beerjudgeeducation.com and you can check out better beer scores. You know, it's the it's the BJCP study guide we've been talking about yeah. where you can study for the BJCP from the comfort of your own home. It's all done online through free uh, sorry, through uh, live webinars uh, which are you can join in and and there's video and and you don't just have to like sit and listen to idiots like me, but there are real BJCP judges every single one of them uh, certified professionals in there talking about how to pass the better uh, the BJCP exam and uh, I think it's a series of like 12 um, I think it is, of yeah. classes yeah it's weekly I think and right now, uh, classes are 175 bucks, which is down from $250, which in my math is like a $500 discount. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, 175 right now, down from 250 You can use coupon code BBS11HOLIDAYS, BBS11HOLIDAYS. And through January 1st, mm-hmm. 2012, so it's, it really is a limited time, uh, you can get classes for just 175 bucks, so save a good chunk of cash there. Wow. Uh, it's a new way to learn about craft beer and brewing. Uh, success is guaranteed. If you don't pass the BJCP exam with 60% or better, you can retake the course free of charge. Also, if by the, I think it's second course, maybe it's even third course, if you don't like it, if you decide that it's not doing it for you and giving you the study group you're looking for, yeah. uh, you can get your money back. I think it is third course. I think from that. Right. So yeah. it's really kind of a, of a guaranteed way to help you study for the BJCP exam from home and uh, go past that. More test. like beer JCP. <laughs> no, wait, that doesn't, because it's really the... Yeah. It's a good time of year to take that course, you know, wintertime and you're all like... Uh, in the, yeah. ho- in the hanging hobby days. close to the house and all that. So mm-hmm. in the spring, you could take the test and then you could... Especially at 75 bucks off. Judge all something. Yeah, that's huge. It took me five minutes to do that math. <sighs> you're really good. Yeah, I'm good. You are really I think it's because I have celiac disease. I'm not able to do trigonometry. <laughs> That's why I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm an idiot because I can't digest gloten and hoplolin. Hoplolin? You've got uh, hoplolin, I think is what it is. I think uh, Bizarro Sam's back on the line. Oh, maybe he's hey. ready for his picture. Hey, Sam. Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? I just wanted to, uh, just we're touching down on the, the SR-71 um, and uh, getting closer on the human flesh beer when I got a, a note saying that I need to give you my email address. Oh, yeah? For some, pic- for some uh, picture or uh, oh, something. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. I did get a, I did get a photo for you, uh, Evil Sam. Go ahead and give me your address. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, what you're going to need to do is get a number two Dixon Ticonderoga pencil. I might not. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Make sure it has the eraser bitten off. That one's Office Depot. <laughs> I have an Office Depot number two. I have a RoseArt.com one. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Is it HB? Uh, yes, HB here. And you guys have to make okay. sure the eraser is bitten off. Here's an HB. All right, okay, do you, have five, do you have five pound handmade paper to write that on? Okay. <laughs> Sam, the, the eraser just got bitten off. Actually, I do have five pound hand. Uh, hold on. Well, how's five and a half? It's heavy. Well, as, long as, it, as long as it was made from boiled wool, that'll be fine. Got okay, it. Are you ready? <laughs> yep. Okay, this is off the air, right? Yes. Well, yeah. press the well, get, get off the air, Jay. Hit the okay, that's, oh, wait, wait. Uh, let me hit the button. Okay, you're off right. the air. Go ahead. Okay. Can you believe that, bitch? I mean, I've been around a lot, but that was crazy. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking for... Uh, here's my... Hold on. Let me get my email. Okay, it's uh, Sam. That's uh, S. Yeah. A. a. <laughs> All right. Uh, hang on. Yeah. M at the end. M. Got it. <laughs> Brown. Brown, yep. Long. Sam Brown Long, yep. Dix. Can you spell that? That's D-I-X with an X. Okay. Like X Games. <laughs> R, the letter. 
I'm not quite done. Sorry, I got the art, yeah. Okay, is art my? Uh, yeah. Next? Next, yes. Did you get that? Yeah. That's what's next. Yeah. Brewing? <laughs> okay. I got it. You guys, did you get brewing, guys? I, I got brewing. Ingredients. <laughs> Let me make sure I got this. Uh, sorry. Can you Let me make back sure. Now? Let me, I'll give you the end of it. Just read it back to me. Okay. <laughs> Make sure I got this right. I think it's... We just touched down. We just touched down, so... Okay. <laughs> Make sure I got this I'm really right. tired. It's 10 a.m. out here in Fiji. Right. See, <laughs> <laughs> right, think... I'm in Fiji because I'm picking up some extra ingredients for my next beer. It's um, uh, fingernails that have been bitten off of small children. <laughs> <laughs> Fiji, they make they make a good steeping uh, were they Were they bitten off by the children or by uh, small animals? They're bitten off by adults. Oh. See, I would never have gone that way. That's why you're an innovator. I would never have gone that way. And let me make sure I got this email address right. Yeah, yeah, I, have, I have things to send you. Uh, so it's uh, Sam Brown Long Dicks are my next brewing ingredient dot com. Uh, I got an at. Oh, at. An at. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the at, the at's the part that makes it unique. It's like an A with a circle around it. <laughs> right. I got it. I'm going to put that on the label with this fingernail beer. I'm really excited about it. I think you guys are going to really like it. Boy, I'm exhausted. Okay, so it's at? Yeah. You get the at part? I got it. AOL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got it. Full stop? Yeah. That means uh, that's like a dot. Okay. Hold on, my my accent's going away. Hold on. <laughs> All right, so and the last part is C? Yep. And then the letter O, lowercase. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last letter, Justin, is an is M. Okay, got it. Sam Brown Long Dicks are my next brewing ingredient at AOL.com. That's right. That's my website, too. Check me out. Okay. www.aol.com. Guys, thanks a lot. Make sure those pictures come in full JPEG. I got you. Guys, take care. Thank you. Thanks a lot and look out for my next next beer coming out. It should be illegal. Beautiful. Thank you, Sam. All right. I love you. Okay. There you go. Uh, Bizarro Sam. Beauty. Oh, it's uh, nice to have a guy like that on call, you know what I mean? Sure. It really is. It's nice that... Uh, the level of expertise. Well, you know, you you make friends in this industry, and, 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 and you <clears> hold on to them for even longer, and and um, I think it's just real nice. Yeah. It's real nice. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, let's pick our drug of the week, and let's get out of here. Um, first of all, our Twitter winner, once again, was East Ghosts. Yes. East Ghosts. Or, this room is haunted by yeast ghosts. Yes. 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 Okay, uh, DOTW, we have Sarah36C, uh, clearly drunk, and sent in uh, a half-naked photograph. Was was even half yeah. naked? It was fully clothed. Like a, that was yeah, no she was cropped. No, she was really? fully clothed. It's like she's at a pajama party. Well, you, should, you guys sure have gotten uh, picky. Like G-rated pictures. <laughs> Look at nudes all day. Come on. Ooh, we get- <laughs> I think there's more nudity in this room right now. Daisy's like, I was watching DP before the program. You think that's half naked? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't go, you don't get shown DVDA and then go down to DP. It doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Then it's just like, oh. Yeah, I saw that, but less. Yeah, before I came to the studio, I saw a donkey, a dog, a broad, and a baby. Yeah, and a stepladder. Sorry, John. Sorry about the baby part. It's like human centipede, but worse. All right. So Sarah, thirty six C. Yeah. Have you watched that? No, I no. can't watch that. No, I'm not gonna watch it. John, don't watch whatever you do. 
don't watch the human centipede. I've seen the uh, no. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, then we had Brittany. Who, uh, Brittany bitch. Who was fed up with Sarah. Uh-huh. We had her from behind. And wants a reward. Uh, <laughs> and wants a reward for having to put up with Jaws. So she thinks she's drinking a lot to do that. Then we had Joe Pat from Ohio. Snores. You remember him by being happy about everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Then we had Zebrew. Who I think was drunk, but I don't have anything notable to write about him, so I don't know what else happened. He, he was ripping Simcoe B-loads. Mm. That's right. He was smoking bong loads of Simcoe. Well, that's what he said. I assume we didn't, it's a pretty specific lie. We didn't actually hear it. Right. And then we had Rhino, who I don't know if he's drunk or not drunk. He says the same thing every time, which is nothing. Yeah. He says, hi, it's Rhino. Hey, Rhino, what's happening? Nothing. You know how my friends can tell when I'm drunk? Because I'm breathing. Because <laughs> I'm still breathing. It's the same as how they can tell I'm not dead. That's yeah, it. I do like that. It's like, hey, what's going on? Nothing. What'd you guys want? <laughs> yeah, like I called you. Call us. Right. Okay. Which yes, I guess is kind of nice as far as like fr- you know fans of the show go. Right. You don't have to engage in stupid conversation. Yeah. Stupid conversation. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go down the list, raise your hands uh, when you hear the name that you would like to vote for. All right. Yeah. Includes everybody. Susie. Everybody. You paying attention over there? Are you awake, Susie? Yeah, I'm awake. I'm paying attention. It's just kind of hard. Does Susie get two votes like Bevo used to? Not yet. Not after tonight's <laughs> performance, she doesn't. Oh. It's like half a vote. All right, you get a full vote. <laughs> All right, you can have two votes. Yeah! <laughs> Fuck! All right, raise your hand if Sarah 36C is the drunkest broad in the room. Okay. Good chill. So raise your hand if Brittany was the drunkest broad. It's Brittany, bitch. Raise your hand if Joe Pet was the drunkest dude. It's Joe Pet, bitch. Raise your hand if Zebrew was the drunkest dude. It's Zebrew. What? In the room. That's one vote for Zebrew, and it came from Sarah, or from Sarah, from Susie. You want to cast both votes for Zebrew? Or raise your hand if it's Rhino. You get two votes. You've only casted one vote. I casted two. I did one for Sarah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one. Uh, your My winner, Drunk of the Week, this week, Sarah 36C. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm not down with that. She was drunk. She, she was, was clearly drunk. drunk. <clears throat> I think she was drunk as last week, too, when she called in from her pediatric party. She gets drunk a lot. She does. You think it's fake? Can she really be a good doctor and be that drunk? She's a woman. Well, is she a doctor? She's a woman. <laughs> I love drugs. <laughs> what, because they're good liars? Is that what <laughs> right. Are you saying that all women are liars or that they get drunk? No, they're just good at <laughs> covering the up their tracks. At covering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Johnny. Oh, man. Mr. Happily Married. Uh, Sarah was definitely hammered. It's just, you know, she's, yeah. she's won before and uh, I liked Brittany. Yeah, but, well, do you think Brittany was drunk, more drunk than I she was Sarah? hammered, yeah. Brittany she's, she's more articulate. I, I would sound like her when I'm that drunk. I can I can articulate myself. Well, I think the problem here is that uh, I think Sarah won her vote on her second call back. I think we should pillow and Which is why we shouldn't. Yes. There's only one call allowed per show. Call. Yeah, I'm We should you. stage a pay-per-view pillow fight. Pillow fight. And by, you know, I mean like our version of pay-per-view, clearly. It would be this studio, and you'd have to pay to watch it. Uh, Pillow fight between Britney and Sarah 36C. I think that would be an awesome idea. The only way to find out is Junker. Susie can referee. Uh, I have a referee costume. Can we all be the ring girls? 
Uh, yes. Like the rest of us will be the ring girls. That's right. Can we be the fluffer? <laughs> you can be the fluffer, yes. I don't know if you're going to be taken. Fluffing. Fluffing in a, in a pillow fight. You know, have to fluff the pillows. Oh, I was thinking something else. They, they could fluff us. You're dirty, Susie. John's talking about pillows. You, flush, you fluff your pillow before you go to bed. Exactly. Come on. It's ridiculous. All right, I'd like to thank our, our guest, Sam Calagione, uh from Dogfish Head for joining the program tonight. Also, Gabriel Carboneau from Brasser Sans Gluten. Uh, you can check them out, too. Uh, they were awesome and, and wonderful and cool and uh, helped us learn about a lot of things. Also, of course, you have Aaron Wood there that did a great job uh, talking to us about uh, the real effects of living as a celiac. That's true. You know what I'm saying? The real nope. friggin' deal, brah. All right, uh, let's get out of here. Last uh, Next week's our last show of the year. It's our holiday show. Last year, it was our first ever Hanukkah show, but this year, it's back to a Jesus show, I think, because we don't have any Jews. Even Moscow won't be here. Yeah, after last year's holiday show, I'm banning myself from the studio. <laughs> All right, uh, so we'll see you next week for our holiday show, uh, which includes... Greg Cook from Stone Brewing oh, Company. Uh, I think it's the first time he's appeared at length on the program. In he's studio? done some very short things. No, no, I think oh. he's on the phone. But he's talking about his new book, uh, which is about the which is about the stone, um, the craft of stone brewing. There you go. So tune in next week. Thank you very much. No thank, thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. For, for more information on gluten-free brewing and low-gluten beers, visit Jonathan Plisse's website, glutenfreecraftbeer.com. The Trophy Fire's new album entitled Modern Hearts is available now at graydayrecords.com. Speaking of great music, get all the latest information on Nate Smith's band, Brain Oil, by going to brainoil.com and checking out Nate on Twitter at Nathan Homebrew. Tasty's Tasting Room will be back this year at the Winner's Brew Fest, so check him out January 28th in Berkeley. Keep up to date on what's on JP's mind by checking out his blog at moderndaymerrick.blogspot.com and follow him on Twitter at Major Jip. And be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, you know.